Obviously, by pumpkin pie, I mean DC Comics. Obviously. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. Obviously. I am Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 243. 243. We're getting there to old 250 milestone, as Eric Shea once told me. I don't know. We're going to get there eventually, right? I think that's how numbers work. One plus one plus one equals 250. Is what I call now. Like I like to say, two fifty is what I say, too Eric. Fitty. Hey, welcome to two forty three. I am Jim, and I feel like crap. I am sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, Eric. I usually do not get sick, and this hit me like a brick wall. I decided that I was going to go old school medicine, thinking that you? oh, bye. Yeah, they do. Uh, I oh hit them. God, I the tried to hit them. Wall. They hit me back, Eric. It's like Pr- oh, Plymouth no. Rock. It's what happens. It did. It hit me right in the chaps. It did. Uh, but when I usually get, and this is the thing, I like to be one of those guys that, yeah, really, that's what happens. I'm at a place. I'm at a pillow factory, a place you'd never expect to see a brick wall. They're actually looking at beds. Boom! Hits me, Eric. Oh my! Get out of here, brick wall. What are you doing? You know, and then it, it laughs at me, pulls down listen. my pants, donkey punches laughs me and again. runs away, takes a Polaroid, sits there and, and waves it oh, in no. the air till it develops, kicks me in the balls again and runs. Brick wall. Like, Get with the, the times. Brick, a Polaroid? Yeah. yeah, really? Well, no, it's just, it's, it's old school. And, and then I say, you're more of a dick wall there, brick wall. <laughs> and it says, hey, shut your mouth. And then kicks oh, me again. Oh my God, brick wall talks. I'm going to end up just I'm okay minding with my own business. I'm okay with for some reason. I'm going to end I'm going to mind my own business anymore. I, I'm like please get out of town and, and just leave me here in my misery. But yeah, when, I'd like to think that I'm one of those guys that I was pillow shopping. Yeah, really. I was. I mean, really. Did they make the bedspreads and the pillowcases, Mr. Clark, Mr. Wayne? Uh, but you have Mr. all these things going on. I know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you, I feel like crap. I'm trying to drink coffee. May or may not take a little extra, you know, vitamins, as they say. Yeah. Uh, and so as this is, I want to tell everybody, hey, listen, I don't get sick a lot. I really don't. Um and, but when I get sick, he does tell you he feels like I shit get, every single day, though. Well, I always feel like shit. And this is where I, I'm trying to think of how this goes. Because when I do get sick, I say to everybody, listen, I only get sick every like once every three years. But when I do, it hits me hard. I just think that I, I'm a wuss. And, and when it hits me, I, I just end up just falling apart and I have a cold. <laughs> it's like the cold hits me like a brick wall. Eric, and like, you know, what you're doing, obviously, the sound from Freddy Krueger. You know those movies, the Ah, Freddy Kruegers. Isn't that what they're called? The Texas Chainsaw Nightmares. Texas Chainsaw Nightmares, Eric. And that's uh, you are correct. That's why I wish that your mom would have refrained from them, Eric, when she was pregnant. I agree. (laughs) There you are. But yes, welcome to the show. I, I do. I will mention it over and over. I can't even think straight. I feel so sick. I ended up, I'm sweating so much that I, I somebody came in the room and said, what's Eric I doing what's here? I, I'm saying, what, what do you mean? I'm not Eric. Not, oh, the sweat. I get it. He's a sweaty bastard. You are correct. You are right. That is true. 
Uh, but yeah, if you want to find us all over the internet, Eric, we're all over the kingdom that I like to call podcast land. And if you want to visit us at our castle, brick walls, you can go over and uh, no brick walls allowed. The walls are made of pillows in our castle. It, it, it's a great time. That's why they're not you working. Come, you could come. Well, really, we're invaded constantly, and we're taking we're just over pillow That's forts. Fine. Is what we're doing. When, when they get in, making when pillow we, forts. When we get invaded, what I like to call that is a sleepover. So we get invaded by maybe the Huns, right? You know, I was invaded the, during the sleepover goths, once. They're all invading us, and really all they are trying to get Once. is a viewing of Puppet Master and some stuffed crust pizza. Well, That's all that, they're baby. after. Oh, yeah. It's a party. Come it's here, every day at the Shea House. Come on. Get over here, Huns. You're in. All right. There we go. But, yeah, if you want to find us, we're at Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a uh, website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and we have a Patreon account that is Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where each and every week we have a lot of different shows, but the big show that we'd like to push is the Patreon DC Comics Spotlight, where we focus or feature two of the DC books that are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Eric Beep boop. Beep, boop. You, you weren't there. You were a little delayed there with that. You, you know, there you go. My delayed rim shot. And they pick two books and then we talk about them. It comes out on a Thursday night. It's pretty much the first bit of the DC Comics podcast. And to get the full weird science effect, you get on there, you get that, and then you're good. Uh, this week, we did feature and talked about Action Comics number 1014, obviously the Brian Michael Bendis book, and the new Batman Superman number one by Joshua Williamson. Those were on the Patreon account. You're not going to hear them here tonight because they're on that. And if you want to listen, go over there, and I will tell you, which I'll tell at the end again of the podcast. If you go when you hear this, it will be the beginning of september you go over to patreon you sign up you will not be charged until october if you don't like what you hear you can cancel before that you will never be charged so you can actually have a free month on us to check us out too many people might be taking advantage of that eric but that's how we roll right it's one of those things and so if you want to get the full deal go over there but some people that don't take advantage of us, Eric, what they do is like to pick books that me and you hate to get on yeah. the spotlights. It's not taking advantage. That's just pure out prankster fun. They are the badasses, and this is the badass roll call. Here we go, Eric. Here's the badasses going, and it, it ended. Uh, there's always something. What happened? I, what I happened, Jim? I you, didn't, you weren't fast enough. No, really. <laughs> I think the speed force just every up. week. I, I you don't think I could be. I don't think I could be that fast. I'm telling you. Maybe eventually. I'm like, boy, that look at you telling your stories. Went right through the yeah. whole thing. That was like a minute I, I really, and a half. Did right I there. tell a story? You could actually maybe convince me that I did. You are so sick right now. You might convince me that that you happened. don't realize, it might Jim. Be. Oh my! I just when that happened, I think that 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 really started making me did sweat you pass again. I wish, out? like I'm sitting here. I'm like, I what may happened have. to Jim? I'm so sick. I think I went in and time travel into the future. I don't know what's going on. Oh my! That, that is on my drugs. final answer. Here we go, Eric. Here we go. <laughs> well, what is this? This is the baddest. Why can I never do this without a hitch? It never can be know. done. How many it's episodes is this? Two forty-three, oh baby. That and stairs or something. I'll never be able to beat Eric. Here we it's go. True. The badass roll call. All right. Here we go. It sounds good now. You know, Eric, did I tell you about last around. week Don't fuck when around. I went and I decided that I was going to make a omelet 
with actually some uh, grilled cheese omelet. D- does that sound good? We have some grilled Atka cheese Chu, omelet. Dalton, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, who we'll hear from in a little bit, and we actually met with and had some drinks. Eric had a little more than most. Tell that later. Aldrin Stoja, Batman Beyond Mark, Eric Eric G, who end up changing his thing, I think, to avoid being the <laughs> David Fink Manship, Randy Murray, Bobby Bing, Reggie Hancock, Joey Bear Costco, be a hero in home business podcast by Ron Saunders. He's down in Hurricane Alley down in oh, Florida, yeah. which isn't Hurricane Alley, but I hope he's doing good. Joseph Watchsick, Andrew Belfast, Comp Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian, Brian King, Jolly Drew, My Man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Fab Five, Freddy, Eric. Oh, he, man. he is different now with Stellar Dollar. I love that call out. That's awesome. Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double A Run. Hey, hey, Monty you Simon, Swanee, <laughs> Hey, and I'm not whoa, doing it. Missy T, R Man Robo, hey, him, the baddest. <laughs> He's the dude to die. Lone Wolf Mar. Two pauses in between. <laughs> Ruben is the last one. Ruben. I, I want to I want to pretend I'm like one of those guys with the puppets, you know, the ventriloquist. I'm drinking the water. Hey ho, Ruben, That's a really hey, work over, ho, over a podcast in my mind. Hey ho, our man Rob Lewis, Missy T. Hey, is that good? Does that work out? Oh, we'll man. get there next week, maybe. <laughs> I feel so bad. Every week right. is a new chance to I, succeed. No, no, no. You you know what every week is. It's just I another do. week to remind me I fail. Though. It's just that. Yeah. The glass half full, the glass half empty. My glass is just smashed in on the floor. I don't even get a choice <laughs> no, of it. It's, it's, it's a weapon gone. now and stabbing you in it the neck. Is. Now it's a shiv with it. It's being held by a brick wall and now it's killing me. I don't know why oh, this brick wall is so against walls. me either. I These do. brick walls, they are against me, Eric. Those and mirrors. As you would say. And top shelf, Derek. Oh my. I'm just self-deprecating humor. (laughs) I have smelly feet. By the way, I'm a real jerk off. All right. (laughs) All right. We're gonna go. Did you take some sodium pentothal for your medicine today? No, I did not. I didn't do that. Is that the truth serum? Yes, I, I know what that is. I always wondered if that really works. And I really I don't think so. Is, is that something that's illegal to get? Can I just go and buy that at the local five and dime? Can I go in and say, I hey, where's the, like, where's I the need sodium, sodium pentothal. pentothal? Yeah, where's hey, the sodium pentothal? And they're like, uh, no, actually, the other supervillain in town just got that. <laughs> no, I want to know if I can get this because if it is true, I would definitely want to have a podcast where we do inject this. I'm not I don't injecting know. myself also, with anything. I'm also, I don't like injecting anything, so it would be no. you. But I, I want to see if it really works. I, I really do because that's something that I just always thought was online. a bunch of bullcrap. Just look crap. it up online. Eh, that online stuff who knows what you get in there you know old wives tales you know tmz that's I'm a pretty open hate. book to begin with you don't need to freaking inject me with anything that's true i just i always wondered if that was like real don't and if anybody if anybody's ever taken that also i imagine that it kills you afterwards so oh, we're not no. gonna have anybody I do that this up I, with the hair on uh-oh <laughs> oh no that's uh what they call that the speed ball all right that's good the speed ball special all right, we're going to go off now to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast 
Jim's reviews. We have a lot of books tonight. Oh my. Uh, we're going to start by telling everybody here that if you want to read our reviews and not just listen to them, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, the award-winning website Dot where com. me, Eric, Reggie, and a lot of people do put their heart and soul into each and every sentence. You can go over there. Uh, that's kind of a lie, but hey, that's how we roll. I feel like crap. I feel so sick. I probably mentioned it already. Uh, I just do not feel good. I think that I ended up recording too many things and staying up way too late the last couple of days. Because way too many amphetamines. Yeah, I had to get to the uh, end of the Patreon month. And as you know, Eric, when it comes to any sort of podcasting that we do, we're pros. And why I mean a procrastinators are what we are. And that's what I am. I end up procrastinating everything. And I had some things lined up. That's Brandon, so he's a tired fella. He ended up not being able to do the uh, Marvel Events podcast with me. Tired I thought or that drunk. it was just taking him a while. Now nah, he's tired and drunk. Oh, he's got a baby. Uh, and so I end up and I'm like, okay, you got to read these issues. They are tough. They're old issues. <laughs> Where do you get off? Tell, me, hey, tell take- me what I have to read, Mr. Jim. I thought it was taking him a while. And then by the time I got around to about quarter of 11, like a quarter of 12, I mean, saying, hey, uh, I guess you went to sleep. If you don't answer Maybe me in like sleep. 15 minutes, I'm going to do it. And he didn't answer me. So I did it myself. I struggled through it today. I ended up doing the news that I always do. That's fun. I, I don't really struggle there. I just talk nonsense. And then I had to do my video game podcast. And that was tough. And I had tried to record it for the whole month. And I told you I was really having problems getting the voice down on that. And by that, I meant I wanted to do it as Guy Kid. And when I, I thought to myself, now I know how you really, I, I'll tell out. you. Well, yeah. Hey there! I I actually will tell you that as I was struggling with this throughout the month, I actually at one point just figured, listen, Jim, I'm talking to myself now. Listen, Jim, you might as well wait till that last day when you have to do it, and then you'll just have to do it. And that's kind of how I went with it. So I had to go and do it, and I hope that people enjoyed it. But yeah, that was another hour and a half. I already felt like crap as that was going on. I just, I'm getting sicker and sicker. I usually don't get sick. I don't get sick a lot anymore. Boy, I feel like crap. And we're here to talk a bunch of books tonight. These couple that we're going to talk about this first section, I like more than the others we were doing. And the ones at the end, eh, you know, we'll we'll see. But we're going to start with Detective Comics number 1010, uh, Eric. And it's one of those things that 
uh, when I go to read Detective Comics now, I don't know if it's because of me just not liking Tom King's Batman so much. I do think that I give it a a pass at points. And that's going to continue here. It's written by Peter J. Tomasi. Christian Duce is the artist. David Barron on Colors Rob Lay, the letterer. And let me get my blurb here. It's Deadshot and Bruce on an island. And it's a field of dreams, Eric. It is. Is it? Not much happens in this issue except an out of nowhere enemy mind set up and dead shot no enemy mind really anymore. Odd trivia, really odd trivia. Eric, <laughs> out of nowhere, he's playing who, right, everybody, trivia. who trivia, and that's my favorite. It's like he's like, okay, do you know about who? And now we have a you know a, a who's on first routine going who, what, when, and the, the people uh, on the not, plane did not fans. know Let's about do some Led the Zeppelin who. trivia. Yeah, really. Why? Why wouldn't it be Beatles trivia? Do something that everybody He's doing would know a good band, Aaron. Yeah, really. I do like the Who. I, I love the Beatles. I love the Who. I love the Beatles a little more. But even that, he's like these these people on the plane. They they don't know who Keith Moon is. If they don't know that, then you might as well give up the Who. Yeah. Do they not know Keith Moon, or is it that I really don't want to get shot in the face by talking up at this point in time? I don't know how he's going to play this know. game. I would actually, if if I have a guy wrong who answers, has might a mean bad cannon, stuff. No, I th- I'm telling you, but not answering is a wrong answer. E- the way he plays it, I think I would try to answer at least and play along. Uh, but yeah, so what I said, y- with the Batman books, you have to like some Batman. You know, it's one of those things, at, and we like, this is why we complain about Bendis on Superman. I would like to like some Superman. Unfortunately, there's a roadblock there. Um, so when you end up with this Detective Comics, it's not exactly the the greatest stories ever told. You know, these are these quick stories. But what I do like more, what Tomasi's doing is we're not having dream machine birthday parties. We're not having Astrid Arkham out of nowhere. What I'm getting from this is this seems like a classic just kind of, yeah, this is not going to be something I remember six months from now. But while I'm reading it, it does seem like those classic detective comic stories. And you have gone back and read not just detective comics, but a lot of other books. And, yeah. you know, you, you tune in and the things are OK while you're reading them. You, you're going to get some characters you like and go. And that's what this feels more like. This isn't Tomasi trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel. He's not trying to show us that he knows more than us, whatever. Now, I could say that he might be stalling for some reason because it, it does seem inconsequential. I don't know. I think but in my the- mind, I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, he just wants to tell the trials and tribulations of Floyd Lawton back on the, out on the outside of, out of being out of the Suicide Squad. Man, Maybe, I remember my but job we don't being even this goddamn hard. Yeah, that is true, but he, we don't really get much of him. As far as I know, this is his first job since he got out of the Suicide Squad. He freaking had to go and kidnap some people, got hit by a, a plane, went down on an deserted oh, yeah. island. He's attacked by a jaguar. This is just the worst time ever for freaking Deadshot. Because you had a bad day. He, he is having a bad day. He's having a bad lost weekend is what it seems. But again, I, I don't know... What exactly he's trying to, but it's fun enough. I mean, you have Floyd there, you have, you know, the old Deadshot deal. Now, also, he's on, you know, an island. I don't know uh, everything about Deadshot. I, I kind of know that he cannot create bullets by by thinking or pulling them uh, out of his uh, ass. Uh, he is wasting he bullets might. here. He is on a deserted island. I don't ever see 
a really big thing of this costume that ever is like, oh, that's where it holds the bullets, like a huge backpack or something that he has. So when he just shoots the wall to to get this lady to stop trash talking, I'm like, you better save those bullets, buddy. But, you know, it's the whole deal where he has this plane, all these people, he's gathered the dead, pushed them aside, gathered up these people to see who's going on here. And it seems that if he has been paid to kidnapped everybody he was yeah. you know pay, given the the deal where he's going to kidnap people now i don't I like the idea the that he kind of says yeah. and it, it's funny i just don't like the idea that he doesn't know bruce wayne because he, and he's even with lucius like what's that other guy's name that that was there i don't know and or, that man was bruce wayne i'm like eh, no no <laughs> you, you know bruce wayne everybody knows bruce wayne uh especially if this is going to be the thing going on, they would say, okay, you're going to kidnap the Wayne Industries plane. This is Bruce Wayne. This would be the one guy that they would point out out to make sure. I want him not to know Bruce Wayne because I'm telling you, if if Floyd has any kind of brains to him, he has a few people on this plane that are still alive. And the idea that you have a island Batman show up, I'm like, huh, I wonder who this Batman could be. I'm telling you, on top of everything else, he is on a deserted island and Batman shows up to foil his day. He is having a bad day. He is, Eric. He is. He's having a very bad day. Uh, I think that by the end of this now, it may not serve him great because this is the brave and the old. Uh, I wonder if we're going to get a slant on the old Alfred in the bat costume that these two old World War II vets will make their own type of Batman costume. I don't know how Bruce even gets pointy ears that he gets going with well, to even make point, it. And if you plus, look at you would think it, he would like take those away. On. Yeah, why would you do this? You don't, don't need to do that. Go and become, you know, Tarzan or something or Cary Grant, as they're saying to him. But, yeah, I, I wonder if because of the way Bruce is playing this and pretty much making himself Batman on an island where the one person who's disappeared and body can't be found is Bruce Wayne. Maybe these guys will also dress up. I expect fully. Now, it's not set up, but I'm waiting for the Ewok Village to show up and I need I, I thought that you sound like you're waiting for the I am Spartacus on. moment. I am the Batman. No, I know. Well, that's well, you have this where in the, you know, the Batman 66, the only time Alfred yeah. ever dresses up as Batman is when Bruce Wayne's captured and Batman has to go so that they realize or pretend that Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. It's a perfect setup, except these guys are like 98. I, I'm the Batman. Ah, yeah, whippersnapper. He comes out, but I, I do. You, I man. do wish. I do wish at one point that we have seen as Bruce. Like they end up finding Bruce. These two guys, this Japanese soldier and an American soldier. Boy, I wish that they would have ended up getting him in a netting, kind of like a Han Solo Chewbacca deal. When Chewbacca, he's hungry. It's not his fault, Eric, that he went for that meat and got caught by the Ewoks. But I would have loved to have seen that little deal. Uh, I would have really liked to see that little deal that we're going to get Ewok Village, where we're going to get two logs. That's the thing is, I don't think we are going to get Ewok Village because from this whole thing, it seems like we are. I want this. was well, 77 years on this island. They have made friends with all of the animals on the island. They it's have. almost like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves over here. Freaking the guy singing around, all the animals come to him. Oh, you are Tanaka no, and stuff like that. Seems like, like, it seems like the Japanese guy's more into that. The American's like, I don't really like Clarence? these animals. I, <laughs> he's like, I don't really dig these I've guys. I've been trying to eat guy. these guys like, for years. He yeah, will not really. let me. Boy. 
You know what? And, and that's the thing. You have the Japanese guy saying to the Jaguar, yo, Tanaka, they, they've never had Jaguar here. And it's like, what is this? Guardians of the Galaxy stomach. Uh, but yeah, so Floyd has all the people there. And he says to Lucius and all of them, like, who's this other guy who was in charge that's missing? His name is Bruce Wayne. I'm like, why are you saying this, Lucius? I mean, there's no real reason to spill the beans here. Uh, but yeah, this one lady steps up and is like, We're, there's more of us here. I'm looking at these people. Quiet I'm like, lady. no, no, no. Yeah, really. And then, uh, you know, he dead shots like, oh, that's really? The, that's always and a, that classic blunder, though. You, you got a guy even with a six shot revolver or something like that. Hey, there's more of us here than you. Yeah, I'm going to kill six of you if you charge me. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, really. And, and it is funny, too. It's like she's there and she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, OK, Holly Gennaro, shut your mouth and sit down. <laughs> they blast the hole through the, the wall there of the, the plane because they're sitting in the in the plane at this point. And like you said, there's just trouble after trouble for Floyd, Eric. And we're just going to keep going with it because a Jaguar out of nowhere shows up Who, and, and they're all yelling. Thing, like, it's going to attack I, a guy. I, I don't know what the Jaguar is thinking because the Jaguar, for the most part, that's what we've seen. It's friends it's hungry, with people. Maybe. Even, even yeah, here, Hiroshi friends. says that it's like, you know, he has no other predators on this island. Why would he decide? All right. It is up mm, the game you know. now. I'm going to go after these people here because I like this Japanese yeah, driver, sense. so I'm not going to eat yeah. him for the idea. Like, there should be fire and this whole, all the loud noise of the plane coming down. I figured that would have scared all the animals to the other side of the yeah, island. You know where the headhunters it, are. It would have been funny is when the guys, the Still guys, island, like, right? oh no, oh no, it's going to eat me. And then they're like, no, 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 that's to serve man. It's a cookbook, but it's it's to actually see. You know, there's the jaguar, smartest uh, jaguar there is, though. Because yeah, the really. first thing he does is disarm one of his freaking bandoliers on his freaking wrist. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. He ends up, he's so upset, and that's where Deadshot then shoots him. He ends up shooting this Jaguar, and he limps away bloody. And I just thought to myself, just recently this week, I'm like, DC is like, you can't kill, we don't need any sort of controversy of this big game hunt nonsense. I mean, everybody gets, what is he, the owner of Jimmy John's here? And that guy just recently ended up getting in trouble. And I, I looked up a picture that somebody had, and there was this guy on a boat, nude, uh, appearing to fuck a dead shark. That should yeah, be against the law. I don't either. even care. Yeah, I don't even care. Maritime law, any law. That's against the law of humanity, this pirate guy. And he law. looks awful. Yeah, pirate law, indeed. But pirate law, there, he, no, he's there. There are and, and no so, fucking laws no, of pirates. No, there aren't really any laws, especially those Somalian pirates, Eric. They mean business. Yeah, so <sighs> you end Captain. up with the Jaguar getting shot and then going away. Because like I said, I don't think that DC wants any nonsense with the big game hunting. Well, then we go off to see Bruce. And Bruce is with these... Uh, guys, these two Clarence uh, and Hiroshi. World War II soldiers, Hiroshi and Clarence there, that were from World War II. They ended up, and, and right away, when you know one's Japanese, one's American, I, I'm telling you, 99.9% of everybody listening, and me and you, should be able to figure out the story of how they got there. I mean, oh, really, they ended that, up... I go enemy mine. This was also the story is. in Kong Skull Island, like John C. It, Riley. It's and one of the most cliched like, deals. You hear you it know, all the time. It's one of those where, you know, the enemies end up stranded together, realize that they're both human beings, together, learn about learn each other, and together they live. The problem with this one, though, is it does look like their days are almost over and they only got to live with each other. Uh, but, yeah, you have Bruce. And that's He's all they the, needed. Yeah, really. Bruce is drinking I love you, Hiroshi. stuff, which... I believe he might be yelling out that he's the Lizard King. Uh, you know, he's drinking this, what I would love to think is peyote juice or something. He's getting all whacked out. It's, it's healing him. 
Yeah, well, who knows what they have on this island. Also, there's a weird thing in this. Now, usually when we get these stories, you are unfortunately taken to Dinosaur Island, something like that, usually when when we get to get these. And there there is a weird type of like one or two lines that are very odd of like, but they'll never find this island. And I'm like, what are you getting at? Like, is this an island out of time? Because obviously it's not these guys have age, but it almost seems like you're trying to veer spry. towards that, but you're not. But yes, that's the thing. They should be in their 90s. Boy, they, they look good for their age. I'm and telling they're you, these, these guys are up and doing stuff. They're better, They're digging their own grave. I haven't even started digging my own grave yet. No, you do, every time you open your mouth, you do, Eric. Always digging your own grave. But here, when you're doing this here, I, I get the idea that you might find <laughs> this will be wacky. It, Bruce goes and fights Deadshot, and then when he comes back to thank them, they have been dead for 30 years, and now we have a Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, like, you know, even with a, you know, you see that Clarence died first, and they actually dated the thing. I don't know. It's just as weird when they, they have these weird little asides that seem like something else is different. Though nothing seems like that, because they're trying to help Bruce. They're giving him, you know, oh, any island will always have, you know, the magical berry treatment that you give. You know, oh, me and you get stuck thank on an God. island. It's not going to happen with us i mean i'm gonna say hey you look you look sad you know i don't know why sad would be why i'd give it here try this and it'd be poison you're dead and why well, i did that i'm telling you i don't know what you're even talking to me because i'm clubbing you in the back of the head and eating you immediately. no no i no i'm doing but i want to get the resources there uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna thing. play around i, I am killing you immediately I'm I'm, we might get rescued an hour i am killing you immediately and eating you I immediately told you, i told you i'm before, scared i'm not i'm not eating you I am going to kill you, and then I'm going to put you in the worst position that a dead man could be found and laugh as I run out into the woods to go somewhere else. I need us to be rescued. That's it. Yes, I need something, a a tree up your butt. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to be something that I'm going to. I don't know about that. I'm telling you, I get rescued. There was this other guy, Eric. Oh, yeah. He said he went like that way, but I'll show you exactly where it is. I hope that he's alive. And not in a position that's really, really embarrassing for his family. And then we go and there you are. They're like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Did he have a double joint at back? And I said, yeah, after I clubbed his ass, he did. Is what happened. But yeah, so you end up with Bruce. (laughs) No, no, that's Island Law. Island Law says I can do that. Uh, You know, Pirate Law, (laughs) Island Law, it all comes together. You, You end up where Bruce then he gets up, and I love the look of him. He looks like Frankenstein, the way he's walking. I'm like, he's going, he's going to get out there, and he's near fire, so he's trying to get away. But he gets up, That's and he's like, bed. I, I got to go and help those people that, you know, there's other survivors. And Carrie Grant, can, you can barely walk. walk. Sit your ass down. Uh, Carrie Grant, sit your ass down and let me spin you a tale that you've never heard before unless you've seen it seven times <laughs> before. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> you ever they were all mind? based on us. No, this would be the funniest thing is where they start telling the tale and, and legitimately for them, they've been on this island since World War II. All of these properties have been afterwards. They're pissed that they didn't get paid for all this shit. They they could have been Hollywood directors and producers here, but they were stuck on the island because it's enemy mine. They ended up fighting each other. You know, they're doing the dog fights. They were pilots. They end up crashing. Then they're shooting at each other. Then they're punching each other and then realize at and the end, like, living. oh, well. 
You're just a man, just like me. Let's learn each other's language. We'll go back and forth each day what we're talking about. We got all the time in the world. We have all the time in the world. And really, their biggest concern is first who won the war and, and bruce yeah. like i'm sorry hiroshi you guys lost and he, he just says it really quick but but then has to throw in but then japan became such good friends with us and now we're both powers of industry and everybody's you know happy and he's like all right thank you for the non-violent version of this i heard something about some atomic bombs Lying but you know that, i guess i guess that was a rumor uh so you end up there with the, the big concern of theirs, though, goes back to the baseball deal. We're like, what we really want to know is who won the World Series all this time? And like, well, the Yankees well, won a lot. There wasn't a lot of entertainment back then. They only yeah. cared well, about I baseball mean, that was radio America's game. and the movies. That was. Yeah, yeah they, it was definitely that. But Yankees won a lot, and Gotham has a team now. And I, I want Clarence. Nobody asked about Gotham. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking <laughs> World Gotham. Series. Yeah, really. And, and then you end up with uh, – She's like, Do you oh, think did that my, did Japanese my soldiers in, second, in the Second World War knew a lot about American yeah. baseball yeah. teams? American baseball was huge right. then. Yeah, they, it was huge. Uh, so they even had their stuff going on to, you know, because they love baseball. Just the so idea much. that Hiroshi loves the Detroit Tigers. Does he love the Detroit Tigers because he knew about them before the war or because Clarence had told him all about these different he things? Might have, but he just also, happens to be an, an animal uh, lover. One of the Japanese teams, whether or not, you know, it's accurate that it was back then beforehand, but one of the bigger Japanese baseball teams was the Tigers as well. So I would guess that right. he was a fan of that. And then because of that, took to the Detroit Tigers. Maybe it's one of those that. You know, Clarence told I him about, but I think baseball. he would have known. I, I know that the Japanese love yeah, baseball. They have I just a didn't know way, what but they point have the baseball. they would have known more about American baseball at certain points. I just didn't know. Well, it was a little before Tom Selleck got on the scene there in Mr. Baseball for you. But yeah, know, so before, you just go with Tom it. Selleck, he li- I don't care. He liked the Tigers and you end up having oh uh, Batman bring up, Bruce Wayne brings up, yeah, they won in 84. And that was a really good season. That was when I was full swing of How baseball. Was it? Oh, yeah. Lou Whitaker. You had Alan Trammell. I mean, really, Eric, doesn't everybody remember Chet Lemon? I, I mean, really, you should. He prefers uh, Lemon. Yeah, so uh, with that, I just guess that Tomasi was a big fan of the 84 Tigers. Uh, Dale Evans, you, you remember him? And the who? I think that that's all this issue is because there is even Dale mention Evans, about, he's that He's uh, that driver, right? And he's got that Dale Evans Jr.? No, no, that's not it. That's no. not it. There you go. See, you're digging your own craving. So you, you end up <laughs> – I, I, I'm wondering too, I think if I'm not mistaken, maybe Chili Davis might have been on that team, but I, I'm starting to oh, – we'll Put know, on get, a jacket, Chili. I'm starting to remember uh, or not remember some of these guys. But uh, so, yeah, so Bruce is listening to this and, you know, they're having some nice talk. But really this is just, you know, pretty much filler. There's not much to it. it it's just nice You stuff, don't care I about guess. Hiroshi and Clarence? You monster. No. I, I will see if next issue I care more, but this is when, you know, this – concoction that Hiroshi made is only so that you can believe that Bruce gets healed right away. I mean, he was, all these people were in a plane crash. And so he See, ends up, all right, I what, feel what good. I got to go. What I'm really trying to understand though, is like, what is Deadshot's plan from here on out? He has these people. He's stranded on an island, doesn't have any way to call for help. It seems like, it doesn't seem like any help's going to come with does. freaking Hiroshi and Clarence over here, but he's hanging out at a fire instead of trying to find, you know, other pe- people who made it survive like a Bruce Wayne. With not making a plan, just giving true, yeah. like true, who trivia, true, yeah, who trivia he's out just there wasting to all these time. He's wasting what time, are you like doing, Bruce Deadshot? is. I don't know. He's he he has to wait till he can go What's get the, the plan, coconuts man? to make the radio. 
and so he's there, and that's where he's Bruce shows up because Bruce said to Hiroshi and Clarence, "Hey." Uh, yeah, really. He probably could. And he's like, hey, do you have anything I can make, you know, a costume out of? That's what it ends up being. And they're like, yeah, a flight suit, you know, pointy eared cow. I, I don't get it. You end up having a the bad, goggles. A badass it, bomber jacket. It, it does look a little like, in my mind, the desert Batman with the goggles. It's the goggles that do it. See, for I kind of want a weird World War II Batman like this. You know, like, cool. he's like, you know, ace pilot Batman yeah. fighting for the Allies in World War II. Yeah, that's what you want. And, uh, like, almost like a super soldier that would go and fight in World War II and punch no, Hitler right in his like chaps. Right, a super soldier. Where's Bucky? He, he, Bruce comes running in, and this is the problem: is Deadshot's dumb if he doesn't realize, but so is everybody else on that plane. Obviously, Lucius, you know, we kind of toe the line of what he does and doesn't know. Uh, but yeah, I and if he and if we go with the uh, opinion that he knows a hundred percent, which I like to think, I want Lucius to yell. That's not Bruce Wayne. It's all he just yells. He's really bad at, at doing that sort of thing. But yeah, you have Deadshot see that there's this guy. He thinks it's a monkey and they're going to eat it again. This, you know, game hunting thing. Don't eat uh, the monkeys. Yeah, you don't eat the monkey. Shock the monkey. And you end up. Look, I, I, I don't Deadshot care what anybody says. Him. Like, the, yes, big game hunting is not great in my mind. But the idea is if I'm stranded on an island and I have Arsenal on me, I'm going to kill every animal that comes into my camp because I'm afraid. And what right, that, that Jaguar Including came out of the me, Plan on eating me. I'm no animal. Including you. I'm yes, no you're the animal. You are the most no. dangerous animal. <laughs> Man. Boy. Uh, you end up with Bruce was in the tree, ends up drawing dead shot shots so that he can then jump down and chop him, right? And kick him right in the chops. And he gets him. And this is He's, where dead shot shots get a little. That yeah, chat's yeah. getting a little like you know low in the whole idea of talking his game up here. Thing like I never miss should be, but I never missed twice. So yeah, like, yeah. Well, just, and then, you know, we'll see it next. I never missed shot. three times. I'm, I'm going to hire the guy I, <laughs> who never misses once. Well, you know that guy's real expensive. Uh, so you end up having him shoot. He goes, and I really want him instead of told you wise guy. I never missed twice. Oh, and I wasn't aiming for you. I want him to say. Okay, Bruce Wayne, I know you're Batman now. Let's go back to Gotham. Well, let's, let's strike a deal here because we're, I've now changed my game from How assassination to blackmail. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, he's there and they're going to fight. Bruce gets hit. He even says, Oh man, you know, I, I'm stupid. I shouldn't have let that happen. Oh, Lawton got away. Let's go. But he goes to the guys in the plane, including Lucius. They're yelling, we're over here. Just shut your mouth. He sees that you're over there. You're just drawing attention to everything. And that's where you say, where, or you have Deadshot say, of course, calls him Gilligan, which makes me laugh and made me smile a lot. Uh, and <laughs> says, those aren't prisoners. They're bait, where he is now got the bullseye on the back of Batman running towards him where he could have done that before. And now he'll miss again and say yeah. he doesn't miss five times. Uh, and that is the end of that issue. Uh, and again, it was, used to be somebody. I, I well, maybe he, I mean, they did all just get in a plane crash. Jim, he could have that's a concussion. Not the end of the issue. We, I, well, we no, I'm saying I want to talk about this first. I want to talk about this first. Just the idea that I did like this enough even though nothing is happening, but at least you're getting a little bit of fun and it seems to be setting up something later. How about but, that epilogue? Yeah, the epilogue is bullshit. And I'm I'm gonna God, try not to I'm gonna this? try not to even use that in anything of my score, which I should because it's it's I'm complete not. and utter I'm bullshit. I'm not going to. I don't even know what the hell happens in this. I, I mean you end up you having know. Nora Nora's there, Mr. Freeze <laughs> is there. He's watchful, hopeful, uh, uh, peaceful, there's, there's truthful, Nora. blissful, she's, faithful. She's, she's half. She's kind of defrosting. 
Uh, what I was always told is you don't defrost things out of the refrigerator. They could, you know, no. and so he's like, "All right, well, here you are, half frozen. Let me put the." You tube down again. You're blissful, truthful, faithful. I mean, it sounds like it's Bono <laughs> making up the next U2 hit. Uh, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then he, I love how he puts the tube the down. Edge. And then he's farther away. Then he's there. And now he's pressing up against the glass like he needs desperately to get in the glass. Oh, no. It was just Why open. Why put this glass between us? Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, my. Isn't life the glass between Man, us. Man, I can't Nora. wait to get to this Mr. Freeze story after uh, Deadshot's done. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, really? I mean, <laughs> really? No, I just, that way, Mr. So Freeze bad. is going to finally do something, hopefully. Maybe. I just think he's going to sit there. He's just going to sit there saying nonsense. And all Nora, we're waiting. And it's I love funny, you. too. It's, if you don't have anything to do right now, then just don't do anything at all. That's what my mom used Please. to say. That's why I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so stupid. And after the last one that actually had the cover with Mr. Freezing got us nothing. This is even more infuriating to me where he even has, like, all this tech that looks like a Brainiac tech and stuff. And I'm like. I'm telling you, I, I don't know what he's doing or why. I'm telling you, for, at first, uh, the whole idea of defrosting her, I'm like, why was she in like a big block of ice? It seems like to half defrost her and then put her back down. Are you going to oh, freeze no. her up again now that you've got her lips unfrozen? Yeah, but- Sneak a little kiss, put her yeah. back in the deep freeze. It's time to go smooching. It's one of those two. It looks like she's raised above the floor. And that uh, you better watch out when she thaws down. She's going to fall right on her ass. I, I guarantee you that when you're frozen like that, you're not ever going to be able to, you know, come right out of it and walk around and dance. She's going to fall. She's also got the ugliest fucking feet I've ever seen on, on anybody. Look at those things. They look like my bony ass <laughs> oh, feet. Guy, are you? And I'm saying I'm just looking at them. They remind me of mine. Put a little hair on those. Then we, we both are hobbits. A Holy little. crap. Where's her hobbit hole? Holy crap. It's so stupid. You want to you so find stu- her hobbit hole so, together? So stupid. In the you freak. I, I'd like to Bilbo her baggins, Eric, is what I'd like to do. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, what would you give this whole issue? Including, include the backup, please. Include the backup. I'm including the backup. You're going to give it a six, right? You're going to go six. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Oh, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I actually so don't, am I. I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I think no, there's, uh, for it's the most okay. part, it's a little bit of a boring story. It's setting some stuff up here. We're on the island. We're seeing what's happening on island time. We have this kind of cool enemy mind dynamic. Yeah, I've seen it a hundred times, but it's a I thing actually, that I that's the thing. Seeing. We make fun of it. That is one of my favorite stories like that. Yeah. I actually do like, now, I, I do think, like I said, I'm waiting for the shoe to fall, the other shoe to fall with the idea that it's a supernatural island and then we'll get even better well, stuff. Ghosts. The idea that were these weird, at the one point I was trying to find the actual line, but I couldn't find what they're talking about. These weird storms come in all the time. Like, That's what, what I'm talking about. Here, it's Clarence? weird. Now, but because it's now, I mean, next issue, I'm expecting a dinosaur to show up or something, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I'm giving it a seven it's, as it's well because I love the art. And again, so do I. where this benefits in my mind for just me personally is where I'm reading. It's not just Tom King's Batman. It's also the stuff in Superman. It's also the stuff in action comics and a lot of the other books that we read that kind of depress me. This doesn't depress me. And in fact, it made me no. giggle a couple of times. I love baseball. I am a who fan. 
So, so I don't mind that. Either. You it's know, all the check marks. Huh? It is. It was going, and, and so especially even with not doing it much, just hanging around talking about things that I can get behind. All right, yeah, Gilligan. He mentions Gilligan. I mean, there you go. It's almost like a, a big deal here. But yeah, I even like when he's like, "Hey, you guys know nothing about the Who." Hello, am I the only one playing here? It just made me laugh that he's just doing Who trivia. Ah, uh, yes. Don't but, have a lot of friends, yeah. do you, Floyd? No, he doesn't. Seven out of ten for both of us, and now. Now we're going to move on to the next Bat book. All right. And the next Batman title is, what is it, Eric? You, you know what it is? Batman it's a Curse of the White Knight, book Batman two. Batman Curse of the White Knight, book two. Book two, Eric. Pretty much the amount of books you've read in your life. Book them, Dano. Hey, I don't get sleepy when I read and <laughs> complain about too many words. I didn't say comic. Yeah, I, I know. said books. That's that's why I, I I laugh when Reggie told me the one time and he said, "Hey, don't don't expect too much from these comic guys. They're only writing comics because they can't write novels, right?" Well, I'm there. I'm like, I don't care because I'm reading comics because I can't read novels. So, so we're in the same boat here. It's Curse of the White Knight number two, written by and art and cover script everything. Besides oh, yeah. colors and letters by Sean Murphy, and you have uh, colors by Matt Hollingsworth and letters by N World Design. I like to be respectful to Mr. Design, and I don't go by that and world part of it. I don't think that he is fond of that name. It's a name that he regrets ever being given by his mother when he was born. Mrs. That, Design. That's what I think. Mrs. Design did not care if Anne World would get made fun of in the, in the uh, you know, during she was recess. Hoping on it. Very vindictive and sadistic, that Mrs. Design. She, it, really? Mrs. Design is that mean? I, I wouldn't think that she'd be that mean, but everything that you, she does really do? is by design. Exactly. You're going to name your yes. kid Anne World or Rafe? You're going to get them beat up or something like that. How dare you? <laughs> or you name them Eric Lee? Is that what you're saying? What's well, that? What Alvin? did you want to name? What did you want to name your kid? If you had a kid, I don't know. What, Waspinator. What uh, real, okay, wait a minute. Let me text Jess. She was asking me that today. She has <laughs> oh, a, she yeah. has some important news for you after the podcast. By the way, she's got two a lot issues of into the sequel, and I am intrigued more than excited. So I am still on the fence overall. And really, that also explains my high school dating. I actually like the flashback stuff way more than the present day political tinge storyline. I still love the art, but Murphy has a bit more to do to show me this sequel is necessary for more than just cashing in on the success of the first White Knight. And and I like this. I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just uh-huh. that as I'm reading it, it, besides the beginning, and I'll tell you, we we start with another flashback. This is an extended one. Uh, you know, you can even still go a little bit with the Castlevania that you went before, but this ends up being more pirate to me. And, pirate and I or like, like Assassin's Creed to a degree. I with like the yeah, Assassin's Creed. I love it. I really love this part. And and as I was going through this, you know, I turn the page and I keep thinking that I'm going to end up, you know, turning the page like Bob Seger. And then I'm going to be upset afterwards that we're in the present day. And it kept going. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I hope that and we get a stopped. full issue with this. <laughs> and then it stopped. And then I said, when oh. is it coming back? And Sean Murphy said, he doesn't know. Oh, no. And I cried. <laughs> I, I bet next <laughs> issue. But no, I was really enjoying the the flavor of it and where I think the cleverness of this, it, it's it's starting to 
actually percolate. It's starting to come clear where at the beginning of the first issue, you are. You were thrown in cold. You had to deal with, here we are, and what is this here? Gotham Valley. And, you know, all these things. Arkham deal, and I'm laughing. And, and you, it really was kind of like – yeah, it really was kind of right at you. And yeah, the Draculas and stuff like this. Well, then we go through the issue and at the end we we have an Azrael, all that stuff. So when we start off here, we do end up seeing that the the players in this part is a priest who is eventually a or is an ancestor of Azrael and then a uh, a Wayne who Edmund they thought Wayne. the Waynes and they thought Edmund Wayne, they thought that that line was done. And even and I love I love the not old timey, but kind of old timey talk. You know, it, it doesn't get too crazy. It doesn't get but too no, bad I, at all. No, I love the. I, I'm telling you, the line in this that really I love so much is when you have Edmund coming like, "Hey, I, I'm a Wayne." You know, this is the deal. And he's like, "Wait a minute." You know, this house that was built on the greatest bullshit, family, right? Yeah, he's like, oh. "Ye old is a a piece of shitteth." Now the guy says, <laughs> "You know, this is one of the great families of London. This house." You know, everyone knows they they died in the plague. So that makes you either a liar or a bastard. And I love that line. For or some reason, both. that line really tickleth my fancieth. And so you're going, old and even timing. the art really fits with this. I'm old timey, I am. Uh, but yeah, so they end up, and he meets up with this priest. Who ends up, like we said, he ends up being a descendant of Azrael. The whole Saint Dumas gets thrown out there and all that. But even when he ends up in like, even wait the a second, idea I got from this. Romania and freaking that's where oh, love it. was from. The stories are told that he was a Draculas yeah. and stuff like yep. that. I'm like, oh man, it's getting some crazy shit. But it and, really and, actually, and, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the whole story of, you know, Bonnie Prince Charlie coming back to Scotland from France yeah. so they can gain an army to go back and reclaim the throne in England and stuff like that. Because the idea, yeah. we got Picard here, like, we're going to Gotham, we're going to the New World because you are a Wayne. That, main, that name means something. We're going to reclaim this city because it's like belongs to you and not the Arkham's and stuff like that. Like, All right, I can get behind that story. That seems like a good time, especially you got yeah. Draculas. Yeah, and this is where you, you well, how you ended that is perfect because. The thing in my mind, you have this descendant of Azrael who is a holy man, but he's also pretty badass. I mean, he's going to kill people. He's an old-timey holy man, which means he kill people for God. Vengeance. He's a vengeance guy, and everything's forgotten. Then you have a Bruce Wayne descendant, a Wayne, uh, Edmund, who at this point he's trying to just kind of figure out what's going on and and go with it. But I would have loved where if this story was just with them, and and the hell with Laffy and and the America, (laughs) I want them to be – well, Laffy can still be involved. Just keep them in Europe. I need – the Draculas, I need the vampire hunters, and I need that the Batman ends up becoming the Daywalker, Eric, well, as, this as point, they I'm might call him. The whole thing when we're on the freaking ship going to the New World, and Bakar is training pretty much Edmund Wayne to be, in my mind, the Dread Pirate Roberts at just one point yeah, for all the swashbuckle action going on here. Oh, like, I love it. I, I like this so much. Yeah, I'm telling you, if this was him teaching Edmund the whole idea of, you know, you're a Wayne, you're the Waynes, you don't know this, but the Waynes are the vampire hunters of history. I'm going to do this, but to become I a vampire hunter, game. you have to think like them. You have to become the bat, Eric. And he trains them and he dresses up like a bat because he's got a, oh my God, I would have been, I, I would have I, I will it. tell you, I, I, I was really. I need the story. I was really getting into this whole like background when we're, you know, the whole thing where we're training Edmund to go up against Laffy and stuff like that as we get to the new world and going to Gotham, stuff like that. I was so in like into the story that as I'm going through and you see Edmund writing in his journal about what he's to do. And I was just kind of transfixed then on the ring yeah. he's wearing. And I'm like, yeah. huh, what's that M mean on his ring? 
Yeah, it's, and then you're like, no, it's, 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 a, a, it's a W. I'm, I'm, I'm a dummy. It's a W, you stupid <laughs> ass. Oh, my. Kill it. You're digging your grave every step of the way. I, I actually uh, found out. I, I was reading. I'm like, I did have that thought to myself. I'm like, you know what? That's, uh, that's stupid as hell. I got to tell everybody about this so I can yeah. be embarrassed later on. Yeah, and as he's doing it, if you notice, he is looking at the kind of the map of Gotham Valley and yeah. stuff. And, and that's what Bruce ends up looking at later, trying to figure some things out. And yeah, uh, now again, we're going to continue with this. I do expect full out vampire hunting as they get to last. Well, even and the whole like thing that. too. Where we but have that's the car, what I'm looking the- forward to already. The whole ancestral bit of, you know, Jean-Paul Valley as well and stuff where, you know, he is like, Bruce is reading, you know, Edmund's journal thing. Yeah. It's like, however, Bacar's help comes at a heavy price, half of Gotham. So that's going to get us the whole thing where the Waynes maybe, you know, overtook all of Gotham to well, not that, the that, valleys. Their, well, their that's own. what happened. It, they exactly. got there but and we don't Edmund know just what was happened. like, I'm going to take all of it. And that's what's going to happen. You know, and we'll see how that goes, what exactly. happens, why. And I'm very interested. But that's the thing. If we, and that's, it's about seven eight pages at this point of that flashback deal if that was the whole comic now again you know you can say but jim that's only nine pages so i wouldn't rate it that well don't be an asshole like that okay i'm just warning you now i i will i will get your dental plan fully activated if you do that but no i'm saying i want to say with this whole deal with this beginning if it was if it maintained the whole issue and we got the quality of this going I'm telling you, I'm almost at a nine five at at that part. This part intrigues me. It gets me. It's something different. It's something so neat. I love seeing a bare chested Wayne whipping yeah. a candle. I mean, what what more can you want? I love every bit it's of it. You I need more me of that. I keep telling you no. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't want to see you bare chested. You're not a Wayne, Eric. Not on you Mike. have the ring, and it actually does say M. Uh, for maroon oh. uh, so you, you end up going off to the present where bruce is sitting there with his crazy profile that looks just i i don't like it but he's he's reading these journals he has the stuff and he gets a sudden appointment you know somebody who from didn't Ruthie. have an appointment from ruth shows up and, and that's ruth the big bitch talking. we have this character who is kind of like behind the scenes pretty much the big bad in my mind of this entire series and we've had her for two issues now where she's working with the joker we have her working mm-hmm. with Azrael here setting up all this stuff to go against batman the bat family and even gotham itself seems like and somehow yeah. i know more about edmund wayne and bakar than i do about her and and with her and maybe because of that as well i actually said to you before we started that she reminds me of uh, Amanda Waller type deal where she's the smart cookie. But now I realize she's Leone uh, back in the day and I don't like her either. So I I just, she shows up and this is the whole concept and it, it kind of makes this book too surface level to me because yes dancing mike didn't like the first white knight because there was a lot of politics involved and the you know the elite versus the non you have this side of the the, uh, tracks versus that well this ends up because bruce has said before even to napier at the point where he was going to come clean with everybody and expose that he is Batman, Batman's Bruce Wayne, and then we'll go from there. The The problem with it is, as Ruth comes in, she pretty much spells out what that would mean 
to a Wayne Industries, what that would mean to the city, what that would mean to the GCPD, what that would mean to the people in the GTO, Dick and Barbara. Uh, And the thing is, these are things that a Bruce Wayne should know already and would have figured out. I mean, he should know that if he came out and said Bruce Wayne is Batman, especially because this whole series and the White Knight was based on the idea that they even had that disaster fund, all these things, because he was so awful, he would have known in my mind that if he just came out full out, hey, everybody, Bruce Wayne, Batman, he would lose his company. Everybody would lose. Everything would go on. Lawsuits, all this. This is what she says. And in my mind, this is because of you have first off i think sean murphy this is the whole thing all around it should have been kind of you know in the background he's afraid that people wouldn't realize this so she's there to just yell that as blackmail you better not do it well, also, again, my name is ruth and i created the batman devastation fund i'm yeah, also yeah. the financial oh, yeah. handler so for some that, of the gotham's th- wealthier citizens the people napier called the elites yeah and, and so i think that this is like i said it's all surface level part deal because this would be something a bruce wayne would have already ran through in his mind i mean this is a guy who prepares for everything i know that this is a, a different one. deal but yeah. we haven't been told that this is a bad batman it's an angry batman sure it's is. a violent batman sure but we've is. never been told that he's an awful batman that doesn't get the job done and doesn't prepare you still go into this with the basic knowledge of what batman is and then go from there for what they show us and we're seeing and in my mind what he is showing us is a older Batman. He is an older guy in this, it seems. And he's angry. He wants to quit, things like that. But he's never come off as a dummy. He's never come off as somebody who's like, he's part of Wayne Industries, but he's the guy who he can't make a decision because he's, you know, a moron. So I think he would have figured this stuff out. This is just there. And in another way, I believe this is there because now you have a bunch of issues where you can't have Bruce Wayne give up being Batman just yet. So right. you need a forced way for him to be like, oh, no, well, even I with best that, not the idea become the not Batmans. I want to save the city by giving up the ruse of, you know, I want to tell people that I'm Batman so we can just figure out what things are going to happen with that. But like Ruth coming out and saying, look, I'm working with the Joker now. He doesn't yeah. want the game to end right now. You can't no. do this because I we need you to be Batman so we can go and watch you as we ruin well, everybody that, in yeah. your life for this whole story. And I, I think that where I, I kind of get a little bit where I think what's going on and it rubs me the wrong way a little. It's kind of like that deal that we talk about with a Christopher Priest where he ends up having to explain too much. And I think that this is where you have Sean Murphy saying like, oh man, everybody always talks about why we can't not have a Batman, why Gotham always needs a Batman. And this, this is his way to try to make it more realistic. That Gotham needs a Batman because if he ends up saying, hey, I'm Batman, Gotham falls apart and I think he's trying to be clever here when Bruce Bruce can just say I'm not Batman anymore to his close friends and then just be Bruce Wayne I mean that's still an option but I don't think that he wants to have that option because you have that Batman in the book but then you go off to Gordon these things in this book after we after the flashback stuff in my mind you start going through scenes and they're very disjointed to me. I, I don't get a really good flow to the overall story like I did in the first White Knight, even if it was that when we started, there was a lot of the you know callbacks to movies and things like yeah. that. But it seemed to flow. This story to me, it's like not up and down, but there's a lot of like quick starts and stops. And then you go off to this and it just doesn't flow because from there, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm going to blackmail you. 
I'm going to make you be Batman. Then, you know, I worked for the Joker. Well, then we go off to Gordon, who's now saying that Napier is great, but we kind of know that, you know, Napier isn't that anymore. Well, Napier was great. It's just that we happen to have the Joker back now, and Napier seems to be, you know, MIA. Just like he's stuck inside the body of the Joker, and he's not coming back. He has the Napier initiative going, and that's what this sets up. But again, you are trying to run for mayor. And you are going under a platform of the Napier initiative when Napier is gone now and is back to being the Joker and is insane and trying to kill people. But Napier uh, again, did a lot of good for a lot of people. And he was yeah, but about. again, though, he's now the Joker again. And the biggest problem with Napier is you're trying to convince people that he didn't do horrible things. But now he's back to being Joker doing horrible things. I, I just think that it's a shoved in thing for this. Have the quote unquote Napier initiative. Well, that, they were pushing that, that all through the original deal. White Knight as well, that they are two separate beings. You can't look at the Joker and say that's Jack Napier. You can't look at Jack Napier and say that's Joker. It took us yeah, an entire story this to get beyond that point. Even thing, him though, saying here is him saying, saying it the, again. But uh-huh. it's a repeat. And he's saying it again. Listen, the Joker isn't Napier. Napier was good. He had some good ideas. I mean, basically, you're, you're almost saying Hitler here. He had good ideas. You know, I was wrong. He was great. But he's Joker now. So, but Everybody I like the Napier. And then Joker ends up showing up to be crazy. It's just, to me, it's such a lost scene here just to get to the point where Joker comes to expose the idea that, you know, hey, everybody, Batgirl. That's Barbara Gordon. It's it's Gordon's daughter. You know, now his whole thing's done and he looks like an idiot. And one of the yeah. funniest things is, is when he's mad, when he does say, oh, man, I'm, I'm the detective. I'm the commissioner. And I couldn't even figure that out. That was funny. But a again, why mask, this scene, it, it just seems forced in just to have that reveal there. And this is where I said where you're getting disjointed things because then all of a sudden – you jump over to Ruth there talking to Asriel about doing their things. And it's just – Which this one seems out of nowhere in mind. At least forth. everything that we've dealt with so far from White Knight to last issue, I could see that happening with Gordon, the mayor, and like you know Joker coming out and everything like that and exposing Barbara as bad. When we get to Ruth, I'm like, why is Asriel working with Ruth and having her like lay down the plan? Because I'm telling you, he was Jean-Paul Valley, freaking you know like uh, St. Dumas, uh, like worshiper and war hero who's kind of crazy as well, who got a vision of uh, he thinks from God in a church and now he's just in Ruth's office being told no. how the thing's going to work out. I'm like, that felt like a hell of a leap for what we got last yeah. issue. I just say uh, again with that Gordon thing, it, all I can think of is say, I, you know, Bill Gates, he's a big philanthropist as well as, you know, being a businessman in the Microsoft, things like that. He donates tons of money. If he was bipolar and went off and killed somebody, I don't think anybody's going to have the Bill Gates initiative anymore because he went and did something and you could say it wasn't him when he was doing that. It's just, it was so forced to remember and to re cap hey by the way joker's gonna be showing up in a minute and he's crazy but i want everybody to know if you didn't read the white knight that he was also this good guy that had a lot of good ideas but that's not him now and it just it just threw me off uh but yeah you end up this out of nowhere with ruth and asriel like you said you don't know who ruth is and you end up with that but this is the thing each little bit though even though i think they're disjointed and some of the things i think are kind of weird uh, they all have something to them. I mean, when you do end that that Gordon scene, you do have, hey, Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. That's cool. And then we're going to go with that. That's going to be something that will go. Asriel, I do like, I just like Asriel. I know you don't like him. But now after seeing that beginning with his ancestor as well, 
now I really am intrigued with this Asriel and what he's all about and wanting to get back. You know, you have a motivation for him now and really nothing to lose, even though Ruth says it, you know, you're dealing with us. We're, we're the elite. We we can end up curing your cancer. This is not a problem. And he's not worried about that. He ends up but just why wanting is he dealing to, with them. Well, he just wants to have people, I think, to be able to have the resources to go and get Bruce Wayne. I, I don't know. We'll see. Or we'll we'll find out more. Uh, but he is there to try to take down, you know, Bruce Wayne and all of this because it, he thinks that the Waynes stole the shit from his family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we just we, we do jump then to Gordon and Barbara and Batman. Gordon's mad. This is something that we even joked about recently in the regular books when we ended up seeing that painting. Poor Jason's not on the painting, but a point Barbara was. And we said at one point we wanted Gordon to head over to the mansion and like, hey, what's going on, Bruce? Why, why is my daughter in a picture with all your, your family there? That's only in the and, Tom Taylor what? issue. I know. Like, what? Uh, but we laughed like what would happen when? You know, a Gordon Just finds the out idea, things like, like that. Oh, Mr. Wayne. Can I, oh, come on in, uh, Commissioner Gordon. What's the problem? Oh, I got to talk to, you know, Bruce Wayne about something. I just have some questions about a crime that was committed. Okay, come on in. What the fuck is what going on here? Fuck? What is this painting? I mean, they're there with your sons. I mean, was there a secret wedding? What, what is she? My daughter isn't a Kardashian, the last I found her. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you have this where, you know, my daughter, this is bullshit. It makes me look horrible. You know, the Joker and the elites wouldn't have destroyed Which, my again, little girl's life. This kind of in my mind feels like that one animated series thing where Gordon did find out that like, yeah. you know, Barbara was back or by this whole fear toxin deal, but she died for the whole thing. He found out about it. But that's what it reminds me here, too. It's like, all the stuff, all the goodwill that Batman had with Gordon. So once he discovers that Batman had kept this from the whole time, yeah. like no more secrets, like well, we're done with you. Almost like this would be the point where he goes up top and smashes the bat. Oh, he's going to smash so it. Angry. He's looking for the, he's looking for that expensive bat and, and a time when it's raining. Uh, but yeah, he, he goes out and then you jump to another scene. And I, maybe it's just the amount of scenes that really threw me off because you're just going from one to the other without much transition to get there because it is, this issue is a lot of setup. And, and to yeah. me, it's a lot of, you know, you have a little recap of what Joker was, what he is now. You end up Barbara, you know, she's exposed of being Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Now we go off to talk to Harley and, and you're just wondering, you know, where Batman shows up. Hey, I want you to interrogate Joker. He's in custody again because when he did show up, up. He ended Screw up showing up with bets. Gordon and he was like pretending, look at me, I'm Jim Gordon. I actually like that and part he, a lot. The no, fact that he had funny. a box freaking oh, like, you know, duct taped to yeah, the whole oh, thing I with a freaking fake microphone so he could and, be given the whole presentation. I'm like, I actually laughed at that part. I actually thought that was really good. The weird thing about it is, and even the weird thing about this scene, I actually, for some reason, I know that most people wouldn't, I would have liked to have seen him working on it, though we wouldn't have known what it was. I would have liked, he has tape, he's got the box there, gone, and then we see what he's doing. But this scene, I, I would have liked him to talk to maybe Dick or somebody like, I'm going to go talk to Harley and she's going to interrogate Joker. And then you have Dick Grayson like, no, no, that's a bad idea. At least we realized that somebody thought this was stupid because he ends up showing up and saying that she wants no parts of it again, though. This is in my mind what Sean Murphy thinks is clever recap to go see Harley because if you haven't read it oh man Harley yeah Joker Harley I don't want any parts of him all right we get it that the last bit she had enough of him what about Jack Napier Jack's gone and by the way I'm pregnant and and it's funny too before she says the kicker line you end up having that I thought it was a sitcom where they try to hide that uh, oh they're hiding the belly the entire time actually I think it's really clever 
Yeah, they they have, you know, a, a book, then there's a shadow. A shadow. <laughs> it's all these things. And then all of a but sudden. even with the shadow, she's getting up and she's actually like you know, wrenching oh, her back, got her it seems back like. There, you know? Like they do, yeah. And, and what makes me laugh is like, it's not even You're subtle, pregnant. the deal. No. Besides, I have other things to worry. You're pregnant? World's, World's greatest attempt. <laughs> I think she's pregnant with an elephant. <laughs> this, her belly is humongous, but it makes me laugh. And Shame again, her. that recaps you back to, all right, she doesn't want any. It, it really seems like this is the issue for the recap. And then we go and see a badass Asriel ready to kick Flame ass. Flame and sword machine oh my gun. God. Like, all right. And, and, and he's not only got that, his but the, team All the here. tech he'll ever need here. Freaking Gabrielle and Michael here. Demolition sniper, but being, you know, by the given the money by the elite to have a deck out where can Humvee, for all of them like a mini gun on top, and the idea that they have the tech then to even go and bypass the security and firewall yeah. for the back cave to freaking activate all the stuff that inside the yeah. back cave to turn on Batman. I'm like, yeah, you pretty much have what like you know the Arkham Knight in my mind at this point. Like, there's every the entire city is going to be coming down around you, especially if they start finding more things out. Like, you know, uh, Dick Grayson's the Nightwing. I'm like, they're going to really figure out by the end. You know, Bruce Wayne is Batman because you know you're going to postpone yeah. the whole thing where you're going to not be able to go out and tell people you are Batman. And but we're going to postpone that and in the end still do that and ruin the economy of the Gotham and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work for the elites because I, they, you I, know, only, I think they rely on that money up, as well. Yeah, I only end up thinking that when they do that, that's where you end up where we've already set up that, you know, disaster fund where you even had where Napier's big thing was, look, you guys love the Batman. You have these villains. Batman fights it out. You end up having this disaster fund that was set up that looks neat where you have the money going in. But what ends up happening is you end up making properties less, uh, you know, more affordable where the elite came in and scooped them up. I believe yeah. that they're just setting it up. So when it does go down the way it goes down, it will benefit them uh you know instead of just the regular you know common day men they are gonna lose i think that what's happening is is that ruth while she's going to bruce and saying and and we didn't even say really or spell it out ruth shows up and says napier told me i know you're batman so let's stop the games i know you're batman you don't do this and i do think that what she's doing is stalling so that they can set it up that they benefit even more uh, but yeah, they end up going and networking into the Batcave. You even have Azrael is on the big Batcave monitors talking trash. And then you have them commandeer all of the equipment, which we saw in the White Knight. Again, it just seemed like, okay, we're doing this again. Yeah, I think that Batman was back in Detective Comics shot. before yeah. when we saw that Batman happen. Gets and then he shot. tried to redo the firewalls and stuff like yeah. that. So it didn't turn against him anymore. Yeah, so Batman gets shot at, and he's, you know, getting, and it's it's badass. He ends up disconnecting the Batmobile. He can get out. He ends up going out again. That's where you end the issue, basically, with Wayne Manor just blowing up. So I, I guess, you know, if anybody was just hanging in there, having some food, right, they're dead. Eric, I hope there was not one of those dinner parties that happen all the time there without Where's, Bruce involved, because what, there'd be some big dinner trouble. parties? I'm telling you, Alfred's daddy he has nobody has dinner. there. No, I'm saying, to go I know, but you always this. have the dinner parties at the Wayne Manor. Uh, it is really racked, though. Uh, but yeah, it blows up. So, you know, that's done. I think that's just maybe to not have Batman be able to have a Batcave anymore in this. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it ends. And yeah, I really love that beginning. Separating I love the him from everything he has. Yeah, I, I love the flashbacks. But as we go, a lot of uh, almost every scene from there are these one page, two page scenes just to remind us of what happened in White Knight. 
to go forward. We're at book two. It's not issue two, Eric. It's book two. I want to get a story. And right now, the full story, it's more intriguing to me, the past part of what's happening with Edmund Wayne and how he messed up and, and screwed, you know, the valleys out of their, you know, what would be their inheritance and stuff like that in the future. Then just the... Yeah, well, maybe we'll see, but that intrigues me. That I like. Then just the hey, you can't be telling people you're Batman. Oh no, I'm mad that my daughter's Batgirl. I'm pregnant. I'm Azrael, and then you go. I, there's not much of a overall story that I can grasp of systematically the day. taking down Batman and Bruce Wayne at the same time while you know actually interweaving a background not. story they, from they the seventh. Could. But like I said, you even said it. You want to take down Batman and Bruce Wayne? You, you announce right now that Batman's Bruce Wayne. He's done. She even said it. So it's not. It's it's not even that. And and the thing is, like you said, you don't know why Azrael's even going to I her. I have no idea to Ruth. So this is the thing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know, and then we'll just see. I mean, the idea of Gordon. You know, that seems to be to make Gordon pissed off at Batman. But this Batman doesn't seem to like friends anyway, and doesn't need them. And so I'm just I, I'm just wondering what is going on and when we're going to actually get to, uh, you know, a story that I can grasp and go forward with it. Uh, and like you said, even the systematically taking down Batman it involves politics and, you know, you know, the whole thing with uh, businesses and stuff. And that's not interesting to me. But even so, I like right the now beginning and I like uh, the deal. Yeah, I just I think that this is what we're getting. I just I don't see a story that we need to be telling right now. It just seems like something that Sean Murphy was told, man, you made a lot of money on that book. Do another one. Okay. And now he's doing it and we're kind of making it up as we go, it seems. But I do love his art. I love the vehicles and stuff like that. I'm still at a seven. I I seem very negative, but I love that beginning. And I really am intrigued to see what the Waynes and the Valleys did and and the whole St. Dumas and Azrael. And I love when Azrael, even he's he's getting all geared up and he says, you know, I'm Azrael and all that. And his uh, Gabrielle and... Uh, what was it with uh, Michael say, Michael. Like, man, why are we dressed up? So like they can see us. He's like, those are the colors of Dumas. Like he doesn't care. It's very symbolic to him what he's doing and all that. And I thought that that was cool as well. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm at a seven. Uh, what would you go with? 7.5 out of 10. I enjoy this series and I like the stuff that we're getting right now. I guess it could be better. Like I want to know more about Jean-Paul Valley. Like, you know, what is ailing him his friend besides for the cancer, you know, with the hallucinations and stuff like that. And I want to know wh- why he would go to the elites with this whole thing. I'm telling you, it seemed odd that he would believe the Joker saying that he's an angel in a church. It seems even odder to do this in my mind, but it is really compelling. I like the idea of systematically taking down Batman while also not allowing him to freaking take himself down. So I'm like, I find all this stuff cool. And I do find the background of the, the Edmund Wayne and the Picard and stuff like that. I'm really digging that part way more than I thought I would after the first issue. So I do look forward to this. I think it could be a little bit better, though. Yeah, I, I just the one thing about the taking down Batman, I don't know. That, that would mean more to me in a book that Batman already said that he doesn't want to be Batman and he's going to expose it anyway and quit. I mean, that's how the White Knight ended and how this uh-huh. began. So taking him down, uh, once you end up... She even said, like I said, when he's like, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne, then he wants to do that. And that would expose Barbara and Dick and it would do all the things that are happening here. So I I just don't get the idea of why, you know, that's any different from what he wants to do anyway and what he was going to do if they just sat in the background 
he would systematically take down Batman by quitting anyway within a week or a month. So it just, I I just don't get why I, you know, I care about that. I would love that you start this off and he's reinvigorated himself and wants to be Batman and says, I'm going to do this. You know, that Napier stuff, he was right. I hate the Joker, but Napier, I'm going to do this forever. And then you find out, oh my, he's going to be taken down, but he just wants to quit anyway. And uh, yeah, so you go with that. And I need more Dick in this book, Eric. That's what I really need, as all books should have. But we're going to go on the last book of this segment right about now. All right. And the next book is the uh, Justice League number 30, written by Scott Snyder and James Tynan IV, art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. If you were unsure if DC was ready to leave Jeff Johns and his delayed books behind, I present you with Exhibit A. Uh, and also this week, I believe we had exhibits B and C, which were Superman and Batman and Superman, where we ended up getting the Legion and also a bad Shazam. I, I think that yeah. they pretty much like, yeah, they're Jeff. Your books are nonsense with these delays. We're moving on. But I, I do like this more than those two I talked about. We got a pretty straightforward, if not forced plan as a Hail Mary for the Justice League to defeat Luther and Doom. But in the end of the issue, I'm sure even Eric Shea had a smile on his face at the very end of it. Now, with in the meantime... Yeah, I, I do. I am pretty sure. Uh, with this, good, you good. start with a cold open where you do see Doom winning. And if you have been paying attention and, and reading this whole series, you would kind of get the idea, okay, this is what they saw when Shane Starman connected saw, with yeah. Starro and Starman. Everybody wanted to see what was going on, and they did end up seeing this future. Uh, and it's cool to see it, finally. I- I'm glad that we it, did. It, it's I kind of that it- cool to see. Lex has spent so much time setting up the year of the villain just to find out in three days he's going to yeah, kill us all. Like, it seems a little a lot too of time quick. doing stuff to set up an entire year yeah. villain when he yeah, kills right. all the heroes himself in three uh, days. Also- Also, I have to say that at the point that they're going here, Lex in three days is really going to up his ante here because he's using the still force himself. I mean, I don't even know why he has Grodd and Turtle. So he better change a lot. Now, granted, I don't think that this three days from now will actually happen as it's played out anyway. But it is odd that he is not just the apex predator here. He has really gone over the top with this stuff. The apex, here. Um, apex predator. Yeah, really. That's double Jim. But I do like that you see this as just a, you know, you actually are not just told, oh my, you know, we saw a vision, we saw a vision, it's nice to see it, and it's a cool way to open an issue with a cold hey, open Jim, to show did you know this, that the still force could actually de-age you to become a baby? I, I don't. Well, that's, I guess, what happened to the turtle. He's a baby too, Eric. He ended up trying to do it and it went against himself. I'm telling you, I don't happened? know anything about these things. I don't know what's going on with these. Now, we get some answers here. And we get some answers in a way that I can kind of connect some dots, not fully. And and I think that Scott Snyder and James Tynan have to realize that like me and you, there are a lot of dummies out there. I don't need for you to wink, wink. I don't need a nudge, nudge. I need a 
tell me and tell me is what I need. If you are going to rely on something to be very big in your book, which these seven forces are, and also, and you know, giving us we're the only given six energies. Here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you're given the good energies and then told that the opposite of those are the seven energies that Lex is getting. But yeah, we have one missing. And so it starts. And to even get what we have here, it's like you know the six the six positive energies that make up the entire multiverse. You know, Lex is going against it with the doom energy and stuff like that. The, the seven dark energies, but the six that we're told here by Starman being the positive energies that make up the universe, the harmony of it, the speed force, the emotional spectrum, the sphere of the gods, the life force, the collective unconscious, and the dimensional superstructure. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, speed force, emotional spectrum, okay, yeah. sphere yeah. of the gods. I'm like. Well, the sphere no, of the this gods is the is thing. kind of destroyed. It's it's funny too. The sphere of the gods, and and I think that it's also just it, it maybe it is destroyed or maybe whatever, but it's just showing it out there. And I'm trying to go, okay, speed force, still force, all right, emotional spectrum, yeah. you know, ultraviolet. Gotcha. I'm getting yeah. with the idea of against sphere of the gods. All right, that's the magic gods. It, you know, the tear of extinction. Yeah, it can kill mm-hmm. gods, but that's not exactly yeah. the opposite of magic. I mean, the opposite the of magic force. to me is Chris Angel. Eric is what the opposite <laughs> no, no, of magic Blaine. is. Come on. Uh, David Blaine here. I, well, I the life like force here, the life force, he says, the life force connects all living beings down to their souls and is felt most deeply by those linked to the oceans. I'm like, the life force in my mind is still like a white lantern, the entity, the thing that actually gave birth yeah, to the you, life you in the universe. you don't understand, Mike. Eric. You can't have it that because these have to connect to people in the Justice League and, and Kyle oh. Rayner isn't in the Justice League right now. That's the force nature of it. And so you have that, but even so, I'm like, you know, you end up having the recruits, the recruits for the side of justice, and they're all there. Everybody looks very solemn. Metamorpho and Zatanna look like they're at a funeral, which I guess after you just well, saw a vision of everybody dying, that might be. But well, the weird part right is there, too, Eric, Jericho's, Jericho is here as well, but yeah, his it's evil weird. versions in the Doom freaking thing at the end yeah. as well. Exactly, Eric. And there's Emiko, who, who knows? I think she might be exactly. Leviathan. There's Damien. He's a killer, Eric. I just, the whole thing is you, you have, it's a wow moment. It's one of those things where you have a bunch of characters out there. And I know that some people do like, you know, Jorge Jimenez's art here. I don't like his faces. I don't like his faces. I didn't like it last issue. And he was the one who ended up having that apex predator Lex that fell flat when we had it at the end. He's been doing this book. And every time he's supposed to do something that's a big moment in my mind, it ends up not being that great. This, this panel like that, with Ms. all Martian the heroes, the, the deal with these things, though, uh, who's that Shazam? I, I don't even recognize him. And then, you know, some of the he's others are okay, but bolt. I, yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. And he's also infected, Eric. So, you know, and there's Hawkman. He's a bad. I see Donna Troy. Oh, my. The infected are all there. Uh, but, yeah, as this is going on, they say, listen, Stuff's we gathered you beans, all. Jim. This is what's going to happen. They spilled the beans already. So, everybody, hey, you're all gathered here. We just saw the worst scene that you could ever see. I mean, some of you probably vomited. You might have passed out, you know, come on, let's put it together, people. I'm going to talk to you about these energies. This is I'm Starman now. And look at me. I got a huge smile on my face. That was the weirdest thing I thought in this whole issue where, hey, everybody, we just saw us die, right? We got three days. We have no time to spare. But hey, guys, let's look at this. 
Yeah. He can't help but he smile when those. he likes to think and talk about the symphony of life and energy, yeah. all of its elements yeah. operating in it harmony with each other. Smile, it just brings right? a smile to your face, man. I'm like, Look yeah, I love that too. smile on his face. He's so happy. And I saw some people talking about this. And like, hey, the symphony of life, energy, the harmony, the you know, the strings that play the tune that we all love to dance to. And it's it's the lighter music, say like an air supply, as opposed to what yeah. Lex has is the deep purple. Eric, it's the Iron Maiden over there. And then you're going to have some of these guys. Some of these guys are like, I really don't like air supply. I'm going over there. Even we'll say even super tramp, Eric. That's the that's the light music. Uh, I would say so. this is uh, how much stuff. This, justice. This is Grant Morrison's stuff, is what it is. We've seen this before. He loves to play that idea, and it's something that has been, you know, in metal. It was even before Grant Morrison likes to play that game with the idea of it being a musical. Everything's governed by music and the right harmonies and things like that. So it, it's not anything out of the ordinary. No, yeah, we that, see this that's a lot. normal stuff for DC. And so some people were all like, "Oh, this is ridiculous and stuff." This is just normal stuff when we yeah. deal with this sort of thing uh i do think that scott snyder really loves the concept he he does always go back to I've it i've never been a yeah. fan but i can go with it no and and in this it's not fully you know you don't have the yellow submarine going around with the beetles and, and everything going on which we usually at, have so i can deal with this last of the positive forces that starman's talking about the dimensional superstructure of the multiverse that governs all things imaginable unimaginable and is wielded by those who put it in place to monitor all of creation doesn't that really kind of sound like the source wall to me like yeah, to you, does. I'm saying it does to me because yeah, the yeah, thing is like yeah. it seems almost at this point with you know the collect the uh, the, the sphere of the gods because we saw that was destroyed during you know when the, like uh, the Just League or um, Odyssey when everything went away like Apocalypse New Genesis and all that other stuff and even Olymp- Olympus is gone at this point. This like is it now not feeling like that we're not going to get the opposite of these things? We're just going to flat out destroy these things because like the dimensional yeah, superstructure, yeah, the sphere of the gods, seems. they're not a thing right now. Like the speed force is even damaged because the speed wall was broken, the speed yeah. barrier. I'm like, and it's even dying in the flash so i'm like are we just gonna go and destroy all these things and not just need the opposite of them yeah i think so and, and then it even goes with the idea of you know perpetual is being explained you know this is recap for people as we head into this you know justice doom war where hey and i do think that they spell out something that you were having a problem with as well where and i think it, you were having a problem with it because it was not spelled out well because before how to pick we were up pretty chicks. much told well that's something you'll never get uh-huh. uh you end up having that we were told that you have the seven, these seven darker energies, these seven hidden energies of creation that Perpetua had used at one point. She had made her own universe, stuff like that. We were pretty much in our mind, we were told that until they get all seven, pretty much Perpetua would be just in a coma. She'd be out in a, you know, down for the count. You needed all those to get her. And all of a sudden yeah. we see her walking around and things. This issue actually does kind of give you the, a better idea of what's going on is that she's not, she needs all those to be her full self. She does have power. They even say right now she's pretty powerful. Not like she will be if Lex finds that seventh energy. And even later when she comes out and starts talking to Lex and he's like, you should go inside. You know, you you can be hurt here. Uh, And she's like, oh, don't worry. And stuff like that. It is. is, Basically, that's something you never want to say as a villain like that. Uh, But so you get that. But you go in with this and then you end up. This is the plan. This is the Hail Mary. Basically, Starman realizes through his, you know, the staff, the cosmic rod, that it has a piece of the totality in it. Lex has a bigger piece. Lex has a bigger piece that came through. 
Lex's pieces of the totality really just seem to be pointed say. towards yeah. Doom. I'm like, why would yeah. all of these other pieces have like a, a good side or a bad side? Like, we're going to go I back in time and I don't even think they have a good led. and bad side. I just think he's just saying that they have to get them and combine them. These are up for grabs. They're just pieces. I don't think that the cosmic rod is good. Do you go and then tattoo or... that, like, that Doom symbol yeah, on there then once you get it? I don't know. I'm saying, though, I think that Lex's deal, I, I think that that's how he's using it. I think that if you would use it for the other, I could guess that maybe it would do the other way. It swings. I'm a good I don't guy, know. Jim. Well, I don't know, but he just has the biggest piece. And so that's the deal. But the problem I've I have that beyond him. that, yeah, beyond that is the, I don't know. That's a pretty skin tight outfit. He looks pretty, you know, uh, you know, nothing going he on tucks. down there. Yeah, he does. Uh, I think that there's a weird deal because you have Starman. He's like, listen, I have the cosmic rod. We need to get a bigger, and that's pretty funny just saying that. Uh, we need Where's to get Stargirl these at? pieces. We, we are going to end up not being able to fight Lex, but. Since I have the rod here and it, I'm in tune with these other pieces, well, why isn't Lex in tune with these other pieces? He should have That's already what I'm known saying, this. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole so thing, I he don't think that was driving me nuts. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't think that it's because he's bad or good or they're bad and good. I just think that that is a plot hole that is not explained. And if it was explained, I think they would say, listen, Lex thinks that he's already got the big dog anyway and he wouldn't worry about it. It's a plot hole. That's actually that and one little bit kind of thrown is out there by the time so we end. Line towards doom, like the, these pieces of the totality right now, they're just a little baby piece of the totality. They don't, they haven't decided if they're going to be good or bad yet. So I just think the he doesn't care. Yeah, no, I don't think he cares. I think that he thinks that he's already got enough going on that he doesn't have to waste his time going through time to collect little slivers of this. He's already moving forward with his stuff. Uh, that's what I get. Um, but yeah, so they're there. What we're going to have to do then is. The Just League's going to split up. The Just League proper, they'll split up. And and it's pretty much the OGs, uh, besides John Stewart, but a Green Lantern. But they're going to go back in time and forward in time. You're going to have Barry and John go back in time. You're going to have the Trinity go forward in time to get these slivers. While we, all you guys, we recruited you. And, you know, we had this big pledge drive. Told you it's going to be great. Really, all you're going to do is fight. You're going to keep these people when, when Lex he'll feel these portals again why but he'll feel these portals when we go back to get these and they're going to come to try to destroy them you guys all you guys here are going to have to fight anybody who shows up to get it going and as this is going on kendra then shows up and it's like i don't think that this is the way it should be this isn't going to work and they're like ah oh, we know that you're upset about you know martian manhunter but this is all we got she's there shane bumps into her at one point like mommy mommy i want to tell you something not now shane i'm sick of you and so obviously at one point I even said in my review at one point, you're just going to have Shane solve everything because they should have listened to him at the beginning. But yeah, no you're going to have this time travel stuff. Yeah, well, they're going to have time travel stuff. You do go back to the uh, ju- the Legion of Doom where you see that they've gathered their army as well. And Lex is there. Now, one of the things going through and out of this issue as well is that Lex is at a point where he's not exactly invulnerable as well, that he has a weakness that, that Why did can Lobo be exploited get at a point. I don't know. He looks crazy. Uh, it's, it's AI. Uh, but yeah, so what, you know, you get this, oh, Lex, and whenever that, you know that you're not invulnerable now, you have some problem, you have, they can exploit it. All right, we're going to f- figure out what that is and do it. Uh, but yeah, you, you end up with the teams going through time and you do have a guy on the side who is up to no good, Eric. He he looks disgusting and he's talking there? to somebody about doing it and what he's doing there. And this is a kind of a plot hole. 
I will tell you it will be resolved by next yes. issue. So everybody can just calm down. Really, that, though, the it, way it they does. were talking about how they found out stuff was happening, I really thought they were yeah. trying to say that this person who was in like this cloak here kind that of like lost Newt from the new hope. Yeah, I thought it was a part of Star that's that somehow what I was just sitting that's there what because I like too. it's a little it's weird not. star form, like it's a person size at this point. Yeah. It's going around with little flappy bits, you know. But the whole thing is you do yeah. see hair dangling there. This will be resolved for the next issue. I'm like, yeah, and, like, and my problem was my problem was is they really made it a point at, at times where the, the Hall of Justice is set up that nobody but the heroes can come in. So that that's a little hint. I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to spoil things, but it will resolve itself, though that still won't make sense even when we resolve it because it's something that's kind of a, a plot thrown out there that's going to have to expand. But my biggest thing is they have this big plan. They have to do it in three days. They got to get a piece of the totality that are scattered uh, you know, through time. And then they just say at the end, when we get those, we're going to get the anti-monitor and then we'll do this. You know, the plan's on, but we've already seen them fail at getting the anti-monitor. This doesn't they, they seem like that the should be the given. Now when they go to Hawaii yeah. where he's hanging out on vacation, it'll be a different story, Jim. Come on. But they don't. we don't know that. You know, that's what I'm saying. They make it seem like it's a done deal when if they end up getting these pieces, you know, either or that, and that ends the plan. In the meantime, you do end up, you'll have Perpetua and Lex decide that they're going to go after him as well. So that's going to kind of throw a wrench in it. But they end up opening up these portals. You have the teams go through. They're ready to go to their, you know, back in time. And all of a sudden, this, you know, hooded figure runs out. Darts past Mara, jumps through the portal, and ruins everything. Everything is ruined because when you have the Trinity in the future, you end up with pretty much a doomed sentinel there in the great disaster. And they are two weeks too late to save Kamandi, the last boy on Earth. You know and, what? I'm you know, okay with stop this. Doom. Yeah. And then you also have in the back, in the in the past, they end up getting through John and Barry, and they are presented with the first panel of the things is awesome to me when you end up having the Green Lantern fire around them, and, and you don't understand what's going on, but it, it fits so well with what's well, not coming that, up. You see that freaking sw- that world go by of the lightning, yeah, of freaking, yeah. you know, the yeah. uh, you know, oh, Alan, so freaking Jay Garrick flash, and then all of a sudden you have the magic yeah. fire of J- Alan Scott. It's there the magic around. fire, like, though, that I'm like, oh no, what's going oh, on? Yeah. Like that actually, and then you turn the page and it's the JSA, uh, you know, the JSA that we've been wondering what's going on with when we were going to get, and what Dan DiDio said, you'd have to wait till the end of the doomsday clock to fully get now obviously the doomsday clock hasn't ended here they are it does not mean what it used to the thing uh, yeah the doomsday clock no we've been telling people that and the thing is when you get this cliffhanger and you're you're all excited because it's the jsa even if you don't like the jsa it looks this is where all of a sudden jorge jimenez i'm like now you're kicking ass i don't like golden age star man i was so happy to see him here yeah and when you see it though what i'm saying is at this point, you can say, oh, man, you're going to break us our heart because this is a past that almost is set up that they're going to rewrite anyway. Is this one of those things where you're going to have them and then they're going to be? I don't think so. I think this is it. I think that they He's are going coming stick, back baby. from this. Yeah, I think that this is the way we get them. And again, the, the, all the things about the JSA that, that old Eric Shea has been asking me about is the idea of. How are we going to get these characters? You don't want old men as the JSA just hanging around you. And so we figure, well, there'll be time travel and stuff. Some of them are a hundred. Magic de-aging. 
you don't need that. And yeah, you I think just, it happened to Alex might as well like make four or five work. times. Yeah, so you have it here and you're going back in the future and there they are. So this may stick this way. This is how it's going on. And in the way where you fix things, bring them back, all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, we already have the Legion show up in Superman and then we have a Shazam that has gone bad in the Batman Superman. So Jeff pretty Johns, much your stuff at? giving a finger to Jeff Johns about oh, what no. they were waiting for and doing. Uh, so yeah, like I said, some of the faces that Jorge Jimenez have, I- I'm not a big fan of because everybody ends up looking the reason, same. They, they have that pug nose. What is they the have, JSA? Oh, at the end they do. I'm <laughs> saying even Kamandi has the pug nose. He's really big on that with Wonder Woman. Uh, so a lot of times his art is not my thing. This issue looks good though. He he does a really good job. Tons of characters. I, in half as the well. issue, I think, looks good. The first half of the issue, when we have the big, you know, like the big battle, like you know, Star Man's telling everybody about where everybody dies in three days. I did not yeah. care for the way that looked at all. For yeah, some reason, I'm like, they, I like I think Jorge that he wanted Jimenez's to change art. it because it wasn't real. I think that he wanted to make it so that when you're done, that you know, usually you'll have another artist do that, so that you have a different look to go forward from. I think that that was so that people, after the fact, because I'm telling you, Perpetua, well, let's you praying manis there she looks crazy at the beginning but because it was a vision it was something that he was you know showing them all in their mind i I think that that played out okay hate that shazam though but yeah everything in this with the idea of that that you know guy who ends up throwing a wrench in the works that thing's like all right i'm gonna change this up it will be resolved so that helps out but everything else i liked i like the plan i don't like that they make it seem like the anti-monitor is just a, a done deal like hey when you come back we'll just do that but we'll see how that plays out and i think the kendra stuff they're they're continuing she's like one of those characters that her big moment is coming so you have to keep reminding people as you go that she's upset that Marsha Manhunter's gone because she has to keep that anger for when she gets to the big moment coming up. Also, you need to remind people of Shane who keeps saying, Mommy, Mommy, I need to tell you something. And all this, I think that that will play out by the end. But through all this, you have this big plan. Everybody's on board. All the heroes are fired up. And then Kendra just comes and says, Hey, this doesn't make sense. This isn't going to work. And then nothing. Then we just go on. I mean, no. what is it? Just like... Eh, Kendra, just shut your mouth. You know, we're not, because then you have her. This isn't going to work. This is crazy. Superman says, you know what? Sometimes when you lose a friend and see that, it's something that is hard to take. I'll be fine, Clark. I'm getting out of here. We all have work to do, she says. Shut and goes. up, like, Superman. Why were, you, why were you just, why, were, why was she just yelling for three panels about how this isn't going to work? And then well, Superman just day. says, you know, but yeah, oh my, it's okay. So you end up there and hey, you don't be obsessed with this and that. All right, I'll be fine and goes off. Let's get to work. Yeah, so, and that's where that hooded figure says, yes, let's. So is that a little hint that Kendra isn't quite on the up and up? I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, by the end of this, I did really like it. I gave it an 8.5. Uh, some of the things, like I said, were a little forced. I even, we didn't really talk about much with Kamandi because there really isn't much. It's uh, there. It's Kamandi. He's got some stuff, fucking tiger man walking around. Cool. Shit's been awful. You got a goddamn but doom I, I like the there. idea. I hate I know you do, but I love the idea that – and I, the funny thing is, is you're two weeks too late to save your future. Pretty much, Commandy, no, I think if I got you a long, are a thing – I got a long time. If you're a thing there, Commandy, 
your your future's the bad thing anyway. I mean, it's the great disaster. That's you know. So I think we're way past two weeks late. Yes, doom has taken over the great disaster, but this shit has gone wrong way before then. So I, I did like the idea though of those sentinels going around to point it out, and then we didn't even say when Barry and John they realized something was wrong when they look out this building that they ended up in, and the skyline and all the buildings have doom symbols, you know, on them, and and you know all these sort of banners and stuff. So. It's pretty cool. I like that. I I, I do really like this whole deal. Uh, I give it an eight five on the site. So, uh, what would you give it? I thought this issue was a little bit off in the beginning, but overall, there's some things I still like. You know, have questions for all of these things. You might be able to throw out six of the seven like regular powers of the universe. It still doesn't make exact sense to me. Selling like the opposite and stuff like that. But I had fun with the whole idea of going to time travel for the totality because that was set up from the beginning and going through space and time breaking big pieces off, you know, and the cosmic rod tying that in from before. I'm like, I do enjoy all this, especially then when we get the JSA at the end. That was a big, like, you know, wow moment for me. Usually I'm like, I'm no sucker. You're not going to freaking suck me in with these, you know, stupid wow moments. It, it sucked me in, Jim. I'm like, oh my God, I want the JSA yeah. right now. But overall, I give this an 8 out of 10. I had a good time with this issue and I look forward to the next. We'll move on now to go to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Yes, mail with Jim. Got no time with a hyper time. The hyper time, Eric. We're in hyper time right now. We're in hyper time now. It's not mail time. It's hyper time because you are too hyper as you always are. Am I? Everybody always says that. It's like, how can you control that guy? You got to calm that guy down. He's always yelling. He's always going off on tangents. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm happy. There you go. One of my one of my impressions that I'm very proud of is the droopy dog. You don't have to do much for it. I really like that. Oh, thanks a lot there, <laughs> jerk. I, I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, the the thing that yeah. you always do right is like somebody like Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Take that, buddy. Thank you. Oh, see, it never works out for you. You know what? You're like that jerk-off guy in that movie with the guy with the hair. Oh, my God. I'm Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? Amazing. No, no. I was more thinking of the guy from uh, that thing with oh, the yeah. red shirt. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you Leonard know, Gilligan. Gilligan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, it's mail time. And Live if you want to be involved in the mail, yeah, I, I have done neither. And I don't really see that in my future there, Leonard. Uh, we're here at the mail section. If you want to be part of that, email us. Email us, and it's just that easy. <laughs> I even had a sound effect for that at one point. Uh, you do it at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Then you become a star of the show, just like Batman Beyond Mark, who we'll hear from later when he oh. talks about Batman Beyond. It'd be weird if he was talking about something else, right? And Mark says, Sup, Jim and Eric. Sup. I decided to mix things up this week and write in. All right. And All right. write on 
You too recently mentioned on the podcast how the lack of a Marvel-style recap page has been a a a deterrent to many of the books coming out of of BC Comics. I am out of this here. Oh, good. What is happening here is he's trying to be clever and it's screwing me up. BC Comics, that's Bendis Comics, by the way. I'm thinking like, what is this? Mark's a very smart fellow. Why is he doing this? Why is he writing like Brandon? Why is he writing BC? I mean, what is Brandon in the house? What's he drinking there up there and bubbling? And I would like to call out one example of how to properly do this. In this month's Batman Beyond, Dan Jurgens does this masterfully in only a single page, not five pages, not three pages, just one page. A person can pick it up. A person could pick it up without reading the previous one issue, two, three, ah, 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 four issues. What is happening right now? He didn't say that. I just wanted to add that. Calm down, buddy. I told you, you're a little hyper time here. I got no time for the hyper time. (laughs) I don't have any time for that either. (laughs) It's getting late. I got no time with a hyper time. I'm going to tell you after we're done with this, I'm going to tell you one of the most clever and funny ways of recapping I've ever read. It, it happened last night in the Marvel uh, events podcast, and it made me giggle so much. And I want to use it if we ever do a book. Uh, a person okay. can pick it up without reading the previous issues in the arc and have a decent idea of what is going on, except for why Matt is a mongoloid, he says. That's <gasps> not appropriate. Where's oh Jess? My. Where's Jess? Oh, that's not Jess. That's not Jess. Uh, but isn't simply Because if that she asked Jurgen- for a final answer, I'd say move out. <laughs> You just say no. But it isn't simply that Jerkins was able to do this in a single page. It's that he did it without treating the reader like an idiot. He made Matt the idiot instead. I, and this is where a lot of times they will do Mongoloid. this, where you have one person that basically, we, this is what we make fun of. And I didn't read. It's it's amazing, Eric, especially you. haven't you. read The I Batman did not Beyond? Read, <laughs> I didn't read this week's Batman Beyond. 35 years from now, Jim doesn't know what's going on. When I told you that if we stop the podcast right now, this week is it. You know, all of a sudden we announce it's over. We're tired. I'm an old man. Uh, you know, I'm going to start digging my grave in the backyard. I'm just waiting for the day to happen. You don't get the energy And we that. weren't going to do this anymore. I Well, I try to get somebody to do it, but my kids don't listen to me. And then I'll be uh-huh. out there. That That's what will kill me. It'll be a half done grave. I'll fall in it. And then we'll just leave me out there. Yeah. You know, as I rot away, uh, I end up where I told you if we end it, I will never read another book in my life. And I I said, I'm not joking. We stopped talking about Batman Beyond. I don't even know if I read the last issue. I might have pretended to read that, the last issue that we talked to Mark about. I have not even looked at that book since. So I have no idea what's going on. I reread the previous issue and jumped right into this one to test it. And it's not that jarring. But what I think he's saying, and I didn't read the book, you did. You I reviewed did. it on the site. Is this or one of those I? where Matt comes in? Really, Matt comes in and he's like, "Hey there, I, I wonder what happened last week." Yeah, oh, man, I, I kind of forget. Hit the false faces got to Terry McGinnis's. You know my brother. Yeah, is that what it was like? Is that the the Mongolian part where it seems like he has I lost his mind? I don't remember what he said. Hey there, Mister Wayne. 
this isn't like your default faces now and my brother's gone and then they're down there on the docks and they're giving each other quarters for services. Is that how it was? I'm so happy you showed up, Melanie Walker, or as you yeah. also known, 10. That's right. These Who used happen, to work this, with the Royal this will happen in, uh, This will happen in other comics where me and you laugh so much. And in fact, when we're working, sometimes we will do this and play this out of like, you know, I'm Black Canary and like, hey, actually, the, the way it's played out the best, a couple of episodes of American Dad, Francine will say, you know, I was there. But but refresh my memory again, and that's the craziest <laughs> way to do a recap. Of course I know. Yeah, yeah. Of course I know. But yeah, let's hear it again. I, I like that Haley story. Knows. Yeah, yeah. I reread the previous as she did this. Bruce comes off as competent in understanding the situation and telling Matt to shut up and pay attention, which is unfortunately consistent with Matt's betrayal. This arc, Jim, I recommend taking a look at just <laughs> that look, first Jim. page. Yeah, really. Are you going to try to run my life here? And maybe I will. Maybe I will. But maybe I will you tell won't. you my my favorite. I'm telling you my favorite use of this is it's so funny. But he says anyway. That's my rant. Have a great week, guys. Batman Beyond Mark. P.S. Bendis, if you're somehow listening to this, you stay away from Batman Beyond. And what I did hear, and he's he's listening right now. He's actually sitting on my bed. <gasps> I don't want any parts of that book. There it is. The he one book we like found you. that. It wasn't me. The one book that we found that Brian Michael Bendis doesn't want to write is Batman Beyond. Now, my he big do it on use, your bed. He's looking pretty sick. He's waiting. There. I'm looking there. He what he has? He has corned beef hash. Love the idea. And some he's fried on your eggs. Bed waiting yeah. because you need a lover who sounds exactly <laughs> like you. Yeah, and and, and may look That's like how me much you love your own day. voice. That's right. And what he what? Why why were you talking like that, Brian? You don't talk like that when I'm done the podcast. Just working on my gym impersonation, I am. Hello, impersonator. That's what he's doing. I, for he years is. now, he's been impersonating a comic book writer. <laughs> oh, no. That's when he fails at uh, on the reg, Eric. Oh. Uh, wh- why do you have – what do you have there? I got the corned beef hash, some fried eggs, and some potatoes. Having breakfast that's for dinner not, over there, are you? That's, uh, that sounds pretty good. Right now, that's – can I have some – no, it's all mine. It's all mine, like everything I want in life. Mine. There you go. And he sounds scene. like a top. <laughs> and scene. You, you mean that he's always spinning right round, round and round? Is that Obviously. what you're talking about? Now, one of my uh, best uses and where I saw this was in uh, Champions number 27, I believe. 26 or 27, back in the Thanos War days in 1973 oh, yeah. during the Marvel deal, where the end up Thanos ends up capturing Captain Marvel. Oh, you know Thanos. You know, that's what he does. But this is when he first shows up. He ends up capturing Captain Marvel, but he really wants Rick Jones. He he ends up having them convert to Rick Jones. And then he ends up uh, getting a computer named Isaac, Eric. And he might even mix drinks later, but he gets him to download everything in his brain. So the next issue starts up then. And what Thanos says is, listen, I know everything that's gone on, but I'm afraid the computer didn't quite download it as well as I think it should. Give me a playback. And it ends up playing back a recap. And it made me laugh. I'm like, that is the most forced thing I've ever seen of a recap. But I liked it, Eric. And and it was, you know, there you go. You don't want to, wondering why I'm talking Marvel on the DC podcast, are you? Is that what you're thinking now? Brian Michael Bendis is over here. He's smiling at me. He likes it. He's got corned beef hash all over his face right now. It's dripping down on him. It's going down his shirt. The next email is from Mark. He's not wearing a shirt. (laughs) 
He isn't. And he's got duck grease all over him. Uh, you have Mark Jager, who we did have drinks with. Sure did. And I was hoping that he would write in about that. And he has. He nice. says, hey, Jim, Eric, and the extremely handsome Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. boop. Biddy What's up, Mark? Boop. Hey there, Get Fresh crew. <gasps> uh uh-uh. I want to thank you guys for meeting with me while I was in Pennsylvania. If the I had a bucket PA. list, that would definitely be an item that got checked off. Mark, you need a better life. That's really, what you man. need. Come on. If that is the bucket list. Set the standards uh, guys, higher. You guys were just as much fun in person as you are on the podcast. And what he's saying is me and Eric got together with him and bitched and moaned like we do on the podcast. <laughs> if you guys were nervous about getting together, you didn't show it. And right. I like the way you phrased that, too, because that was the first time I ever went out with you, Eric. It's and I was true. a little worried. I was a little we worried. We saw Star thought, Wars once. We did. But that was more of a – once you're drinking, I don't know you're the drinking, Eric Shea. And I was afraid you might get a little handsy with me. Uh, so I was, I, am. I was a little nervous. And that's why – Mark Jager was the buffer zone between us. I didn't need you near me. I didn't need you putting your hand on my, you know, on my knee at points and stuff. Yeah, I didn't want that. I didn't and need really, you putting your hand on my hip and then when you dip, I dip, we dip. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I didn't want you to do that because I didn't no, want to embarrass Mark as we go from there. If you guys were nervous, he says, and I was nervous, but once we once we got in there, you were already all lubed up <laughs> before I got in there, right? I Maybe it helped that Eric tossed back several and I mean several beers. I'm so used to him having to yell on the podcast in order to get a word in. Uh-huh, I believe uh-huh. that is backdoor shade at me. Huh? I just figured that's how he always is. And he wasn't. You know, when, when me and Eric are going, he he's mean to me. He makes fun of me. He just berates me. And just like in the issues with his wife podcast, I finally get to let loose on him on the podcast. And he says, LOL. Eric has never uh, was never out of line, but the bartender definitely made sure to get him lots of water by the end. <laughs> That's because Eric she got didn't cut know off. me. I didn't know who that was. Eric got cut off. He ended up being very loud. Not in a bad way. I and was not, not even cut like, off. I was given water with my beer. That's the cut off. She wanted you to start She's hydrating. more she fucking beer. Like, holy, holy moly, this guy's dehydrated with all this beer. There was an older couple across the bar. They ended up leaving because Eric was so loud. I don't know that's uh, why they but, left. I think they might have well, finished what they were doing. I don't nah, know. No, nah, they were looking and shaking their head at one point. And that's not even a joke. But the thing is. I it'd be one thing if you were yelling obscenities or something like that. You weren't. You were just having fun. You were talking to Mark, and and when Mark, it was one moment where you and Mark found that you had a common interest or something like that. And boy, you love that. You yelled to the heavens for that, and then you fist bumped him. He was no, no. not into it, bro. We, we fist bumped when the idea was that our work cannot do without us. And I'm uh, like, I know how that is. Was. You were left yeah, out I, because I th- you don't know how yeah. that is. Yeah, I know. But I was also left out of the shakings of heads and the fists when they were like, these drunks, I'm out of here, though Mark wasn't drunk. With Jim drinking Diet Cola (laughs) and me drinking, I'm such a party pooper, and me drinking coffee. He is the coffee hunter, which sure made, is. when I did tell you that, you're like, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Uh, the bartender probably figured that's why Eric never brings his rarely seen friends. To I don't pub. know that, that woman. Might be true. That's the first time I ever yeah, saw I that bartender. Either. 
And and Mark, you did have a drink. You ended up having a vodka and cranberry, or not vodka no. and cranberry, vodka and grapefruit. And uh, she didn't understand the phrasing that you did. And I think that threw Mark off as well and just figured I'm just going to stick with the coffee. <laughs> this lady's uh, obviously a dummy. Yes. I'm going to let out your secret. And this is the secret. He has met us. We, he had talked to us in person. Here's the secret. You guys are taller and more handsome than you let on. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> oh, my. I'm blushing here. Did uh, I, like, I was ex- the, like, how tall I am actually, you know, make up the height a little bit for Jim was like one no, of those things. No? no, that should be the worst. He, what he's saying is he really thought that I, I would be like two foot tall, especially you are a tall guy. I'm not that small, especially because when I walked in, I was were walking high, tall and proud. They were I high am, stools. I'm telling you, I'm walking in. I got lifts. I got striped pants, a striped shirt, and a top hat. Eric. <laughs> a striper oh my, I'm album. Walking in. <laughs> striper album. Anything that will make me look taller. I had a chihuahua with me. I had everything that's going to make me look like a giant. I pretty much look like Bart when he's walking around trying to look taller. Uh, I was. That's just the. I mentioned to you. There's going to be a reference that. Mark Jager thought that he was going to throw out a reference that there was no way that me and you would get. And you will laugh when you hear what it is. Uh. I was expecting Dr. Shrinker and his sidekick Hugo <laughs> based on what I had heard. And so he ends up saying We're to me, about hey, Dr. Shrinker a lot. That's what I told him. I said, he, he sent me a message like, I threw in this Dr. Shrinker. It's a, you know, uh, um, Sid and Marty Croft thing. Yeah. You guys probably aren't going to know it, whatever. I'm like, really? Like, that was my favorite show at one yeah. point. And I sing the song to Eric all the time, and I love it. <laughs> and then Billy Barty with him, you know, he is the original mini-me with that. Sure he is. was a little mini Dr. Shrinker. He was rubbing his hands together. And oh, I love that show so much. You were and in show, my right? mind. But in, no, I was not, you jerk. Oh. I, I was, I was the, uh, I was the, a fill-in for Billy Barty. There, is that what you want me to say? I was just thinking the doctor got a hold of you, so. You fucking jerk off. Uh, same goes for Quakertown. It's a large rural town that looked to me like it was doing good. Do You're doing good things there in Quakertown. And Eric joked around about whether I was thinking it wasn't as bad off as Centralia. He probably thought I was drunk because I said, yeah, I know Centralia, Washington. So he just said, I know. And then he realized you weren't talking about in Washington, which you wouldn't know See, that. I'm a dummy. I don't I, know the Centralia, Washington. Well, I just know the, thing the is, burning town of Quake. I mean, the, of you, Pennsylvania. You always think that somebody would know the Pennsylvania town of Centralia because it's on fire pretty much. And, and has been for it fucking is. 60 but years. you don't know the Centralia, Washington. I do not. So it's very possible that he wouldn't know the opposite side. Now, with that, that was what inspired Silent Hill, the game, exactly. and then the movie from that. It wasn't until later in my trip that I learned about Centralia, Pennsylvania. Now what he said makes all the more sense. And it would. <laughs> makes sense, Jim. I, I, legitimately, it's a town. It's on, It's been on fire for centuries. Like 60 or, years, you know, yeah. Decades, yeah. So what's up with these narrow winding roads that connect all the towns together in Pennsylvania? I felt like I fell off the map. The, now the also. Well, they're roads, but also you have to remember that, you know, in general, not that it's all the way around, but, you know, we are a older state than your Washington. You know, there were times when people didn't have huge cars and things. So when they made even without cars and stuff, but I don't know, that's just thing. He said, he, I felt like I fell off the map once I got off the main interstate. I don't know how I would have navigated without my GPS because I'm used to the Western half of the United States where it's lots of wide straight roads that go oh, for miles. I don't go out I, there. I, on those fancy straight roads, do you? 
Oh, my. I will say I felt at home in farming country since I grew up on a farm. But the farms out there are just too fancy compared to what I grew up with. He was on a turnip farm, probably, Eric. One of those nonsense farms. They still have those? really. Nah, I don't know. Maybe he was, you know, something like that. Freshly painted barns and fancy farm signs. Are the farmers all Rockefellers? No, they're probably all Mennonite and maybe Amish. And they that's their big thing. So. Yeah, I'm going for it on that fancy electric. Yeah, really. They ain't going that fancy internet. The second What's Up Pennsylvania moment I had was trying to find good coffee on the road. I very literally became the coffee hunter on this trip. Now, I yelled at him and said he's nonsense, (laughs) but you can't walk two blocks in the Northwest without walking into a coffee shop. And even in the most remote parts of Oregon, you can find an espresso stand. I I could just imagine you're out hiking in this this wilderness and there's an espresso stand. While driving from your part of the state to the Poconos, I was halfway through our journey before finding a Dunkin' Donuts where I ordered the large just coffee they had and that's the problem i said yeah like three in quaker town don't we and this is the other thing is he doesn't know the lay of the land and he doesn't realize that you know we just don't have dunkin donuts you know we have other things especially there starbucks wawas. in quaker town there as well. are wawas yeah. everywhere he didn't really think that those were going to be good coffee but if he's going to dunkin donuts i think that wawa is pretty comparable at least to that I where i ordered Duncan's the largest better. coffee Oh, my. Do you? I think it's a little stronger. I will give you that. My wife was also thankful that I found coffee, mostly because then I would be bearable to ride with for the rest of the drive. They made a mistake and put milk in my coffee, and I gave it back to them to redo it because I drink it black like my heart. (gasps) Oh, my. Yeah, really. Milk. How dare you, you Pennsylvania heathen. We had a great rest of the trip. We had a great visit to my wife's friend who lives 30 minutes from where Woodstock took place. It's definitely worth visiting. And then we spent a few days with her uncle and aunt in New Jersey, who she hadn't seen since she was a kid. It'd be funny if you're there at Woodstock and like, hey, everybody, like this part of the trip, we want you to just kind of sit back and pretend you're back at Woodstock just for a second. Just kind of get those vibes. And what, what you do then is just shit on the ground because that's all that was going on that's all i could think of everybody's shitting all over each other we might not get another chance to see him because of his age and health at a concert that other people don't do jim this isn't just a normal concert it's not like i'm at the electric factory here watching the Foo fighters every time you go to the electric factory you end up shitting on somebody i'm like you got to stop doing that That you just yell rock and roll that is that fixes everything (laughs) i throw up the devil horns yell rock and roll and then everything's fine and that is why we uh, – oh, he said we might not get another chance to see him because of his age and health. Uh, he's talking again about you now, Eric. And that is why we made Probably. the whole trip in the first place. That his, their, uh, his wife's Still uncle me. was, was oh. old. He's old. Nobody tell him to act his age. Thanks again for meeting with me. It was a lot of fun. I believe sure I'll see you guys again someday. <laughs> At Eric's funeral. As Starman says in Just League number 30, I can feel it in the cosmic rod. A lot of fist bumps. You will later on. A lot of fist bumps, Eric, that you had. I'm telling you, I don't know that (laughs) it was in everyone. (laughs) And then I did see you put your arm around them. And I did want to check because afterwards we went out and we were saying our goodbyes in the parking lot. You already said I was a handsome fellow. What the hell are you talking about? We kind of were hanging. We were kind of hanging out of the parking lot a bit and talking some music and concerts and stuff like that. Me and Mark both said that Joan Jett is an angel on earth. You didn't quite agree. But from Mm -hmm. there, I really was waiting to see if you were either going to shake his hand again for probably the seventh time that day or if you were going to hug him. And really, if you were if you hugged him, I may have had to have taken you right to your door and made sure you went to bed. I was reasonably drunk. 
You were you were pretty drunk. I liked seeing it. Reasonably. I liked seeing you have a little fun. I like seeing you get a little bit of that social anxiety out of your system. You mean be a person? With a little liquid libations there. And I didn't have that, and I had a good time. I, I, Mark Jager was a real nice guy and easy to talk to. We were talking well, you're nonsense. To yeah, really. I mean, really. And I had that, and I think the, the bartender, as the scene where I went, and you wouldn't have seen this because she kept coming over, and she's like, oh, do you want another one of these, you know, Diet Cokes? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. And she's like, you know, we have a lot of specials on beer right now. There's dollar bottles. I'm like, no, no, no. And I thought I would think well, that she thought Mr. that Vagrant I, you man, know, if you're not going to order something, yeah, else, really. please leave. Well, I, I ended up giving her a good enough tip, right? I wrote, get another job. That's, that's well, a good they, tip, they right? Brought you but out I'm, back. I got you some soup, a blanket. <laughs> They're like, let, let me give you this. <laughs> oh, you, oh my, you look he, tired, you're son. You're coming in out of the cold for a little while. Oh, I got come you, out kid. of the cold. Come out of the cold, son. <laughs> There's me with my hoodie and you got to get a change of clothes. See, they take care of people in Quaker Town. He didn't mention that. He didn't say anything about the hoodie and shorts, which I did have, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, he was upset that you didn't have a headband on yep. to go with your I was deal, a little but- upset, too, after that. Yeah, you are. But yeah, there you go. Thanks, Mark. And thanks, Mark. Both Marks. That's the Thank Mark, you, Mark. section. And we're going to go off now to some more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shea. Ah, yes, Eric Shea. I want to hear Eric Shea. He's the guy who doesn't wear pants and he likes to yell at his girlfriend, Jess. And then she comes home and goes to sleep and he says, hey, bitch, clean up your mess. (sighs) You're like, no. It's actually way better than usual. Uh, Jess, yeah. See, I'm clear minded, Eric. I I have a clear mind and an open heart. Yes, I, they are trying to adjust things uh, with my medicine, Eric, is what they like and to call that. And you're trying to adjust when you take and it I am, well, and I'm, you take. That's the thing is, they're adjusting my medicine, and I'm tweaking those adjustments, is what I'm doing. Well, I'm no doctor, <laughs> but I know what I likes. And, and I play one on TV. Uh, the thing is, this is a good segue, because uh, is that not what Brian Michael Bendis is doing to the DCU? Uh, they're trying to tweaking? adjust while he's tweaking. He might be twerking. I think I he's don't flipping the goddamn that. table over. He might be. Is he flipping the script, Eric? Because he might, and actually it would read better. No, I that that way. Way. Oh, my. He's flipping the script there. He, he put it up to the mirror and then wrote it down again. And, and the problem is he's holding it up to the mirror and going, why is this script floating in the air? And then he realizes he's a Dracula there. He's a dra- Look at that guy. He looks like Nosferatu, oh right? He looks like Nas No Funeratu is what he looks like. I don't know what I'm saying. What happens here, though, is we're going to be starting with Superman here. And uh, I I heard, you know, all hell broke loose. Oh, you heard uh, some things, did you? Well, since Wednesday. 
uh, since people had been able to read the issue. And this is one of those where this was a review of yours, not mine. And so a lot of these books, Thank people you. will say, I just wanted to remind you of that. Uh, and so everybody's <laughs> like, hey, do you read that Superman? You read that bullcrap Superman? I'm like, no, no. No, I did not. And and really, I do not That's like right, to go I into a promise. book. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like to go into a book, you know, thinking negatively beforehand, whether or not people realize that or believe. Then why it. are you always yelling about shitty books to me before I that's ever have a chance why. to read them? No, no, that's me. I don't care about, oh. you know, when I do it, it's proper. I'm not even saying they're wrong, Eric. I'm just saying that when I violence can't. Is, when I said, I'm doing the violence, that's it's right. cute. That's right. That's what happens. Now, I'm saying that I, I can't really comment on it. So I, I get this right. idea. And what actually happens, and really, I don't know if you'd realize this, Eric. This is something that's a personality trait of mine that usually Psychopath? a lot of people wouldn't get this, is that when a lot of people like something, I usually want to try to Psychopath. hate it, Eric. If everybody hates it, I want to like it. I actually, in the like part, when everybody hates something, I think, and, and you, you know this is yourself? true. Uh, never, because everybody likes loves and that's true i should hate oh. myself that's why they love me so i hate myself it actually does work uh but yeah so this is where i'm going back to the new 52 eric we're, we're figuring out books to review and i look and i'm like look at that eric everybody, everybody hates the storm watch you know what it's time for Jim to enter town and convince them and to show them they've been wrong all the time. And you know convince this yourself. Is and then I read it. I'm like, boy, this book stinks. Oh, no. Or, or Birds of Prey. You know, Birds <laughs> of Prey back in the New right. 52. So, uh, but I always wanted to, oh, what's that? The NES is better than the Sega Master System? Get out of town. Not on my watch. I, I will prove you wrong. I never got to prove anybody Still wrong waiting. there. Okay? This is the thing. It always ends up. Usually, <laughs> time I, I know will that, tell. And this is the thing, yeah. This is the thing. Sometimes you fight the good fight, and it, it ends up where people will eventually come to your side, Tom King. But the other things like a, you know, a Birds of Prey and a Back in the New 52 at points or a start, you know, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle. It's a losing Tell battle. There's, there's a reason. So, yeah, Condor. I was trying to think. I'm like, well, I was thinking. Starling. Condor. Condor ended up very upset. He wanted Dinah to fall in love with him, but she only had eyes for who she thought was her dead husband. He was Kurt not Lance. dead. Kurt was not dead. And then after that series, everybody forgot about Kurt Lance and all of the other things he was involved with and Condor and all that stuff. So that Black Canary just could go back to yeah, be with Oliver with nobody getting upset. Nonsense. Uh, so, and on the way there became a musical sensation. Yes, yes, indeed. So I'm hearing all this stuff about the Superman book, and, and you even came in. You came to work, and this was the book. We already did Action Fuming. Comics. Yeah, we already did Action Comics on the Patreon Spotlight, and you weren't as mad at that book as this book. This is the book that you were furious about. I you did. Know. You came in fuming, Maybe. and you just said that basically, and we explained this. If you're on the Patreon, you would have heard this kind of deal already, but, you know, Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard to Recap City here, because what Buckle Eric up, did was come in. I was going to say that at the beginning with this medicine. It's hit me hard now. When you, we came, you came into work and you said, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm not a hateful man. What you know, fantasy land yeah, is like, this? Listen, I came into I, work, did I? I hate anybody who's intolerant, and I hate the Dutch. You know, you led with that. And uh -huh, I said, that's yeah. funny. And then you funny said, guy. but the, the whole idea that you had given Brian Michael Bendis a wide berth at first. You had given him a lot of benefit of the doubt. You were giving him a chance to prove that what he was doing had a purpose, that when we thought he was messing up, he was actually setting up something neat. I mean, these things would be 
pretty cool. And this issue, you yeah. realize that he has been setting up nothing and pretty much just oh, going not, with the flow until he wants to that. do something else, you know, and then putting the Because I reviewed on. Action Comics early for my written review, so I had already had that bad taste in my mouth. So when I finally got around to Superman on Tuesday night before, you know, for them to go up at midnight on Wednesday yeah. morning, I had read this with already the bad taste of Action Mouth, and I realized both the super books coming out this week, I usually, maybe I have a chance to forget when they come out on different weeks, but now that yeah. they're coming out at the same week, and I had to deal with both of the Bendis Superman titles at the same time, like, no, he's doing nothing with any of these. No. He is just stalling for, I, I don't even know what the hell he's stalling for. Well, he's stalling for, for the I next think- thing, I think. In this one, obviously, by we get to the end, you know, we're <laughs> a spoiler podcast, it's Legion of Superheroes. So everything that oh he's my. been doing ends up here to make it seem like this was always the plan. Like this was, oh, you okay there? The, the idea that everything was going to be like a wide, uh, eyes wide open moment where you're going to be like, oh my God, what he set up this, did that, to this, to that, to the Legion. Hey, you're really, that's tough. Is that what you call Jess now? You, so you have all this thing going on. And when you end up at the end of this issue, all you can say, even if you are, you know, a huge Bendis fan, you can say other things if you want. But really, in your heart of hearts, you have to realize that, okay, so he came over here to D.C. He aged John, and all he wanted to do was get this Legion of Superheroes book. And because of what we heard before, and this is my theory. family apart, This is my theory here. This is not uh, anything that's been confirmed. But, you know, I'm reading the tea leaves. I do that sort of thing. The Ouija boards here, Eric. We may even have the Ouija board later as a guest star later on in the podcast (laughs) down the line. We've talked about this. So the Ouija board, I'm I'm sitting there. And what I think is happening, you have him with a Rogozar story. He thinks this is the greatest thing he's going to blow people's minds with this new vision of the destruction of krypton well in the meantime he's not allowed to do anything with the legion of superheroes until doomsday clock is over and that was something dan didio said at the beginning when doomsday clock first was announced and everybody said at press conferences it was at a comic-con hey when are we going to get the jsa and the legion book and at that point, there, you know, Brian Michael Bendis was not writing any books. He had just been signed to DC. He wasn't writing anything. So there was no book he was doing yet. And so what Dan DiDio said was, listen, there is a book out there that we need to finish before we can introduce those at wink, wink. And it was Doomsday Clock. And it was pretty much universally accepted that that was what was going to lead into the Legion of Superheroes and the JSA. So you're going along. Unfortunately, if you if you haven't realized this, you, you may have to check with your pull list. The doomsday clock has been horribly uh, delayed. So there's this delay. So where, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis, I think, had been already promised the Legion book. And he's sitting there chomping at the bit. They're like, all right, I have to wait till this doomsday clock's over. At that point, he thinks it's a year away because it had just started when he came over. All right, well, that's not, oh, delay, delay. Hey, can I do this Legion yet? No, 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 no. Just just do your story now. Just tell this Rogozar story. Just All right. Then two months later, it's been delayed. You still don't get enough. Can I do it now? No, no, not yet, Brian. Just, you know, settle down. We'll get to that. And then all of a sudden, you know, wherever you would think when they decide these issues can be, you know, two months ago that he might have written this issue, whatever it is. It seems to me they went to him then and said, okay gates open this, this doomsday clock is never going to end jeff johns we called him he's not taking our calls that star girl show is just the you know that's all he is concerned with so what we're going to do from here on out just do your thing do the legion of superheroes and instead of him saying to himself all right this rogos are yeah you know not everybody loves it but you know instead of him like i'll finish it properly he's now just decided the whole deal oh 
I can do the Legion. And, and All right, I'm doing it now. John's already there. We're going to have it come in. We'll just have Rogozar disappear. I want to get to the Legion of Superhero stuff. And now it's Lose forced gonna on us. going to kill Superman. Yeah, now it's forced on us. And, and, and it's forced in a way in this issue that you cannot have a story go, I mean, at least here with the Superman book, 14 issues, but don't forget the Supergirl book as well that was involved in this Rogozar stuff. You have pretty much 20-some issues of this Rogozar, of the Circle, of this Krypton that are now pretty much in one half of an issue done. I want the Legion stuff, and I'm going to get to that, and we'll get to this other stuff, because it does look like all this is done. And I think that he actually thinks that this was a great and proper ending to this Rogo Czar. I mean, at one point just before, and we'll get right into it with your blurb right after this, but the idea that he actually thinks that when Superman says, you know, all these lies and secrets, it's ripping apart the universe. I'm like, I don't even know what the lies and secrets are. I don't even really the get what happened. Secrets. I mean, secrets and the, lies. The secrets and lies that somebody lied about how Krypton was destroyed and it might have been an inside job does not affect the outer rim to me. These are people where we've actually seen that most of the universe in stories that are pushed at us, they hate Krypton and they wish everybody was dead. They love Superman, but the idea with Kryptons were jerks. Now, I don't know why this inside lies and The secrets. Kryptons were jerks. Yeah, the Kryptons were jerks indeed. That's what happens. But yeah, so then you get this nonsense. And of course, then Brian Michael Bendis, because you have to push it, he's just going to have this fan service deal. Uh, pretty much, I think Superman ended up saying, hey, uh, get that Heroes in Crisis speech I had. That played off well. I'm just going to change some words a little, and I'm going to have this you know, great thing going. All right, let's do it. That worked great then. Nonsense. Give me your blurb, Eric. I've had it. I'm going to start yelling now. All right. Superman number 14, written by Brian Michael Bennis, art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Eau Claire Albert, Alex Sinclair, and Wes Abbott. It all comes down to this one, folks. The journey we've Abbott. all taken to discover the secrets of Rogozar and end his rampage against Kryptonians is right before us. Then we see a panel that shows he's Kryptonian be- himself before he's whisked away to jail by the Thanagarians because who has time for answers when we have the, je- the Legion of Superheroes show up out of nowhere? Yeah. To me, too, the idea that at the end, the Legion of Superheroes shows up. Is Zod aware of them? Best friends with the Legion, is he? Uh, You know, are the Thanagarians, they they love those Legion of Superheroes, you know, from the future? Nobody knows. So why do these people just popping in? This could be a ruse. And and especially dealing in a thing with the secrets and lies are over. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these bunch of kids pop out of a portal. Yes, this day is known as Unity Day. Everybody shake your hands. I, I think someone like, go fuck yourself with your Unity Day. Hey, you know, take it back well, to George Lucas. Even when I'm looking at this cold open, we, even when we have this cold open at the beginning where Superman walks in front of all of these people of all these different worlds across the universe. We have, you know, Owen Zerani and Sanagarians and everything. Dominators. Like, this whole idea that everybody's going to listen to me because we're the last sons and daughters of Krypton and things need to change because right now I was just alerted. I don't know if everybody knows this here i was just yeah. personally alerted that the entire universe is in yes. turmoil and they all hate each because other because so of you know secrets what? and lies that Superman. he just also found out about i mean the word travels quick in this yeah. universe i mean really i'm telling you we even i don't know if he thinks before because when we had you know superman show up in space with uh, kara and john and everything like that when when jor-el's ship was being attacked by the cuns the trillium collective and the thanagarians we are kind of led to believe that they just hated Jarrell's jerk yes. off face for what he might have been uh, doing with the circle before all this. But now 
That's all just changed. Now the entire universe hates these, yeah. each, other's yeah, faces, each other's faces. But somehow, out of nowhere, because Superman is the greatest hero, he can get all of these people together at one time and just pretty much give a rah-rah speech. Look, you all think that things are shit right now, but we're going to help each other. If this person over here, if they have a problem, they're going to come for you for help. And I'm looking at this crowd here. Yeah. I'm like, all right, for some reason, Kendra Saunders is yeah, there. Kendra. I'm like, well, hmm. is she the Earth delegate? Yeah. Delegate yeah, Because this, this Hulk girl right here is an Earthling with nth metal wings. But I, I don't know what they're playing with here. But anyway, this could be somebody else. But I'm telling you, you this, even is, have a this is Hulk girl. There. I'm like, what is a Trossidus I'm telling you, I think – I think it's a trust it because is. it's, I think it's supposed to yeah. be. I'm looking at this face. I've never seen this thing before. My, it looks like it's wearing a goddamn mask, but I think it's supposed think it's to be supposed a trust. But I'm looking at a dominator here. I'm like, so the dominators, they're going to stop, you know, dominating. dominating? Yeah. Because Superman just said so right now. I just, I'm just looking at all of these different people. I love like, it too. It's just, wh- where do you get the idea that you can just do this? Like, the, the, how long has the universe been in turmoil? You just found out about it. Is this an ongoing and, uh, thing yeah. where all of a sudden, because you give the speech, Everything's going to be okay. And that's what I thought. This is out of nowhere too. Where we find out about the the turmoil and then John Kent, Superboy, you dad, United Nations. I got you, son. Damn I right. got a speech prepared already. Man. That's all it is. Yeah. United Nations. I, I think he's like, he's you the know what? Child, What's that, John? I knew that that road trip was going to pan out. I knew this would work out. That you know, that's what we talked <laughs> about. Remember that? Remember that when we were digging up old Civil War bodies? All right, we'll do that. I love it too because he I comes he's in. A controller here now that I look he, at it. What's his controller doing here? Know. He, doing shit. he comes in and he's like, "Hey, everybody." And even Zod's there. I, I actually thought it was funny. Like, hey, I'm here with my family. I'm like, Zod's like, what the hell are you talking about? So they're like, hey, I'm here. You know, and the, the the universe is in turmoil. I wish this was a cartoon and I wish it was one of, what? Turmoil? They start getting worried. What is he talking about? And now he's convinced it's in turmoil just so that they can get along. But I, I want him to go like, hey, why are you here, big head? It's in turmoil, right? What about you? Uh, I heard something about the cun. What about you? Purple monkey dishwasher. I don't know. They just said to get here. It's like there's too many people just there because the, well, the universe that, is in we turmoil. Find out that all of this happened. He found out yesterday. Somehow he got everybody from all the planets in the universe to show up here in a day. Yeah. Even freaking General Zod's wife and uh, son from freaking New Krypton. They showed up. Like, hey, Papa. I and that's where I here. think it's we're one of those things. He's trying to play the deal. But this Papa. is at the, Papa, at the beginning of this. Like, <laughs> this is legitimately could be a really and we've seen this. Brian Michael Bendis actually has shown this. It actually we saw it when John went into space still as a kid with with, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Jarrell, where everybody, the mo- loves, everybody Superman. loves Superman. So you, you just kind of can go with that. But if that's the case and he's overplaying that, he really is, because at any point, Superman could have stopped all this nonsense by just saying, hey, everybody, join me. You know, we're going to meet here. And we're all going to get along because they will. That's fine. But this is where you have this whole thing. And you have gone, we said, 20 issues of setup of let's see the lies. You know, Kara in the Supergirl book, she's going to find the different gems of the circle to reveal them. We're going through this, you know, and it really was taking way too long for it just to end by Superman coming here and telling everybody, including us, hey, the universe, it's, it's in, you know, the galaxy's in turmoil. We're going to have to end this. And, and then you see how it led Thanks, to Superman. this w- from yesterday, like you said, a day before. Also, I want to remind you, at this point, 
yes, Jarrell is a bad guy who was involved in the circle. He wasn't, but but I don't really even but understand is he a bad it yet. Guy, because even that, I even talked about you know in my blurb there, Rogelzar being yeah. whisked away to freaking Thanagari in jail. But they also took Jarrell as well. But so we don't get to find out anything about Jarrell. And this is or my Rogelzar, problem. This is what I was going to go like with Jarrell. Of everything we've dealt with Jarrell, with. we had the whole idea where first off, I mean, really, this guy is the a Manny faces if he was on the in the He Man universe because at first he was Mister Amazing. Oz. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. all of a sudden he reveals himself, and at that point, when he's almost Mister Oz between Jarrell, he's a murderer. Because he killed Cyborg Superman. Then he goes off and takes John into His space. His brother, Zor-El, yeah. Cyborg then Superman. Then he goes off into space and, and we're told he's insane. Now, I, I will keep going with the fact that that was all Brian Michael Bendis. That was a whole thing about going into space, what happened with John, how he ended up getting aged that he needed to do for this Legion. When have we seen him insane? We have not. That was left to I'm dry. still waiting to find out why he had an interdimensional prison that had Tim Drake yeah. there. Well, that was Mr. Oz stuff. Then that's Mr. Oz problems, Eric. He he's a man, like I said, he's many phases. Uh, or had his agents of Oz. Yeah, where's the agents him? of you know, Oz? His troops. Yeah, you know. So even just as Jarrell, like, where's this insanity? So then that turns into, oh, no, he was, uh, you know, on the, the down low. He was involved with the circle. And he, but really, if if you are a fan of this book, please come to Quakertown, have a beer with Eric. He'll get drunk as hell. He'll start slapping. He'll fist get bump a little you. Loud. And you get a little loud, maybe a lot loud. But also then talk to me about. What the lies and secrets oh, were. You're invited? Tell me. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I don't drink. So I'm just sitting there being the rational oh, one. You're my, you're my ride. I, I got I'm you. your ride, but I'm also a uh, a guy who's an observer and watching an Eric Shea letting go of his inhibitions and, and finally becoming a human being. And so if, so while, you, while we're uh, trying to avoid <laughs> Eric's hugs, you can tell me, because remember, this is a person who loves this book. Please tell me exactly what the circle did the lies, the secrets, Jarrell deal. Like, really tell me, because when we end with this, we have a lot of questions about what might be, what might have happened, what, because the whole deal of, you know, how Rogos are, we never get an answer, but we get this thing that I think Brian Michael Bendis thinks is an answer here, because we do go back and everybody's fighting. You know, you have Jarrell was taking Superman oh, yeah. That's to the thing. We, we pick up. Exactly. We pick up where we left off last issue then with, you know, the Jarrell ship going to the remnants of Krypton. I'm guessing they were hoping that Rogozar was going to follow them. Because for some reason going is like, I don't remember that's, that being the yeah. case, but whatever. Yeah, that, that could have happened. The whole idea. Going let's, now. let's hope. Let's hope Rogozar follows us here. And he does. So when General Zod then sees the remnants of Krypton and the realization, this monstrous oaf in front of me destroyed my planet, the thing that I love most in this world, this is going to break their bonds. And for some reason, this was something I don't know why. We had to put up this ruse of General Zod working with, yeah. you know, Rogozar until it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Okay, now I'm furious. It's time to fight, and we're going to fight. And, oh, God, it's, it's General Zod, Jaxer, and Rogozar and the remnants yeah. of Krypton. So Krypt- Kryptonite everywhere, radiation. And really and pushed I, that I, I guess point. Jor-El yeah. has great shields on yeah, his ship. Yeah, and his shields also really push to the point of if you get anywhere out there, because he does give Superman – a you know a shielded deal where he can go and he's like this is the more this yeah, is yeah. more for you know sightseeing then what what does that matter i mean if, if it's shielding you it is but <laughs> he's like you only have seconds well while that's going on jarell's out there 
Jack Sears out there, they should be dead, number one. Then John and Kara show up with nothing shielding them at all, just start fighting. They're not even sick. I mean, at least at points when other people deal with this, they they end up getting sick. They end up getting thrown up. They say something. No, they just show up. They just show up and fight. And, yeah. and no effects, nothing said because Brian Michael Bendis wants to set up something and then just can't because now you have too many people involved and he wants to have this fight type deal. And you do have the force shield kind of going, but it's not. I, I'm telling you, it is so convoluted how this goes just to and end even up. Even at the point when Kara and John show up, though, and then you have that look of Jarrell. I'm telling you, it looks great. There's all like the House of yeah. L. I'm like – you, you didn't earn any of this. They just kind of show up yeah. just because here, just to have this whole, the house of L. Yes. That, that is your and family. I'm sure there, I'm not Jarell. the only Thank one who much. is like, like the house of L. And I'm like, no, no, you go to hell. You go to hell. Hey, Cause this is nonsense. I'm like, but the crypto, he's there. He's everybody Okay. Yeah. Why is everybody okay? I'm telling you, the, uh, Superman has his force shield on, but we see at this point that, you know, Oh my God, the kryptonite is affecting Rogozar. He is Kryptonian somehow. Mm-hmm. And then. It, it's it's over. even if you and had john fine. if you even, had you know, john there by himself not Kara, just john and you have a thing where superman you could even have a deal where superman and zod they're they're starting to get real sick and then somehow they yell well john it must be because you're only half kryptonian you have a couple seconds save us something like that but Kara shows up and still that's not even done and, and they're just going and at that one point jarell like, really this is the greatest concentration of kryptonite there would be yeah he says, like, you know, the radiation out there will kill you as surely as it's killing them. Even in super speed, they'll expire. And he says, here you go, but you, you only have how, seconds. Do you remember how sick Kara got immediately yeah. when she went yes. here with freaking Xander in her own book? I'm like, Here's, oh, for some reason, she's just, fine here, I'll though, my outside Jarell. of the ship. Here's my Jarrell. This is good. Hello, love. Put this on. Oh, will you? And this is exact. Even with that shield, you'll have seconds before the exposure kills any of you seconds they go out for what appears to be 15 minutes other people aren't shielded they're going around thank god for super speed huh why throw that in there's no and he says even super speed will not stop it he actually says that before where he says hey the radiation out there will kill him even in super speed they'll die see you can't even say that it is all spelled out there that they should all be dead, especially John and Kara and Crypto. You know, RIP, they're done. But yeah, the, the big but it reveal. It doesn't matter, though, because the Thanagarians show up yeah, then and just like take everybody away. I'm like, them Thanagarians, you think they're going to Thanagar or Thanagar Prime? I think they're going to Thanagar Beta myself. It's this new one they, they've come up with. It's it's the, the street world. It's actually, it's the West Coast rapper version of Thanagar. They're going to start up there. Oh, you is know. that what those lizard people are? Thanagar? Yeah. That's what happens. It's uh, Thanagar Row Records. They started out, Eric. They're gonna they're gonna do that. Uh, you know, Thanagar Row Records. Hawkman G is is my Thanagarian rap name. Hawkman and, and come, G. Hawkman G. What a lazy I came name. To say, oh, hey, listen. I am I am more of a, a rap. I don't Carter need a Ball. name. I don't need a, Carter Ball. How dare you? How dare you make Carter that? Baller? <laughs> Flava Thanagar. See, I can't do it. See, I'm back to oh. Hawkman G. I'm Hawkman G. I'm here on the street. Uh, 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 Where's the nth metal beat? I don't know. I'm I'm not a good Thanagarian rapper. I'm not really. (laughs) That's the thing is, like, I'm the vanilla ice of Thanagarian rap, Eric. I really don't. No, I don't know their struggles, and I'm trying to pretend that I know them. Hey, everybody, what's these things? I don't know what's up with these wings. Right, so they go right. That, would Stop that be doing good? that? <laughs> would you like that? I, I constantly think you're having trouble breathing all the time. 
You think I'm soft, but I know I can. You better watch out, you stinking ran. <laughs> there we go. See, I, I'm pretending. Ran. I'm stinking Yeah, because I'm mad at the Ranians. This is what you would rap about as a Thanagarian, but I, I'm, I'm faking it. I'm Jim Van Winkle here, Eric. I don't really know the street-level problems is it, is of that a Thanagarian. Is tired? Yeah, really, it is. Now I have a long beard and I'm old as hell. You see there, I'm going to have to watch the uh, Thanagarians in the hood to to know the struggle uh, of the Thanagarians. So then I can rap like them, but uh, they'll see right through me, Eric. I'm just faking the funk. I would not be a very good Thanagarian rapper. I just want you to know I kind of want to see Hawks in the Hood now. You want Hawks in the Hood? Oh, no. They killed Candor. I don't know. I don't even know. Candor! <laughs> I can't come up with names. Uh, what is the Thanagarian name for Ricky? Do, do you think there is a Ricky, the Thanagarian Ricky? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Who's this guy that shows up here? What he say, this one guy says his name when they show up the Thanagarians oh, that, at the beginning. That, I can't remember. And that's what you want. That's the guy Ka- who's going to kill. Oh, no. Qatar Hall died. Oh, no. They killed Qatar Hall. He had a scholarship. Ah, There you go. Boys, Thanagarians in the hood. All right, back to the Hawks issue. Hawks in the hood. Yeah, Hawks in the hood. And so what ends up happening is the Thanagarians come there. They say, yo, suck is getting here. They, they go into the ship and go. But before that, the big reveal is that Superman sees that the kryptonite is affecting Rogozar in a point where it looks like he's about to have a green brain hemorrhage. And he's like, oh, no, you're Kryptonian. Dan, dan, dan. That's it. And I, I don't know if this is one of those things where a Brian Michael Bendis thinks that, that that's enough. To, and I'll, I'll pull it in the deal that he thinks that we're seeing a Rogozar as a Hitler. And Hitler is, you know, he ended up hating everything about himself. So he wanted to burn it all down. And I don't know if that's what he's going for. But it is a self-hating Kryptonian who did this. It's not enough, though. We, we set up all this stuff. I'm still just waiting for the that. reveal that we had before for the whole idea that the thing he uses to destroy planets was actually created by Zor El, Jorel's brother and Kara's yeah. father. Yeah, yeah. And we're not getting anything, though. And I don't know how we're moving forward with this because this kind of does stop everything where they say and, and not even being able to go against it because of the idea of this is unity day. If we go forward this way, it'll be great. I mean, later on the, the, in the run or later down the line, you can have a deal where somebody shows up to mess it up. Somebody from the future. I'm here to change, uh, you know, how this is because oh, I think no, that future's bullshit. It's Emerald Empress. Yeah, so, yeah, really. Like you can have that. But right now y- you are guessing that we're just going to go off to another you know, another story, which is fine because I don't think that this one is hit at all, right? But it's still, I just don't understand. There is no way, though, we can move on at this point. Just having this weird intermission for this whole thing, because I'm telling you, we are building towards something. All right, well, fuck that. We're going to do with Legion of Superheroes now. Like, this is going to be a thing where we have an issue for, like, Superman doing his classic, oh, man, John's going to go off again. Lois is going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have this and whole thing that, before the him thing to about go that off is, with That does infuriate me. He just came back. You already know that leaving him go does he, not help. You, he came back, left with Kara, came back, and is going to yeah. go to the 31st century. Really? Now. I mean, what, what are you doing, John? Like, he, he's what, Eric Shea Senior. Like, is what he is, really. I mean, that's Aww. your dad. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Superman, you, you thought all along that your dad was a Superman. You you told me that. Now you realize he was, at least in his parenting. You don't realize, <laughs> though. John Kent's my father in this oh, one. Oh, no. Keeps my, whole, my whole deal. Yeah, really. 
Another my whole uh, <laughs> I think my Thanagorian rat name is Bith Rock, the master thief from Thanagar. That'd be good, right? I was the, all, all this right. time I'm looking up Thanagorians, trying to come up with somebody that I'd like as a rap <laughs> name. Uh so yeah, they, they end up and and they're they're trying to figure out what they can do with all this. You do have uh, you know, you have Rogozar, he's arrested. I mean, he is. And also the other factions that were part of the circle, they're being taken down. They're being, you know, and that is causing, uh, you know, panic. It's, it's a weird deal because I didn't think that they were that spanning a deal. I thought they were just, but you are again, Delos down. So her things and everybody's in shambles and there's, you know, these power vacuums. You can guess that people are trying to fill in and fight and all that. I understand, but just saying, we're the UN, bros. You know, yo, uh, that doesn't change. I'm also things. looking at this lineup of people. I think there's real docs here. You know, Brainiac two. Yeah. Here. I'm like, wasn't he the bad guy at the end yes. of No Justice? Yep, so like, what is he? Just, yeah. And I'm telling you, you he's, have real docs who have trust in this here. I'm like. What do we do with these guys, Superman? What right. and, and really, is this one of those things where Brian Michael Bendis has picked these people specifically? I doubt it. He's just said, get a bunch of space people and go out there. But yeah, so Rogozar gets arrested and you get the idea. He, well, Jarrell's right going to get arrested there's, there's, as well. There's freaking, there's uh, there's Starfire's father, I believe, from Tamron. I'm yeah. like, that should be in the ghost sector. Oh, What's my. he doing there? Yeah. So they're all there and they're trying to come up. And that's where John comes up with the big plan that, you know, dad, like the U.N., on the on the earth like nobody's ever thought of this plan before of hey you know what basically you know, almost like a united federation of planets dad you ever yeah. watched the star trek yeah, it's really. pretty badass yeah it is that's what he said and even just the idea basically it's hey can't we get all get along all right that sounds good and then the legion pops in i think the thanagarians are like the klingons and is this one of those yeah it is this one of those that's what i used to call my first girlfriend she was a real klingon we ended up having this deal where is this a, a thing where when they all agree that fixes the timeline going to the 31st century it ends up being it so now they can pop back but nothing's played out that way. They just come – they just show up. And I, I really well, As hope- soon as they, do, they say like, you know what? A united federation of planets. We're here. This is the day of days. We always celebrate and this is the beginning. Like you being here might screw up a lot of things, Legion mm-hmm. of Superheroes. Why would you come yeah, back really? to – It's almost like, and all oh of man, them. here's did, the signing of the Declaration have, like, of Independence. Seriously. We better have some future people go back and spook those goddamn no, old-ass white we men. Go. Hey, they're about to sign it. Let's go. The whole patriots show up just to be there. Hey, Tom Brady. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, big, you know, fist bump. Why are they all there? I'm telling you, this is that you can have three. Usually you'll have those, you know, the big three come and whatever. They have everyone there just to pop in and say, hey, y'all, it's the Legion of Superheroes. What's up? And they're like, oh, my. Yeah, and they're just like, you did it. You ended up changing everything. Unity Day is what we call this day, and we will. And I, I, I just, I'm telling you, I would just love. Imagine all these guys. Are, I don't like the looks of this yeah, feature. This I'm is, out. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, really. Look at that guy. That guy's a big. He looks like a bouncing ball. And that guy, he's eating matter. So with, with this, not on my watch. Uh, yeah, really. I, I think that Brian Michael Bendis is the matter eating lad because he came to DC and and ate everything that mattered. We have nothing left. I, I want to though go forward in the future. I, I wish that I had a Still time travel. Slow ass rim shot. What? I wasn't going to do that. that. That wasn't that much of a. So in, in, next year, right? This is what I want. This is this would make me happy, and slow it is. A, it's a very shot. mean thing, right? This is not very nice, oh. but. You. I, I, I'm just imagining that next year, it, it is August 17th, right? August 17th hits. And there's Brian Michael Bendis. He's like, honey, 
I'm staying up till midnight. I'm, I'm going to stay up because the, don't they say it? It is the 18th. That is the uh, the deal. It's like August 18th. August 18th. They, yeah, okay, it's so unit they, day. they yeah. do that. So uh, which also, we kind of missed because I'm they had saying, to push this book also back. They and pushed the whole back. thing That's up. That's what screws it up. But this this yeah. is just. I'm back to my story. I'm going to paint this picture, sweetie. All right, do it. Up. Me, man. Brian, come to bed, honey. You know that you're so Brian. old. You look like you're going to die. Yeah, that's Brian Michael Bendis' wife. You can't tell his wife? That's, oh, okay. that's spot on. 100% Mrs. <sighs> Bendis. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. You know you Me better. Me and Mrs. Bendis are not really. Take your liver pills, honey. You're old. They told you to act your age and you died. And they, uh, Honey, no, no. Oh, my. I told you it's the seven. It's almost midnight. It's going to be the 18th. I have to wait for the deluge of hashtags of Unity Day. This is going to be big. What are you talking this about? This is it. This is what I made. This is my legacy, honey. It's a hashtag forever. I'm going to be immortal. And then the 18th comes and then he's just like, well, what happened? No, nobody's hashtagging my, my Unity Day. And then he goes to bed, Eric, and never Maybe wakes. next year. <laughs> he's like, maybe, maybe no, next no, year. No, all of a sudden he's like, hey, everybody. Happy hashtag Unity Day. He he does, and he's like waiting. Are you ready to rip it? No, no, I, I gotta wait. Wait a minute. Nah, let's get this ball rolling. And he, he favorites it. It still doesn't do shit, uh, honey. How did you tell me? Now I'm him yelling. How did you tell me to make these burner accounts? Is that what the kids call them? Just come to bed, you moron. And then he goes to bed. See, that's the thing is Brian Michael Bendis is really screwing up my life to like right now because August 18th is also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Day. That was the day that the movie took place, and that's my Texas Chainsaw Massacre Day. So how am I supposed to celebrate Unity Day well, that's and the also thing. watch You're all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? The union of chainsaw to flesh it is what you're going to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> I will celebrate that every time. That is you need a face over yeah, here. Really, so right, Bubba? Yeah. So there. I, I really think that he's going to think this Unity Day is anything. And he's going to be so upset. He's going to be so, so but, upset. Yeah. John's going to go to the future with the Legion of Superheroes because what is a Legion of Superheroes without a Superboy? Yeah. And, and uh, you can't have him be, <sighs> you know, 10. So now he's aged no. just for this. I don't even know why you couldn't have him be 10. I, I really don't know why he needs to be aged. The and only I, reason I is to let Superman says. let Everybody him go. clamoring for a Legion of Superhero book. Better buy fucking 10 copies yeah. each because this book is not going to sell. And it's yeah. going to be – I'm telling you, it'll get to maybe 20 issues and it's going to be canceled. You'll have the number one that will go, that'll sell. And this yeah, book – Yeah, it'll be big, yeah. It, yeah, it's like all the time. Because nobody cares way. about the Legion no, of Superheroes. and the, the, the main everyday audience. There will be fans, yes. The main everyday audience does not care about the no, Legion. No, it's too convoluted. They'll give it a peek. And, you know, I know that Brian Michael Bennis – like, I can write the JSA. I don't no. expect it to sell well when that comes no. out finally either it, because it's going to be like the Freedom Fighters. People are going to say, who are these characters? Yeah. I don't I, know I, just, I think they'll go with it, but the thing is it all depends on the creator. If you have a really loved creator, do it, then maybe. But this Legion of Superheroes, it's just another book that Brian Michael Bendis – like Brian so, Michael Bendis? No, that's what I'm saying. This, this, I don't think that he's going to end up doing the Legion. Hopefully not. But he, this Legion, he's doing it. It's going to fail. <laughs> I and think it's going to be so convoluted. You have – too many characters. He can't tell a quick and concise story with one character. You had Naomi, one character. We go six issues and we don't even get anything of her power set, anything to go off and fly off the metropolis. So you end up with the, the, the these guys, the Legion. You're, you're just going to be in big trouble. People are going to check in and they're just going to be like, I don't, I don't understand this stuff and I'm out. And the best thing is, is when we go and if you don't understand the Legion, 
there's a good chance that you'll be right there with Brian Michael Bendis because he doesn't seem to understand <laughs> any characters, even the bigger ones. Aaron, there's a, a long-winded or a long-delayed deal. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be trouble. It looks great. This issue looks fantastic. No, the, I just, love Ivan Rice's art. Yeah. The thing is, it's the worst part about this whole thing because I love the way that this series looks. It's just that all the freaking, you know, the uh, time that I've given Bendis thinking, all right, maybe he's going to turn this around and actually do something, and I'm, I'm, I'm done with that now. But all the time, the book has always looked great. It's just that yeah. I'm done giving him the benefit of the doubt at this point because I realize, okay, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing in action where you're stacking shit on top of shit but never finishing anything you want to do because you want to move on to something else. I'm like, I'm tired of it. And because of him doing this, besides for that big wow moment of the Legion of Superheroes, which I'm not a fan of the Legion, so I don't really care about this whole thing. It just makes me think you got rid of John Kent being a 10-year-old sweet little boy just for this little thing yeah. here that I don't care about. And then took he, over he the superhero, the Superman issue. books to do like right now you can just sit there and it might not be a hundred percent accurate, but you can sit there and say, okay, he took over all the Superman books so that he could set up event Leviathan and then also change Krypton, Krypton, how it got destroyed and give us John into the late, like it's all bad one of those stuff. Things it's none of the that stuff was universally like. beloved. It seemed like when rebirth happened was the father, wife and son relationship of the Kents here. Yeah. And he comes in and it's like, Oh, um, Lois and Clark, they have a special kind of marriage. I'm not saying they're divorced, but they don't really yeah, do stuff together they, anymore. They do and stuff Johnny, out, yeah. Yeah, he's a sweet little boy. He's 17 years yeah. old. He, he was taken away from his family gone. for seven years. Now, he now he's going to the family. future. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, that was like the one huge thing that was beloved by everybody was that family aspect of the Superman, like, you know, and like, you know, Lois and stuff like that. I'm like, you, you, you tore it all away for your goddamn bullshit here and yeah. you're doing nothing. That's with all he it. did. Even the fact that you had Jarrell and it was Mr. Oz changed to Jarrell. You have, you know, Brian Michael Bendis trying to do these things. So and then at the end, at the end with just the idea of, oh, and by the way, your dad's going to have to go to jail too, Superman. It's basically like, yeah, we're done with him. Get him out. We got the Legion now. Let's move yeah, forward. Yeah, he did some stuff too. What'd he yeah. do? I'm not going to talk yeah, about that right tell, now. You know, the secrets you hold a and press lies. Conference? Secrets and lies is yeah. what I was told. It's nonsense. It, it really is. But I do love the art. Uh, what would you give it? Eric? What did you give it? I gave it a fuck you five because I'm telling, oh. like I said, I'm done giving Brian Michael Bendis the benefit of the doubt. Cause, and the even though I like the, I, I really do. Said? The Bendis fit of the doubt. I really do enjoy the art in this book, but the shit storytelling overpowers that to make this a really terrible issue in my mind. I can't even call it mind. storytelling. It's it's nothing. Yeah. It's boring. Nothing progresses. You you end up spinning your wheels until you see the find norm. the next thing. Yeah, it's all his books, and the problem is he's taken over all. So you, you end up with him on both Superman books at, at least, and we can't get a, a Superman monopoly. book we like. Yeah, really. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I'm also going to not give him the benefit of the doubt voice. from now on, and because of that. I ain't doing no fuck you five. That that to me makes a benefit because some people are listening that don't know what that really means. They go, hey, you gave it a five out of ten. No, I'm giving it a real score, and it's a three out of ten for me. And and that's all art. And and maybe even the art's a four point five. So figure that out, people. This is nonsense, and it's infuriating. And the that's idea a bad story that's a negative stories. You, you end up where at the end you kind of forget. At the the thing of this, because even in the one point, you know, you're like, okay, well, you know, this arc, that arc. Usually, we get mad if uh, an arc goes wrong or it's not resolved. We right, had the right. problem. One of the books that we had a big problem with was Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, where he said, you know, these things drag on, and then you get to the next thing, and that. Dra-. This has been the Rogozar story. 
since Man of Steel. Man of Steel. I mean, we yeah. are, and also it was involved in Supergirl. The beginning of June Like last I year. said, we are talking about like 26 issues of a story that luckily we get some things, you know, here, there, but this is years of stories that end up nothing with, oh my, you're Kryptonian and you're in jail. And not even Superman like, oh, I'm going to have to look into this, which I, I hope he would, but I don't think he will. I think that it's just going to be like you said, go off to tell Lois, oh, no, she's going to kill me. We'll have to do that. And then he, he'll he'll start up something else with, that'll be nonsense for another 20-some issues to not just end. Just like Action and Comics. So, yeah. It's just it's it's crazy. And and please, people, if, if you're giving him the benefit of the doubt because you're glad that he came from Marvel to DC, I'm getting the idea that Marvel sat there and did like, oh Brian, we don't want you to go, we don't want you to they go. Got and the he deal. walked out that door, they fucking high fived and had a fucking kegger that you have never seen the like since that Thanagarian party when they opened up Thanagar Death Records, Eric. This was huge then. <laughs> Hell of a party. Uh, you, 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 oh my god it was a party uh so yeah i don't think they they were doing that one of no brian don't don't leave please (laughs) one of those that they wanted to kind of put up a face about it they didn't care and most of the fans that i saw that are marvel fans that are full out marvel they are glad that he's gone and for the last bit because i also do i don't know if you know this eric i'm on a marvel podcast i'm not i'm not sure if you're aware i'm not familiar start no i I didn't think so uh but the marvel if you're if i'm doing both things i'm i'm an outside observer here uh marvel a lot more people are enthusiastic the marvel fans of what's going on at their company than the dc fans over here and that's a shame and i'm getting depressed with some of these books from dc and it's not bad good whatever it's boring and not going anywhere and it seems like they're just waiting for somebody to do something to have every goddamn big writer they have at DC Comics to have their own event going on at the same time. I know. That was this, a good idea. This is, this is on the Patreon. This is one of my big things with the infected. That just shows up to the party. I mean, it is the party where the inf- every event's you, invited. The infected City of Bane, because I think they consider City of Bane an event going on right yeah, now. Yeah, they do. The I was year, told that they the actually the consider it an event. Yeah. I'm like, all this going on at once. I'm like, you're just fucking doing everything you can to make people hate you, aren't you? And it, it seems like they think that, you know, oh, one event's great. How about seven? And and let's make of some of them even as uh, – let's make a, a lot of them resemble each other. Well, let's confuse them even more because when they're confused, <laughs> you don't know they'll still buy everything. Yeah, really. He is. He's giving out offers. All right. Uh, yes. But, yeah, we're going to move on to the next. I, I'm done with this. Oh, this book. This I'm done with this thing one. With Brian Michael Bendis, it, it's killing me. All right, now we're at greener pastures, right, Eric? We're heading off to maybe like redder pastures, huh? Redder, uh, red pastures. Uh. I'll give you the benefit. I'm giving man. you the benefit of the doubt. I, I'm not going to give you Brian Michael Bendis the benefit, but I'll give you the benefit of that one. Did you buy an old yeah. radio today? Flash number seventy-seven, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Rafa Sandoval. Jordi Tarragona and Timo Moray. We continue this issue with the Black Flash, and he's all about getting rid of them new forces. And it does feel like there might be a force reset coming down the pike. Which I wouldn't mind. I do think that these things will not these survive forces. past Williamson's run, but I don't mind the forces per se. 
It's just they keep changing up, and the characters using them really are not that interesting at all. We also also get a little rogues action, but overall, this is a setup issue that really doesn't set up much that we don't already know and really doesn't tell us anything new on top of that. So I'll tell you right now. I love the forces the way they're presented here more than any other time I've seen them. Because you know what? They're doing one thing, and at least they're staying consistent with what this story is. Is that what you think? Is that what you're telling me? You think the Sage Force is going to be the same thing? Control their mind, and you stick with that. You're golden there. Don't create bubbles. Don't don't create gremlins. Don't create fucking Freddy Krueger. He also says he can see into the future. He says that he's going to gamble because he can see into the future. He can they see, change it up again. He can see into, you know, the mind of what no, like Barry's thinking about. he says about. that he – no, he says when he's doing that gambling thing that it's an easy target because he can see the future. He says that he's able to be able to, to you know, do a gambling thing. And we'll get to that. I swear to God, he's like, oh, this is like picking- gambling. He was blackmailing somebody. No, they were doing something. And and when he was doing it, maybe that's what it was. But he says, illegal trading, secrets, juicy, illicit affairs, ha, ha, ha. But at one point, I swear to God, when he starts going, he says that he can see into the future. Maybe I was just mad when he was saying (laughs) that. You're making Uh, it up now. Look, look, he didn't say anything untoward about his thing. He also said the future. That's bullshit. I swear to God he said that, but it might have been something else I I was thinking of when he said it before. Turns out Fuerza can see in the future with her strength. Yeah, no, I swear to God that he was like, he was giggling at one point, but that there is, so you have <laughs> oh, that, so you're going good. Yeah, I thought he was like, boy, I can see in the future. This is easy. Uh, uh, I'll shades. see what to do. Uh, I'll get to see uh, the deal with that when we get to it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe I was wrong. But the other thing about it is that makes me laugh, though, because we did have the Black Flash show up. Yeah. And, and he ends up attacking the- Kill you know, still, other forces. Yeah, still force Johnny. He's there, you know, is that the, uh, but with, with steadfast. that and going on steadfast, still worse Johnny. Still worse Johnny. <laughs> so when, when he has that and really steadfast, we got nothing about, this is why no. I'm saying these, these guys are not interesting. Even Fuerza, where you go and the, the problem with the flash book has been the idea that Barry's been a jerk. Being interesting. No, but I'm saying they, they're just, she's just angry and you, you didn't really get anything. So I'm not seeing any unity going on down the line where they're going to be like, okay, let's, let's be a team or whatever. But maybe it is one of those because he's reintroducing them that you right. still have to have the fight before your friends. But we already went through all of this. Uh, but yeah, so you have, you know, steadfast, he's getting attacked by the uh, black flash. And this is where Barry's like, oh no, we got to run. We got to get out of here, you know, it, with all the flashes that you have going on here. And then he, they do the, the punk, do they punk the black flash by ending up in the weirdest deal of gra- yeah, grabbing a dummy, then getting the robe of steadfast, which he, you know, invigorated with the steadfast energy so oh that the black flash would know. be. I, I'm saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm telling you, after everything is said and done, I still don't say, I can't say I understand the still force and what it is, but if you imbue your cloak with a bit of the freaking, like the energy of the still force and maybe trick a black flash and a thing, I'm like, okay, maybe you can do that. I'm not going to say yeah. you can't because he is somehow, even the idea that the black flash, he's going around, the speed force is dying. Because of these other forces, yeah. which doesn't make sense for the fucking background that Joshua Williams set up before about how all of these forces used to be out and used to fight each other. But now that these forces are out, the speed force is dying. And the Black Flash, even though he's death for all speedsters, he's not going to yeah. let this happen. He's going to be the death, no. not something else. I'm going to take out these other Does forces. Does he see into the future? Is that, that where I was getting but at? The <laughs> thing go. is, 
where the, the Black Flash, he's going to go around and kill these other forces. I'm like, but nah. wouldn't they have their own Black yeah. Force? They're saying you know, that like, they were connected know, the before. The Black Flares, uh, they're like, you know, like, where, where's the strength force, the Black Strength Force thing and stuff like that, the death to all these yeah. other things. Like, how are we going to have a Black Force, you know, battle at the end where the death is going to come to and like no. have an all-out battle i just no. don't get what he's trying to put with this whole thing like well, it's cool having the black the flash deal. like this but i, I don't mind to- the deal where he is there as the black flash in my mind it, it goes a little bit beyond what the black flash usually does but yeah. he's there to kill this off because he is trying to protect the speed force and that's what it seems even when he kills the flashes at points yeah. it's because their day is done they're doing this they're messing up whatever and this is that he is there to protect you and they even say he's like an antibody he's there to get these forces they're not supposed to be there the problem is we were set up that they were always there that this yeah. yes they were locked away but now they're out it, it, it seems a little different from what they're saying the, the one issue i have though is they dupe them well what is this uh, uh takes these backsies you only get one chance because when he realizes he's duped he disappears uh, is that how it works that you only get one chance it's like mixoplick he's off to the you know the black flash dimension for black, so many black. days the black flash is you know centered on steadfast oh, steadfast don't use that still force i can't lock onto this yeah, guy where is he he's maybe on, i should go back to the speed force setting oh no i, I can't he get doesn't that do time. that it looks like <laughs> he's being and this is where this this actually threw me off and i was really putting a little maybe this is why I end up thinking things later. I was pressure time because I'm like, okay, he grabs that robe. Then he looks over to that, you know, the the displays and because they are in the Speed Force Museum, the yeah. Flash Museum. And I'm thinking to myself, then he goes, ah, oh, and he goes and I'm thinking, oh, my, he goes, he's what? seeing something. He goes, ah, hmm. and I'm thinking he's seeing something and this reminds him of something or it, it triggers something to go back. And then I realized, no, no, it's just where the dummy was. And then I'm the dummy. But so I'm like, why did he disappear? He just disappeared. Now, this is where from this point on, it's okay. Like we're continuing from before. That's all right. Now, I do want to point out at the beginning, we get one of the most ridiculous weather wizards I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. And, we and got a I freaking really, Marco here. I'm like, boy, I think he – was he given an offer? Because no, this I don't is know the what problem. happened to weather wizard That's here. my biggest problem is if you were going the with the idea, it, it looks like they have shown up to get him on board because they have been given the offer. He is talking the biggest bunch of – I'm telling you, you I, you're going to get this weather wizard where they're like, hey, you know, there, there might be trouble. <laughs> if it rains, it pours. I mean everything that he yells has to be a pun to weather and During this stuff. During my and, years uh, in Iron Heights, I dreamed of returning to the Amazon oh and finding peace. God. And yet today, I see nothing but the ravages of humanity. As the weather changes, so too go. do That's, I. Yeah. I am no longer the weather's wizard. I am her assassin, and Mother Nature like, demands t- vengeance. I'm like, where'd you get that this giant axe? This is a guy kid? that had a wand that was just making it rain and shit. He wasn't this big, you know. <laughs> uh, let's rain, go green. Yeah, he he's did make it rain. Club, make it rain. He was. He was at the strip club. He's cheap. He was making it hail with coins. Eric. He's cheap. He, he's not getting paid a lot. But yeah, so that the idea that what he is losing his goddamn mind. And that's the thing is, he I was out of his vengeance. mind before, but no, like this, I'm telling you, he has freaking. Like you know, it looks like his body he is just cracking with before. energy. I don't know what he's doing now with this giant axe. God. And I'm like, I will become. I'm telling you, are we trying to get the idea that the Amazon rainforest is burning down and people aren't paying? Like, are we? Is this our like uh, 
social commentary Avatar of right of it, now yeah. no, I think that we got to deal with this and make weather oh, wizard somehow the weather is. assassin oh, yeah. from mother nature like, how dare they and i like it how dare they do this to the amazon i am the weather wizard and swamp thing shows up and goes bitch get the fuck out of here this bitch, is please. my thing don't you steal my thing the amazon's me baby get out of here and he's just yelling but there's this idea of and we're a family man. He's doing. I'm like, what is going on with That's you? The thing is, I understand is you want worst. to do some year of the villain stuff where you have Leonard Snart with his oh. new technology and things are pretty cool with yeah. this idea. But, but if we, you're going to get the rogues back together. Just get the fucking rogues back together because we and, haven't and seen the proper the rogues thing. in a long time. We said last issue, all right, yeah. you know what, Joshua Williamson, we're down with you because you ended up even referencing the idea that they gave them, you know, Weather Wizard, had Weather Powers in the New 52. Yeah. Captain Cold had Cold Powers. We hated it. It took away from the rogues themselves. And so we're like, this is cool. They reference it. They're going forward. Yeah, they have higher tech deal. Then you go off to, I don't even know what he is. You know, he, Chris Angel, Mind Jim, Freak Weather Wizard. He's Mother Nature's he's assassin. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. I, I, I wish that you had the weather you know, warrior. The, you had heat wave and Captain Cold just slowly tiptoe out the hell out of the rainforest. They don't fucking need this Mick, shit. Mick Rory's like, loving this, this shit. Gone, he hasn't seen oh, things yeah. like his oh, own. Mick, this Mick is ever. laughing. And even the idea, Mick is laughing, but with all this that's taught, I am Mother Nature's vengeance. And Mick's like, man, I could burn this place down right now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like burned. I'm going to do it. The reason that the Amazon is burning right now is because of freaking it's heat Mick. wave. Yeah, it's, it's him. Yeah, he did. And he just said this. Up, like, that's where. Hey, uh, hey Captain so, Cole, poor Cass says a case of the crazies is a brewing. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. But with this, you see Weather, Weather Wizard. Wizard. Insane, you, see, you see Weather Wizard, who I don't even recognize the, the, you know, the dialogue or the look. And that's where I'm thrown off when you have. Captain Cold, if he said like, oh, man, I'm glad that you you really like this tech we got there. You're really taking to it. But, you know, dial it down a little, buddy. No, he goes, hey, Lex Luthor gave me an offer and I took it so we can up the ante. You want to join in? I'm like, this isn't him joining in. Well, what's going to happen now? Holy crap. He's just, there is far greater storm on the horizon. He's yelling such nonsense in this that I don't even recognize the character. He actually, to me, looks like a weird ass Aquaman, even. I'll tell you, when I looked at him, I was so confused because I was paging through before we had the preview pages. I was just going through before I shared it on different social medias and stuff. And uh, when I was looking at it, I thought just like, oh, looks like maybe Steadfast went and got stuck into like another realm or something after the Black Rush. I'm like, with this green energy coming out of my who is this that's what steadfast has don't do that yeah i don't know what's going on and and all this but then you know that's the beginning it's just nonsense i mean you and i see some of these books will even have it when we when we talk wonder woman next you're going to get in that a little where you have the year of the villain and a lot of the books are like this and like wonder woman you're only going to have the villain show up for a little bit that you know you had mr freeze in detective comics same deal that sort of thing so it seems that these writers either are told or they think okay they only get a page or two I really have to stress this like evilness and this villain that, you know, and so when they show up, they are ridiculous. I mean, the, this weather wizard Christ, is just beyond ridiculous. Is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Go back to what we had there where you end up with black flash and he was trying to kill steadfast. This is where you even have commander cold at that point, And everybody's trying to figure it out and saying like, listen, this is what's going to happen. I love He's the commander go cold he is so this. cool that he didn't even move from his seat when black nah, flash showed up and started going out 
why would he get up? Didn't move. He's, on, at he's all. online. He's an online guy. He's got yeah, screen he's time. There and he's like, you heard what what he said. You know, they're after steadfast. They're going to be after Fuerza. They're going to be after you know everything going on the Sage Force. That's in trouble. So we're going to have all these. What you have to do, steadfast, please. You can't use your powers. You know, that's number one right now. Power's done. We cannot use this. Now, I don't know why Black Flash doesn't do what we said with Superman, where if you want to find something, they're going to hide it in lead. Find where you don't see Just anything. Just follow the speed force, dummy. Black Force realizes that, you know, Black Flash knows that he's hanging with Flash. Just find Flash first. I think you might find the others, but he, he's not that smart. But so they decide they're going to have to go save the rest of the, you know, the Speed Force users, these, you know, with flares and, and, and stuff with the strength force. And at this point, we realize, oh, no, we don't have anything for Kid Flash or Afri to do. Yeah, oh, yeah, so oh, they no, go fall, off. Fallout's over there? Oh, I guess we got to go and take care of that rogue that escaped Iron Heights. Yeah. All right, goodbye, so, well, Wallace yeah, and yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah, you get out of there. We don't want you around. So we're going to go off to, you know, save the other Force users or at least, you know, warn them maybe. But when they go off, number one, it feels like to me, okay, now we're on the Force quest again. There's not much new going on. And when they go there, Fuerza, she doesn't like Barry. You know, there's Barry trying to help out. There's, but the problem is I'm telling right you, away with, in this. Where, with this Force oh, go, quest, though, I'm telling you, stay Steadfast, I think he went on a way better force quest because he's able to tell Fuerza what's going on with these different forces and the idea that they are all connected on something. Like, yeah. Barry didn't learn any of this shit on his force quest. No. He also does that after he uses the still, he, he uses his powers. He goes to that group of people to come and down and uses his breathe. powers. He's not supposed to use his powers right there. No. Black Flash should show up and just well, that's chomp the thing him. is I figure steadfast at this point when, you know, Flares is fighting King Shark or who they call it, the shark. In he this just one. says it's the jig is up. Is yeah, that what you're saying? It's like if Flares is going crazy with the strength that, force fighting the King Shark here, eh, might as well use a little bit of comic well, ability here. Here's the deal, though. You end up going and Flares is already using the stuff. There's no Black Flash. In my mind, I might think, OK, he's got an order that he's got to go. He's, or maybe he doesn't care about Flares, but he cares about All me. All of a sudden, final destination. Where it has to be yeah, a certain yeah. order. Don't use your powers, but he does. And, you know, then you have where Barry's just like, come on, Fuerza, you got to believe me. I know you hate me. You know, this stuff's happening. No, no, man, I hate your guts. I can't trust you. And then all of a sudden, Steadfast, she has no idea, you know, from Adam. He comes over and it's like, he's telling the truth. We're all connected. We're in big trouble. I like all you. right. <laughs> I like, fine. Where to next? I feel like and I can trust the- you. Yeah, even the point where if they are, why, why is you know, the strength force and the still force connected like this? So like she didn't have this whole reaction know. when Barry showed up, kind of thing. Like, no, I feel like I could trust well, like you. Maybe like they're the connected. other ones that were locked away. They're like prison roommates, you know, cellmates. Oh, right. You're cellmates, you know, for life, Eric. They're, That's what it married. was when I they were locked you. away. They were locked away in the speed force. That was you us, hold my pocket. Is what it was. Yeah, really. Uh, so yeah, they're off to the sage force. So they go off to that. And that, to me, I still think he sees in the future, but maybe not. Oh, yeah, he's there. He is. He is. You know, using his powers to read minds. He's going to use it to get inside info. He's going to get. I like it too because his power is not that great. Because in order to find out these people are having a secret meetings and doing illegal trading of state secret stuff, he still has to repel secretly down the side of a building. I'm like, oh, I know. At one point, I actually thought that it was him walking up the building, and I was pissed. I'm I'm just saying though. Psych, if you go across the building there and just get some listening tech to pierce that freaking pane of glass, you can do the exact same thing you're doing way safer. Yeah, 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 that's all I need. Yeah, so Barry goes and grabs him and gets him. And this is where, you know, they're going to explain all the deals. And hey, everybody, 
this is the, you know, we have this problem. We have this black flash. He's going to come. He's going to end up, you know, killing all of us, or at least you guys. I, you know, Barry seems to be in the clear, but these other people, and he wants to help save them. Uh, he even says at the one point, I still feel that the speed force is, you know, dumbed down. It's not, a, oh, I'm yeah, not it's, as fast. It's I'm having down. this problem and it's really slowing down, but I'm going to have to deal with this. We'll figure it all out later. And then that's where you do have it's a very similar thing to like a Wonder Woman with the lasso where he's like, I don't believe you, you jerk. I'll read your mind. He does read Barry's mind and sees. All right. But that Barry's lying. I don't think he is. Barry's never said he has a way to fix. He's like, we'll figure it out. Uh, you know, st- we'll work together. And I he's like, he's lying. Ins- inside Barry said, it's like, look, everybody, we'll figure this out. We got to work together. And in his mind, all he's thinking about is tending to their tombstones that he's already yeah. buried. Them. He's oh, lying, yeah. everybody. I know what he's saying. the best. That'd be so good. You just see these tombstones, him crying, putting roses on. Oh, no. Uh, so you see this and he's like, no, no, Barry. Barry's like, hey. You know, we can work this out or a team will do this. First off, they can't use their power. So, Barry, you're not going to be a team. They really are dead weight. Just send them back to, you know, Central City and effort to wait this out. Uh, but he's like, you know, as long as we don't use our powers, Steadfast says, as long as we don't use our powers, it, it won't find us. It's not. And it's like, I'm not going to wait for Bullshit. that thing. And, of course, he uses it then to control Steadfast, who then attacks Puerza with Barry like, oh my, in the background as he's kind of blasting him as well. As this is happening, like, it looks like, I don't know if he's running away or if he's freaking bowing to everybody for a while. And, <laughs> he's and running because he does you, say, enjoy the fight, It looks suckers. like he's just bowing to like, this enjoy is the, the fight, I just did for all of you. Yeah, this is I just show. mind freaked you. There you go. <laughs> Chris yeah, Angel it, here. Yeah, yeah, it it ends then. He freaked me out. And like mind. I said, it is a set up issue. Uh, you like it at least because the, the forces you, are the a little forces steadier are, for the most part, dumbed down, and they are like like you said, steady. They all have they're doing one thing and they're doing them well. Even if you want to go with the idea, because we've seen so many versions of the Sage Force at this point, where you that's have the worst one. Gremlins, Freddy Krueger's going on. But no. now I want to say that because Psych has a stupid helmet on, it actually allows him just to have a dumbed down version, which I actually prefer. I can read your mind. Well, that was the thing at mind. one point. Done. Yeah, at one point he was reading and controlling minds and that came out of nowhere and we were upset there at that point but if that's what it ends up being it is a weird power though to have before you know well gremlins were even worse but yeah i think the speed force is a fucking weird power to have because at some points it just becomes magic well yeah but what i want is him to be able to see into the future (laughs) eric that's what i need but yeah the the issue looks good uh you get you get these things where like you said about kid flash and avery it's like oh well we don't need them anymore you know you go out uh you have the rogues at the beginning ridiculous but yeah by the end it seems like they're going off to their own book like kid flash's book kind of thing where they are going to have their own adventure with fallout and shit like this the way they exit this book like see what you know wallace and avery up to next over here you know the young flash is number one and the thing that I'm waiting for in this is the idea that Barry's not going to want – and one of these guys might die. Maybe one of these forces will die. I, I don't know that they'll go that far. But what I do think – because if you remember when Trickster ended up having the strength force and he was you know, ripping things up and concrete and throwing oh, it and so- it, it, it burned him out and they had to get him out of that. I do think that this is what you're going to have. And you do have old computer you know, using Commander Cold. And I do think that his main purpose by the end of this little deal 
will will be that he's going to try to figure out how can we separate the forces. I'm actually from afraid that now that people. Captain Cold's back, Commander Cold don't have long for this world. Yeah, but I just think that what they'll try to do here is they're going to want to feed the forces to the Black Flash so that he can. And in my mind, if you do eat that, somehow they get trapped back in jail. He is well, he's the, I'm saying, the police. Trapped or not, you freaking he sucks their fucking uh, souls out of him and stuff like that. You take the first way. Not even lock them up. Now they're dead, and we don't have to deal with the nonsense. Well, ever that's again. what I'm the, saying. The I don't think force that becomes yeah. nothing we ever have that's to. That's what I'm about. saying, and I don't think that Joshua Williamson's going to want to kill Fuerza, uh, you know, or you know, all these things. They're just going to want to get rid of the forces, and I think that's what it's going to be. You're going to have a way that at the last second, when this black, you know, they're going to set it up. The Black Flash comes because they even say he's the antibodies, like their virus. They'll end up separating at the last second, so it just takes the forces go off, and these people live and go off and you know maybe Look, never a seen jerk. Again. you better get what's fucking coming to him is all i'm saying he might go to jail who knows or he <laughs> might be the one who dies but i, I do think that that's how it's going to end with this kind of separating the deal get the flag and we're going to end where at the end and this is me saying if this is true by the end of this it's really going to feel like why did you do that like the story so far of these other forces has not been great there's no real like, man, these forces rock and this is the greatest. Even with this, like I said, you end up going back to them because we had left them behind. And now, you know, first, I hate you, Barry, all this. There's there's nothing here. And I think that by the end, people are going to be like, man, that was a boy. That was a roller coaster ride of emotions. It's all over there. You know, I really had fun with those. It's a real shame we don't get more. I'm just going to be like, just done. And really, it was nothing uh, because I'm going to give this a six five. I really like the art. I just think that. It's just a lot of setup for you know what oh, we knew. It's a lot we of knew setup. The, it's getting we the knew band the Black back together Flash. Again yeah, that's all. And it was. making sure it was that just everybody remembers them. who these people are, so we just yeah, move on to our cliffhanger ending. But even yep. with that, I had a decent amount of time because the thing is, we're doing a lot of catch up here to get new readers on board. We're just reminding people who these people are. But they're doing it in a consistent way that I didn't mind. But you didn't mind. But like, what if you were just joining in? What is what is steadfast? What hello? What is steadfast? What's his powers? I'm not just joining in. I don't know what steadfast does. That's what I'm saying. And and, then so you move forward with that. Yes, it seems like yeah, kind of. I, you know, he's coming. Is he slowing their heart rate down? So they so you kind of you know, Fuerza. We always knew. She, she's to you know the speed the she's strength force, it makes you strong it makes you into the whole yeah. about? it and makes we, you gravity well we left that gravity thing behind because if you remember <laughs> she, doing it. she said she doesn't like doing it until you need to which i do think that'll play out at some point and then you end up having the you know sage force deal and i don't think it's the last of the wonky powers that we've ever seen i think we're gonna get back to those i really do. i just wish they would have explained to me how her arm didn't get ripped off by king shark when he chomped out on flares because it's like strong that. is, oh, is right. what it is i'm telling and, you they're yeah. not always strong it doesn't even leave freaking bite marks there's blood everywhere but she's fine yeah yeah old psych i think poor king shark got his goddamn jaw broken i know just jaw you're wrong my doll he's saying you do, now, do you doll. like this king shark or do you like you the freaking hammerhead king shark tricks uh, I always like the hammerhead shark. Okay. He comes the to party I used and I'm to in. really like the new one, like that, the hammerhead one. But now seeing this classic one, who they just call him the shark now, I'm like, I do kind of miss this shark as well now. They hit him. I give you everything you name. Uh, yeah. Did you give a score then? You never I gave a not. score. I gave this a seven out of ten because I really love Rafa Get out of on town, this issue. Buddy. And I'm telling you, it's consistent enough. It's doing what it needs to do, and it's going someplace that hopefully makes it's all the nonsense going we have someplace. That's go my away. biggest problem is it's not really. It's it's kind of just recap and setup. So I need some forward 
forward progression of this. Hopefully that's next issue. Hopefully this pays off. We get the gang back together. Like you said, we kind of remember them. People who didn't know they're on board. We go and let's see what happens. Cause I, when you know them to know someone is then to kill them. I heard Eric and I hope they all die. I hope they all die. We got the slow poke. We got muscles and and the, the psycho is what we got. Yeah. Mind freak. I like him. Easy money. We got there. We got the slow pokes. He, he's got a medallion. He we also like call Mike him D. future man sometimes. Yeah, don't make no sense. It's Mike D. I don't know what's going on. You got the bubbles. I, sometimes we call him the gremlins and the Freddy Kruegers. I don't care what you call him. He's, he's got warrior. a cool dick. He's got a cool helmet. He he looks like that Flash. He you looks know, like on the motorcycle. X and X Men now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's psych, Eric. But yeah, we're gonna move on to the next book. Uh, right now. All right, and it is Wonder Woman number seventy-seven, and that is written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Jesus Moreno, Vicente Sifuentes, Romalo Fardo Jr., and Pat Bruce. So, like most of G. Willow Wilson's run, we get some big moments that have no real impact because they were never given enough time to be set up, and then not enough time to feel any impact after the fact. With, Afro- uh, with Aphrodite dead, oh my! I can't <laughs> with Aphrodite dead, it looks like love has left town. And Cheetah looks like she's going to take advantage of that in her fight to get the Themyscira and be deemed worthy. I hear she might even get Molnir. Eric, she might be able to lift it after this because she's oh, yeah. licking, she's licking oh, up all that god blood. It's what she's doing. <sighs> and where I was saying before, where you get the these villains show up, you, you did have and you had this progression of Cheetah and Wonder Woman in Greg Rucka's beginning of this run, and it does seem right. like G Willow is here to tie up a lot of stuff from that. Uh, you did get a real long form story of Cheetah and Diana. And it was something where you saw they were really good friends. You did see where there was jealousy. Like it, it was a fleshed out deal, but you, you end up here where Cheetah has just become pretty much a, you know, mustache twirling villain. Yeah, I'm doing this. Well, I'm she's licking no blood. Bob Ram and Nerva. She went back to being Cheetah and she's know, holding on to that just role. The idea, but I wish, I wish we would have seen something from that. If you're going to tie up things and tying up things is the idea that Cheetah and all this thing has always been to get the Themyscira. You know, Greg Rucka, that dealt with that as well. So if you're going to do that, I wish there was just one line. If you're going to reference stuff, you're going to tie stuff up where, you know, Diana's like, come on, you know, I know that somewhere in there is Barb or we used to be friends, anything. But Diana's just and but you always get deals that. with. I'm it. not Barbara. Yeah, but we don't get that here. I mean, and there are people who are just coming on this run for G. Willow Wilson. I haven't read any. I actually would have liked for people to know that there's something more to that since you are referencing some stuff and tying some stuff up. And and where we even had Themyscira come back. And we had Veronica Kale go get Isidore, last issue, things like that, where what ends up happening, because you don't have that little extra flavor that I'm looking for, it ends up feeling like a checklist. It feels like there is, you know, G. Willow Wilson and she She's being told, she's being fed what she has to do and what to tie up. Hey, you need Cheetah here. Okay, Cheetah, whatever. I'll just do Cheetah. She's going to lick some blood. Oh, my God. Aphrodite. Like, nothing feels. And that's where I think there's also the problem with this whole run of the things that happen never feel big because I don't think that she is that invested in writing these things that weren't hers. And may and she's leaving the book. I mean, maybe she is leaving the book because the idea, I'm not even allowed to write my own story and I really can't get the whole 
whole deal. It just always feels in this book that nobody is really that, you know, invested. You just go from one scene to the next. Things go too quickly to ever have any sort of, you know, resonance or any feels. I mean, at this point, it even starts out. And I think that what got me at the beginning of this issue, and I want to be an educator now, Eric. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not going to do voices of Guy Kid or anything. I'm going to tell you straight up education here because when you start off you have these you know the word deals the thing mother is the name for god in the lips of hearts of little children deals. it's a great yeah it's a little narration it is great I'm an and simple with the word Listen deals you. there you go you're messing me up now what you doing here there buddy so you have I'm this educator who <laughs> whose eyes are you looking through from this narration because this is a scene that we're supposed to be getting a real big impact for what had happened Aphrodite dying and and in my mind when you are writing this you have to realize I don't know you you are a little pompous jerk Eric you may uh-huh. think you're a god that's me but you, but you're not and neither am I we're not gods and goddesses but what she ends up doing is talking about you know, when a mother dies, the the and it's a god. The child is not only upset; the child is also a supplicant. Yeah, and it throws me out. I'm like, where am I supposed to get the feels for this? Like, who are we dealing with? Because you're you're talking about Aunt Laddies, and in you know anybody like a Diana and stuff like this, but we're not talking about anything that's going to give me the feels. It ends up like, okay, well, it's a god. All right, why should I have any feels anyway? And it just threw well, me you, off. This, this whole background of having like the almost the proper god talk of the idea of being a demigod or the the son or daughter of a god itself an offspring when you walk in and this whole thing like you know antilates i was thinking about i'm not even trying to push it a little bit further than just being a god like that regular mortal kind of thing like thinking about what you are after your parents die and where you came from stuff like that i didn't mind this aspect because while that was going on you did have in my mind this great scene with Antilates walking in and like, you know, being, you know, typical Antilates who does not, he's not going to be stopped by Steve who's trying to help him no. by saying like, oh, uh, turn around, don't look at this. I, how dare you, mortal, tell me what to do. And then realizing, oh my God, there's Aphrodite dead on well, the floor. Well, first off, she's going to see past him anyway. But this is what I'm saying though. You're, you're pushing the idea in my mind through this narration of you guys don't get what's happening here because Antilates has to deal with not just a mother, but also a God who you're a supplicant to. And I think it's, it's not an emotional, this should not involve anything right now about gods. It should be Antilates who now sees her mother dead and wants to go and, oh my God, my mom's dead and going and having emotions about a mother being dead. But it complicates with when you look up to her, not only with the fervent love of a child, but with the awe and fear of a supplicant. And I'm like, you're making the scene. You're not letting it breathe. You're not letting me have an emotion with Antilates that is a basic emotion you're throwing you are complicating it It, it's complicated the complication should be after the emotions where then analytics is like oh my god this is a goddess of of, you know love what's gonna happen now but before that it just ends up being this whole i just had no emotion to it at all because of the way it was presented see i I actually have no problem with that whole narration for the way that was presented the problem i have with this scene where i want to be more emotionally invested is that we have Aphrodite die. Antilates is all upset. Diana shows up immediately. We shall make a pyre for her at Themyscira. We are immediately at Themyscira at the funeral. We're immediately then back to the world. Like, what do you want me to do? Justice. Okay, I'm angry. Wonder Woman. I'm going to go get Cheetah, who for some time. The idea that there's no time 
to think about the emotion, like the the reaction to this whole thing of finding this dead body of a goddess in your house and stuff mm. like that. Your mother, a goddess in general, just and that's I'm saying that's more stress of the goddess so to me fast. than to get it going because she does say that the one emotional deal where she is showing emotion even on her face, mother, and, and she you know looking down like oh my god, there's emotions, but then right away Steve's like oh man, you know I, I know how that is. You do not Aphrodite or Yanana lies dead. And I will. I'm like, okay, you're done. I don't have any emotion now because now you're having her be a jerk again. And then out of nowhere, just so that she's upset, just so that Diana. But I don't even get that she's that upset. She's yeah. I see her crying there, but it's just like you know, you get one panel of her looking upset. And now she's yelling about gods and goddesses again. And I just, you know, I whatever. actually wish there would have been a little bit more for the idea that the blood of Aphrodite that's laying on brown was like soaking in Atalante's like wings. So when that freaking yeah, blood splatter even... does happen, it's just there. And like, I, I sat there for a while. I'm like, is this Antilates bleeding out of the wings? Like, what is happening? And so you even had that. And is that why Steve kind of changes right away, but it seems that it's only so that Diana can come and say, "Oh, are you hurt? I see blood." What is and that then blood from that? Oh I just my. don't understand. It's so weird. And, and then they're like, "Oh my, you know, oh look, footprints." You know, there's the world's greatest detective. See, that, that's <laughs> he, the he weirdest part to me that. because we we've had a prowler and like cheetah, but when we move off, then it's like, "Look, I'm going to go find cheetah. I'm going to like take her to jail." Hey. Diana, don't you dare go off half cocked like that. Just cheated, just killed a god. What is she going to do? You are right, Stephen. You are right. And then we yeah. go off to the white. Like I'm telling you, immediately we're at Themyscira for Aphrodite's funeral. And like again, what would you should have be an emotional scene, and it just, just goes I know, too I'm quick. That, but it's it's just right there. What would you have of me, Antilates? I want justice. Then she goes off half cocked after Cheetah without having yeah. a plan. I'm like, you just said not to do this, just so you can and have this one the page thing. of a funeral which uh, yes. you got no emotional reaction but, out of. And this is the problem with this is I believe, and I, I by the end I think that it's hundred percent accurate. I believe that you know Aphrodite's dead. Y- y- love is away. We we see it at the end spelled. I think that what G Willow Wilson was doing, but she doesn't set it up well, is that. A Wonder Woman now saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go get vengeance. And then Steve, for some reason, he's not affected, maybe because he's human. He's, you know, the deal. He's not affected right away. Uh, Calm down, calm down. Then she goes off and then she half cocked again because there's no love. Everybody's angry from this point on. And I don't think it's it works right because of the idea that there is a God, a mother, you know, a friend that has been killed. Pe- these are natural reactions. I don't think that anybody is acting that out of, you know, character. No, but I think that that's what's happening. Being angry. I'm telling you. I, yeah, uh, and I, I think that's what she's setting up, but she's not setting that- it up well. It did not feel right at all. I'm telling you, for some reason, even though Antilates is a god or a demigod, as it would be, but the idea that what would you have of me? And all of a sudden, you know, Wonder Woman who, you know, yes, she worships the gods. These are her patrons yeah. and stuff like that. The idea that she was kind of dismissive of the, like, you know, Antilates when they were in, like, was it Springwood, stuff like that? Like, look, yeah. don't do this human thing. Like, there was no kind of worship aspect to it. So the idea that, like, all right, your mother's dead. What will you have me? I will be your like you know right so, like yeah, your sort yeah. of justice here for whatever you want from me. It felt weird for her to go immediately into this whole idea like I well, am a servant of Antilates. That's the for thing this, is and- because you, I think that what we're getting is the idea again that you have to go through and it's not well set up. And I do think it's with 
without Aphrodite in the world, that whole everybody is going to start getting angry. Everybody's going to hate. Poseidon. Oh yeah. Well, I'm saying everybody's going to hate. Yeah. The so they don't gone. have waves. Yeah. And then people don't like the ocean now. You know. Fucking so, dark side. Yeah, but you have Zeus. this where because even with this, I if you command me, I will run mad. Like she is, and this is my problem with this. And you know, people who like this book will disagree. She has not gotten a voice of Wonder Woman down to this issue. So when you are trying to spell out that she's acting different. I can't say that I know that because I don't recognize any kind of difference. Even when Steve is upset, when she comes home to prepare to go after Cheetah. And that's where I think Steve is, that's what's showing it. Steve is being a jerk. He's being a selfish jerk who says, oh, you're going off again just because a god died? Oh, that's bull crap. And I think we're supposed to be like- house, our house. I have a responsibility to bring the killer to justice. And she is angry. She is a threat to all of us. Who's justice, Diana? Who's justice? I think, you know, just justice in general because like she said, God or not, there was a dead body in your fucking house over here. Calm down. Yeah. But Steve just saying, well, what? You're going off again? That's fucking bullshit. I thought we were a couple. I want to get busy, baby. And he's there's no love there. There's nothing of him saying, like, I understand, like he usually does. Maybe he's just had enough. But again, we haven't gotten a lot of Steve in this with Wonder Woman because he's always off doing his thing. She's off with, you know, satyrs and fucking all those nonsense. So with this, he, but even I by think the that- end, he doesn't seem angry at this whole thing. He just kind of seems like, Hey, if Antilades comes back, make sure to, you know, keep them there. But they don't even like me. He seems like a sad sack. Like the anger is gone. I, and, and he just kind of seems sad. Again, even when he's talking to Antilades later though. on, I don't get but, the idea but that with there's this, no in love. This thing, just, when she goes, I think that the whole idea is that, that he's mad at Wonder Woman because there's no love. When she leaves, it kind of fades from him because even the idea where Wonder Woman goes to fight Cheetah and then says, I don't even remember why I'm here. I was so mad. Now I don't remember. I think that's what Steve just did. Eh, well, I'm not mad now. She left. But that's the when she, when Anna Laddies yells out, you just did the prophecy. That's all it is. There's no love anymore. And I think that she was trying to set that up with these scenes and doing it very poorly because you're not we don't know enough of these characters as she writes them so that I can say, oh, my God, like just say this was in Batman at Tom King's Batman. And all of a sudden some guy, the, uh, you know, the happy villain comes and, you know, I'm going to sprinkle Gotham with my happy dust. (laughs) And then the next day Batman wakes up and he's like, man, this is the best day ever. I'm so happy I could do it. He'd be like, holy crap, it worked. We do. This is not what we've been getting. Gothtopia too. In this, in this deal, it's all over the place. And she hasn't gotten the voice of Wonder Woman. And we haven't seen Steve and her enough. And even so, in this book, you can actually, if you're sitting there, you're like, Steve, finally, you stood up for yourself. I mean, this is Good for you, Steve. And yeah, but so even there's when, never you know, the Steve's deal. Steve's talking to Antilates later on, the whole thing, when they're just having coffee, and he seems like he's just blowing off some steam because he is getting constantly, you know, yeah. neglected and like, you know, she's leaving. But like, I just don't care. After Diana just left like that, I thought. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's no love worth all now. This effort anyway. I'm like the, and him just saying, maybe love isn't worth it. That's a guy that's casually blowing off steam and like, what did you say? That is the prophecy. Love is dead. I'm like, if I'm like yeah. at a bar or something like that, some guy I'm drinking with or some woman or whatever, oh, my significant other, you know, they're upset with me. I don't like, I'm not into this relationship. Everybody, yeah. drinks down, drinks down. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you realize this. The prophecy is happening. Love is dead. This person but over again, here that's, doesn't yeah. think love is worth it anymore. I, I just think that that would be something that she would know that if Aphrodite dies, and usually with like these saying, things though, that happen, somebody takes the place. 
Poseidon but that's what, died. I and think that's the G. Willow Somebody Wilson took the place thinks that in that's the lies. Because I'm sitting here wondering as well, because we had Wonder Woman, when she killed Ares, she became the goddess of war. Through the transitive properties that, in my mind, if the lies are still kind of accurate in that sense, Cheetah should be the god of the seas, should be the god of love at this point, because she's killing gods left and right. Well, and that's why, you know, even Cheetah even referenced that with the sword and doing that. But I guess she isn't worthy. So, she, you know, but whatever. But with this whole deal, even when Diana then kind of comes out and like, oh, my, I, herself, I don't have any demigod, will. wife of Earth's Cartaga, the plant god. And she's like, I don't have any will. It's sap from my body. I don't really know why I'm here, why I'm holding a sword. And it's, you know, that's the deal. It seems like her, you know, and, and then Cheetah says, you know, everything you're, you deal with is, you know, I killed your power that came from Aphrodite, the love and the compassion. It's just not set up well through this. But I'm telling no. you, Steve Trevor saying this is bull crap that we're doing this. I got to rethink this thing. This is supposed to be like, oh, my God, there's no love. It's because Aphrodite's dead. It's just not played out well. And then when well, he even says this whole thing, when Wonder Woman's fighting Cheetah, they're like, we had, you know, Aphrodite dead. We went and took Aphrodite to a Themyscira. We had a funeral. Wonder Woman went off, fought a hell of a fight. It's going to take a freaking killing bunch of. It's as if my will to fight is set for my yeah. body, as if I cannot even be bothered to hold it's up my sword. It's not well set that up. That was a hell of a delay. Yeah, it was just not well set up, and it seems to be affecting people at different times and, and stuff like that. But yeah, even when Steve's like, eh, you and know, people, I was mad at her. But that's when he says. Woman and, Steve. And, and she, even even Annalati says, I watched the pyre burn, I watched love burn to the sea, but I felt numb and hollow. And, you know, Steve starts going. He's like, yeah, I was mad about Wonder Woman, but really, I don't really care much right now. It's kind of past. I don't really care, and, yeah. and I'm kind of numb to it. I didn't have my and coffee yet. That's the deal. That, you know, it's not worth it. Love's not worth it. I wish that he would have more said, hey, you know, it's like love is gone from the world. Then then it might have been more of a, oh, I see. But what yeah, is it's love, Antilates? Baby, don't hurt me. Love? Don't hurt me. No Baby, more. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. Come on, Antilates. There you go. But yeah, and then you end with her fighting Cheetah. Cheetah gets like a, what would be a finishing blow, it looks like, because she kind of, you know, I'm numb. I don't remember why I'm fighting, you know, and all that and the trash talk. But she wants to be worthy. She does want to get the Themyscira and does say, and one of the things that I was worried is that Cheetah is going to try to retroactively say, yeah, this is my plan all the time. This is first step. No, she was surprised it was Aphrodite. She does say that. Boy, this was a a great coincidence that this happened first because now you, you're not strong anymore. You don't have it. But yeah, it's just, it's not set up. And well. it's a weird thing it's too because we did see before well. with Greg Rucka's reboot and rebirth for the idea of what Wonder Woman's origins was that she was given her gifts by the patrons, the gods herself. So yeah. if, you know, like, you know, Aphrodite was one of the gods that gave her her strength or something like that. That might go with it or something. But at this point, we really don't no, know much. I just think it's even the love. I think they're going with that compassion and stuff like that, that she just doesn't have her energy because that's what goes. I mean, even with the deal, when they do give you a characteristic, like when they ended up having the sanctuary, it was Wonder Woman's compassion that was supposed to be in that AI. Never really came from that. But I think that that's what it's going, that she just doesn't care much anymore. And I don't know but it's it's not set up well it, it really isn't and it's you know this is real heavy in the year of the villain with that but then you, you end up even continuing with grail and kind of a you know ending deal that just i, I knew I there really was a shitty side to fucking paradise island yeah, or really. in the wastelands I, I, i'm telling you i didn't really need more grail right now I, I i thought that she had kind of gone off and maybe she would she'd be upset she'd kind of sit there with those amazonians that kind of went with her 
I didn't really need much of her. And she goes and then it looks like she is going to get her own like prophecy and stuff like that and things that she can do. I don't know what the hell and these I, monsters I went, are. These yeah, I don't either. And I want them to be the like, you think Lex Luthor has an offer? And it kind of is like, oh, now she's going to get a different offer from other. Like, here we go. But yeah, we'll see. how. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, but I do think that Annalatis ends up becoming the goddess of love by the end of this, ends up assuming her mom's deal. What are you talking about? And, Cheetah uh, we'll killed Aphrodite. She has first dibs. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't remember the deal. There was something more than just killing them. It wasn't just like, I killed you, I become it. There was something else involved that led to that and ended up being that. Number one, she was already a demigod, so you can do that. I don't think that, well, so you know, Cheetah. if I killed. No, I'm With saying if I killed. But, but she's not worried. She's not worthy to go to Themyscira. She's not even allowed on Themyscira. She's not worthy as a god. She even says well, that's also, what she's trying to with do. With the lies of that, I did see Cheetah go to Themyscira during the yeah, lies portion yeah, of the well, New 52. And that was was the lies eric she was there at one point she was like hanging out in like this little like it looked like the bad part of themiscara at one point it was like this this weird like tomb type thing that she, she was, was in going at one to harris freaking you know and this i'm there. telling you at one point out. during this was during the truth where you ended up having Meredith one Finch's woman go stuff. there to to fight her because uh she was mad that superman was pissed off that she was the goddess of war and and superman so you gotta, you gotta tell people off. when you hear the truth they think wonder woman's truth and the lie so it's the superman's yeah, truth yeah, different no, bit. i think that they, i actually yeah i actually the number one thing i think you confuse anybody by saying anything about the truth and lies with wonder woman because nobody remembers that anymore and they're just going with this so and they don't seem to really care dc they just kind of play it willy-nilly so we'll see how it goes but yeah this uh this is a book is what it is i just i love the art i really did I Good just lie. the story just wasn't set up well. I think, and even well, at the, story, the end, I mean, there even is the something end, there it feels yeah, like it's big. It's but G. Will Wilson out. never takes the time to freaking give anybody no. a time room to breathe to do anything with what she's no, talking you, about. You I'm can't, not, this is some heavy grieve. stuff. You get some real emotion out of this whole thing. But yeah, I just, got none. This, you're worried about moving to the next scene before anything can happen. And so by the end, I mean, even just the idea the that of the, the, the story is named Loveless. It's obvious that we're going to have a world that's going to start kind of going awry because there's no goddess of love but to what about you know, spread the joy. Yeah, I, I don't think they care. And that's not in this book. That was in other books that she didn't write and wasn't involved. That was in the Justice League deal. They're, they're not worrying about that. So we'll see how that goes. And she didn't kill. I thought that she killed that with just the Tear of Extinction, not the God Slayer. Tear of Extinction Slayer, and God Killer kills yeah. them permanently. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. I think that that's not her book. They're they're not dealing with that. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, because since then, who's mentioned Poseidon at all? It didn't you, you would think it'd I come have. up in the Aquaman book, and it hasn't. So yeah, they're just going with that. But I'm gonna. I gave this a six out of ten. What would you give it? I give it a six out of ten as well. I really enjoyed the art, and I like the idea of the stories that G. Will Wilson is not doing it justice at this point because there's something to be told here, and she's not worried about telling the interesting parts of the story. I am with you, but we're going to go up now to some mail, and maybe we will uh, pick up our spirits, Eric. You think? You think we're going to pick What's up our spirits spirit? with that mail? And it's down. You sound depressed. Oh, so we're going to go off to the mail now. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast so we. Jim. 
Ah, yes, it's again time for the mail, as yeah. they say. The we mail, that, Eric. We just heard a whole song about it. What are you two. doing? Uh, this, is, this is the recap page. Oh. <laughs> That's my version. Right. Here we are. The mail. The Dumb first mail. mail is from Nils here. Nils is Dumb back. Nils. And he says, good day, fellas. Uh, good I don't day, know what's going fellas. On <laughs> That's how he writes it. Good uh, day. Pure German there. And really, it is Austrian, Eric. Oh, put a strip on the Bobby. Hello, Jimmy. I heard you love to be called that. Yeah, Jimmy. Here are some random thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't know what I hate more, Jimmy, Jim, or James. I hate all three. I think it's a or stupid the name. It's a stupid name. It's like a stupid poopy face name is what it is. The last, a mirror. Is that what you just said? What? Oh, you jerk off. You jerk. Really? I don't have a mirror in this house. What do you think I am? A vain person? No. Or a vampire? The last few days I had a new idea. Why don't I read some comics from the present that don't have any connection to the continuity of the normal DC comics? The hell are you talking about? He talking That's about a devil talk right there. Stuff, right? He's playing the devil's hand when you're uh, getting off with Eric Shea. And I mean, I want to get off with Eric Shea. That way I can read your reviews on the site, even give a comment on the site and stay connected to your present selves. And he did. He ended up commenting on the site, which was awesome. So I began reading Batman Universe, Superman Year One, The Last Night on Earth. I think that I should have ding sounds, right? So he is beginning with Batman Universe. And then he's going to Superman Year One. And then, Eric, he has The Last Night on Earth. Got no time with a hyper time. Right? Ding sound. There are some other comics I can read that I'm I'm totally looking forward to. Like Breaking Glass. Oh, that's that Harley Quinn. I'm like, what the hell is he talking? Breaking Glass. I've got that trade over here. I still got to read that. Breaking Glass, it's called. Other black label stuff. I wish that my name was like John Glass. That would be my first album. Breaking Glass, it'd be called, right? John Glass. John Glass presents Breaking Glass, right? Breaking Ass. Breaking Ass. It's a porno parody to your album. Maybe also it sounds a lot like a fart video, and I'm not down with that. No, Eric, but Niles, uh, Nils, he's from Germany. Who knows what that, that is? That Germany, they like some weird stuff there on the internet, so I'll tell you. Uh, but yeah, so Breaking Glass, I want to stick with that. My first, my first song, my first single after Breaking Glass. What was my name? John Glass? John Glass. I, I'm going to have uh, Seven Years Bad Luck. Pain of That's Glass. That's my first. <laughs> don't be such a pain glass that, pain <laughs> that's what it'll be we're hacks nearly all of them are very good except for year one number two. Oh my uh, look at nils he comes to the present and he thinks he's one of them critics is he uh, i wonder why he has get a problem back with that. to the past do you, do you th- <laughs> get back in the past there yeah, Chairman, do you think that is one of those things that he doesn't like the mermaid thing because he doesn't or know the it? Because that's thing or the that's art where thing. a lot, of, a lot of things or, not to like about that, really, or just the thing thing, the idea that it pretty much seems to stretch out for an extra twenty pages thing. Also, it was very expensive thing. I don't a lot know, of reasons. But I didn't mind it. By the way, I haven't told you yet. That's a sentence. 
<laughs> like, all right. Thank I, you. I, I put my comic writing career on hold. Oh. Oh, my. I am still writing. Is, is this John Glass? I am still writing. Or is it George Glass? You know, I'd like to be George Glass. And, and legitimately, if I was George Glass, I would show up for a date. And I wouldn't be invisible, Eric. And if you know what I'm talking about. in your mind, you were a lot of people's (laughs) fake boyfriends. Yeah, I was. I was. I am still writing and training from time to time. But right now, I put my vision to other things. Uh, Like rafting, almost dying, and what we heard last week, fucking the ladies, is what he was talking about a lot. I still love writing comics and will eventually come back to that uh, on a, you know, time later. Uh, and that's, you know, that's great. Awesome Autumn isn't dead yet, Eric. I started putting the hashtag Weird Science DC Comics to my Instagram posts, even if the post is not comic related. <laughs> He's like, had a great hamburger tonight. Hashtag Weird Science DC Comics. I just love you guys so much that I oh, started you. your Insta game, he says. And he has a little wink. And now that you have read this out loud, the whole Get Fresh Crew beep, boop, boop. Can also get into the game and we can flood the internet with your presence. I, I I love the idea of having the name pop up in, in the weirdest places. I am down with that. That that'd be hilarious. I Man, love for you guys. Hashtag weird science. Hashtag weird science DC comics. That would be good. They're like, hey man, Tom Brady had an awful game. No, he didn't. He threw for three touchdowns. Hashtag weird science DC comics. Oh I'd man, I just guys tested to positive for comedia. <laughs> Hashtag weird science DC comics. Yeah, that fits. That actually fits too much. I'd love for you guys to get to 10K on Patreon so you can stop going to your day jobs. Boy, I'd love that too. And start stop. getting paid when for doing start? what you love. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm already getting that plan in the motion. Your work <laughs> really is incredible. We try. It, it is an uphill battle. I'll tell see you. My pallets. It, it is a depressing thing, especially as we're recording this. This is the last day of the month recording, which I like to call the day that Jim gets very depressed because we do have people leave beforehand and things like that. And then I go to see their exit surveys and they're throwing shade. And I, at the end, it's just not good enough. And it really depresses me. I like Reggie's time to put the comics into rhyme intros. Jim's A to Z podcast is great. <laughs> And then that didn't last as long as the right time. (laughs) Ah, yes. Abracadabra was so incredible to hear of his life and publication. How's that salad well doing? Can't wait for the condiment king. (laughs) The C's. Shut up. My shows are on. Uh, Yeah, the A to Z podcast. And this is what gets me, too, is the A to Z podcast. If you don't realize, I think the reason why Niles knows this is because uh, of, you know, being on the Patreon. But also I threw that out. I think that I had that out on the regular deal as well, just to try to entice people in. It is a podcast that I ditch because nobody ever commented. The only person who ever said anything about it, and I appreciate it and I thank her, was Lady Abby, who did say she liked it. Nobody else commented. I'm like, oh, there's a dud. And I ended up kind of changing that in the Secret Origins deal. Maybe I'll get back to the A to Z, Eric, now that I have a fan. No, you won't. A fan I do. Uh, that, that, was, that was a pretty short one. I did like doing it. Uh, I just, like I said, I thought that people were like, boy, this is a bummer. I don't like this, so I stopped. Here's a little story with Condiment King. 
Yes, we see. And I thought he said Condom King, which is what I call him. We see Condom King in his garage working on his mustard and ketchup gun. He wants to improve the range and the temperature regulation of the condiments. That's when a wormhole opens and two guys step through. Both look kind of like Condom King, but they have different costumes and different guns with different condiments. One is called the Saucer, and the other one is called Sergeant Spread. They tell him that there is a multiversal (laughs) crisis, and only he can help Sergeant Spread goes first, and Saucer comes. Ketchup are the only vulnerability of the evil that possessed all the heroes in the multiverse. And as he is the most familiar with these condiments, he was their only choice. Where the story goes, you have to imagine for yourself. But just this elevator pitch would get all the DC fans and Dan DiDio excited, I guess, he says. So he's thinking that that is the deal. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more Condiment King, obviously, in Tom King's run when people weren't going full out for the hell yeah of Kite Man. You end up with the catch up of Condiment King. And I'm surprised we haven't gone to that one well 100 million idea. times. <laughs> really? Really? You know what? Don't you talk to me with your mustard. I was love there. No, I'm not good at that. I would love to share a share a story. A little story with you. He's going wonky. On Sunday, I'll be going into a sex cinema with the ex-ex-boyfriend of my girlfriend. I just just don't think you should. This is the thing. When I read that sentence, I'll be going into a sex cinema with the ex-ex-boyfriend of my girlfriend. I'm like, you keep going there, Germany. You keep putting yourself on the (laughs) map. You're doing it. You're doing it, Germany. You are doing it. We will go there with two other women. Doesn't seem like his girlfriend, though. I don't know. Who are up to no good. There, we Why? will explore all the possibilities in the Sergeant cinema. Spread is there, <laughs> really? He, he or she shall is. become the saucer. Oh my, my goodness! Uh, yeah, does everyone so, have enough sauce? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to become the spoon, Eric. They, there, will you explore yeah, the possibilities the of the cinema? Does that mean like the cinema there, they allow you to put your own butter on your popcorn, which to me, that is the the heaven of all cinemas. And what we can do together. Eventually, we'll end up in a room. Pee Wee Herman, do you stop yet? Where we can freely, without disturbances of other people, and even close the door to the room. There is even a sex (laughs) swing in there. I know how work. Jesus. (laughs) No, no. This, I think, is still in the cinema because there's a sex swing in there. I don't know yet what's going to happen. That's called the concession but I, stand. But I got to tell you, don't she's fuck a up this whole thing. She's oh a baddie. My goodness, yeah. If you have the possibility, I would love Jelly Drew. She's a baddie. I don't have that possibility, but it's crazy. Both of them are baddies. What does this girlfriend think of this? Does she know no. what happened to us and what it's we Germany, experienced? Man. I will share with you next week. <laughs> no, Holy I'm not on this show. You. I don't think so. We definitely can't have it on the Marvel, so don't send it in there. I'm looking up German sex cinema. What is going on here? I think you know uh, what's happening. Is, yeah, I, I might. I, I often thought of the sex swings. They don't intrigue me. Does that in- intrigue you? Like the whole deal of a sex swing? I don't know. Swing? The idea of a sitting there in a sex swing and not having to do anything but swing back and forth seems kind of easy. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I, I don't know. And every time I'm going to swing, I want to jump sex? off. You know, I want to jump off, but I know a lot about swings. Uh, I like to jump <laughs> off at the end. I think that would cause a lot of problems there. 
if, if I jump off in the middle of it, you know, things are there and in there and off there. I, I don't know what's going on. See you next week with many more stories or so comments on comics I love you? and I didn't like. He looks like Bluto, that guy. I mean, obviously. anchor tattoo on his arm. The guy arm. that chases yes. Pee-wee against like, uh, Damn right. the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Stay awesome. Your pal from Germany, and that is Nils, and he has got. He's getting a arrested right. for indecent exposure. As See, far and as this I'm is concerned. the thing. This is Nils. Is this is what he just calls a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier we heard Mark, Earlier we heard Mark Jager. His bucket list involves meeting us. I mean, I, I think that Nils is laughing now. I mean, the the adventure both those ideas that he me. is having. And, and yeah, really. And and also the idea that a lot of these comic writers, they like to grab things from their own personal experience. I, I don't know if I'm very intrigued by this comic that Nils will be writing or I'm scared. I think I'm both. And we'll see Air about boy. that. Yes. Yeah, really. That had some craziness. Pete from NYC is next in the last mail of the night. He says, what up, Jimmy Jam Spray and the Get Fresh crew? Beep, boop, bop, boop, boop. boop. Reggie's up, back. That's great yep. news. Good to hear he's on the mend. What would you say the moratorium is for giving them shit? I'm thinking a week. On a daily basis, I find myself having to make the choice between Jim and Eric or John and Paul. Oh, my. He, he is obviously a fan of Led Zeppelin and their bassist, John Paul Jones. Obviously. I mean, who would have thought Weird Science versus the Beatles would ever be a thing? Crazy part is Weird Science wins out half the time. And really, it's half the time. It's usually when a Ringo song comes on, Eric, is when we get the the shake there. That leads me to the obvious comparison. And he's going to compare us to the Beatles. And he's wrong right off the bat because he says, I am John. Jim is easily John. That is a huge compliment to me. I think that's the greatest compliment. It's not true. It's not true. No, no. Because it says, but who is Shay? He's no Paul, not even George. How Maybe Ringo. <laughs> I guess that makes Reggie Billy Preston. I'll go with that. And Dan was Pete Best. I think that Eric is Stu Sutcliffe. Uh, that's pretty much of a joke and shade. I am not John. Again, I and, love and that. Like I like, love that. Oh, man. If, if you're John. Who can Eric be? Because he's nobody else. Oh, right. no, he's just trying to figure out. You just don't fit the mold, Eric. You're special is is what you are. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I'm Paul, and I'll tell you why. And it's not anything. That, this is not a compliment, even though I believe that if I'm going to sing some he songs, really digs there, amputees. I, I I think yes. I need somebody that can shake a leg. It is what I need. There you um, go. No, no, no. I'm Paul because Paul was pretty much insane. Needed if if you ended up one person getting a compliment, Paul needed fifty. Uh, he ended up wanting to be the guy who was the focus. A lot of times he ended up trying to run the whole show. One of the reasons the bands broke up, the band broke up later, things like that. Paul was a pretty much a egotistical jerk most of the time. And, and it was his way or the highway. A lot of times John was just like, whatever. He was too high to even care. Or also he just wanted to do his thing and get out of there. And uh, so I, I do think, unfortunately, I am Paul. Plus, when I'm going to sing, I think that I have. I, while I love to say I sound more like John, I Listen think that I have more here. of. I think I have more of a Paul voice, Eric. As I will now demonstrate with a Paul song that you will pick, and that is a quiz to see if you know a Paul song. Eric, I say, let give me a Paul sing song. It. Uh, well, here's the deal. I was just going to make the joke and sing of this guy kidding. You've ruined my joke, Eric. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but he says, good night, Vienna. But really, 
Dan is Pete Best, and I do think that Eric is Stu Sutcliffe, but is more of a John. He's more of a John where I also, I'll tell you, even go more into Especially when I'm going to the corners. Yeah, really. And and so all of this is John would show up and just want to let things loose. He'd come up with a real vague idea of a song and say, hey, I want us to turn that guitar and make it sound like a bird. And those drums, I want those to fly away and go out the window where Paul would show up and want everything in order. He'd already have his song pretty much all done. He'd do this stuff. And where one of your dream podcasts is why don't we just show up and start talking? And I, it drives me nuts because I need to have an outline. I need to get things. So I think that that's one of the things as well. Uh, but really, in, at the end of all of this, what I like to appreciate, what I like to say, where you did have a John and Paul, we're very similar to them in that we hate each other's guts, Eric, is what ends up happening. I wish we just had their talent. Good night, Vienna. I'm Ali 5000. That's Pete from NYC. But me and Pete have been talking a lot of Thanks, Beatles Pete. going, and I, I have really been dying back into a lot of Beatles stuff, uh, much to the chagrin of Eric. I can't really talk to Eric about the Beatles because I'll go, you know what's interesting about the Beatles? And you'll just say nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you'll say pretty much they suck and things like that. So I can't talk to you. So I talked to Pete from NYC. Thank you. And that is the mail. And we're going to go off to some more books. Right here we Ugh. are, and we're here with a Regé, Reginald. That's right, that's Reg Lover. They you. call me. Yes, Reg Lover with the forty-five king. There, that's, you, you, right. that's what I call you. The forty-five. You're the forty-six king. Yeah. That's what I like to call you. I uh, call Jim Doctor Dre, but not oh the good my. one. <laughs> oh no, Ed, Ed Lover. You're gonna do the Ed Lover dance with that's that? That's Reg Lover. Well? Yeah. yeah, there that's you go. That's about the only dance so, I can do now. I think, to be honest with you. <laughs> See, only maybe. dance you need to know. Oh my, that's true. That's the only dance you ever need to know. But yeah, we're here with Reggie. We're going to do three books tonight. And I'm telling you, you're twisting my arm to do that third one. And, yeah. But it is the end of the first season yeah. of Dial H when we get I, to You still said it was the end of the book, which I think it was yeah, intended to be. Yeah, it was the be, end of the book at one got, point, uh, and then they, extended. they extended it. And, mm. and when we get to that, I'm like, really? This was how it was going to end? So who knows if things were kind of tweaked. It was cheery, but they, we'll talk about it, it. But it. yeah, but we are going to start with a book that when, if you've been listening and when Reggie was out, uh, I would yell and bemoan the fact that Reggie was out, you know, for a very personal and selfish reason, because then I was forced to talk about Just League Dark more than I ever wanted to in my life. But <laughs> because of that, I actually ended up liking it a little more. It ended up getting to points where I did enjoy it. I, I actually like the annual the a lot more than Eric. I'm not saying this issue. I'm saying oh. just in general since Reggie was gone. So, you know, we've been talking about it. I've been around 775 in the issues that Reggie was gone. And But still, this book is really having problems with forward momentum, something that I've been, you know, pissed off about with it yeah. at the very beginning. And even to the point here where you, you had the big, uh, you know, ugly, scary villain who's kind of just shoved aside here just to get back to Cersei and things like that because of Year of the Villain. And, and I'm thinking about this whole Year of the Villain thing as it, it seemed like it was, you know, I was never really into it anyway, but it's really 
throwing a wrench in a lot of these books and making them change, you know, directions a bit or focus on things that we really don't want, things like that. I think that this is one of them, but it kind of works out anyway. Reggie, tell us about it. It is Justice League Dark Number 10, written by James Tinian IV, penciled by Alvarez Martinez Bueno, inked by Raul Fernandez, colored by Brad Anderson, and uh, that's all we're going to say about it. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme, it's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's what we've seen, what you'd expect, a whole issue to inform us what happens next. We'll walk through realms and smell a flower, but nothing significant will happen now. Uh, Diana has a spooky dream to warn of issues 12 through 15. Just stick around and quit your yapping. Eventually, we'll see something happen. (laughs) <laughs> word girl yeah. and so with this i like some scenes and and it's been kind of the whole time where you I know mean, I, I like I some I of the love things of the whole sequentials the whole look and feel of this yeah, book. I and i've too. loved it since the beginning it's it is this guy uh who only added bueno to his name like i think with this book it used to just be because uh, he is bueno Rafael yes, alvarez why. or whatever yeah, it was he is but, uh, bueno he is definitely I, I wonder if this is uh bueno what's his name from the section eight you know maybe he took it from maybe. that maybe uh, yes. bueno. <laughs> that would not be good that, that bueno. would be good bueno uh but yes. he, he is very bueno and uh you know i like the visuals but this is just another one where it's like come and walk with me while i just walk around for a long yeah. time and talk about stuff it's, I have uh, I have a little teeny bit of hope though because when you do have and you do end up where you start with Wonder Woman having this dream, Zatara's there, and you know, is this a dream? Are you an angel? But he's <laughs> yeah. like, listen, you know, and I, I do like the idea that he, I mean, he's on inflamed, he's, you know, all this stuff, but he's like, well, what's really a dream? You know, and I like that. You can the thing about a book like this, a justly dark book that really plays out well here is a, a dream doesn't necessarily just have to be a dream. It can be a lot more because of the, you know, the magic and stuff with that. But this ends up just with, hey, remember what I told you before? Yeah, it was right. And, and things are gone. Yeah. But you, you have to focus different. And basically, he's like, hey, everybody, remember, you know, the witching hour is focus more back to there. It's Cersei, who's the bad guy now. And uh-huh. I, I really want the idea when I it, I don't know why it struck me here. Because you have Sitar's like, oh, my God, you know, there's there's a lot of magic troubles and all this. And she's like, I know the upside down man. And I really I'm like, he is so pigeonholed into this being upside down that the guy can't even come through a window right side up. And, I just want to know why the upside down man, this big thing that wants to come to our world and reclaim all the magic we stole and kill anybody in the way. Oh, yeah. He struck a deal with Cersei. Yeah. And what? it's only, be, like I said, because it's Year of the Villain. And that's throwing a wrench into it, even though we weren't getting a lot. I just want the guy. I mean, like, his, whole, his he, whole thing is they wanted to destroy all magic. Wasn't that their yeah. whole Take thing? Take the and everything, you know? yeah. And now it's, yeah, now he's just aligning himself with it. I just want to know what happens like, is when. Is the upside down man that lazy? They're like, oh, look, I'm seriously here upside down, man. I'm going to kill all the magic for you. Okay, me being upside down. A lot of the blood's rushing to my head. I'm not really feeling I'm this magic you, killing game right now. 
lot, you a lot of business is He's done that way these yeah. days. Exactly. I they love, outsource I just, to cheaper labor. It's just, I, I mean, I it's a big problem. I just love the thing that he is the upside down man. So he just, he's always, he's like, boy, I really should have thought gimmick. of that he's name better. I should have <laughs> thought this through a little more because breaking right through a up, window, uh, breaking through the window upside down, it's a lot of bullshit. It, it looks really stupid. You know, all the, it's just so weird that that's such a brand there. It's like you said, it it's his gimmick. Yeah. He's going with it. And he can never uh, go to picnics. Not. You know what I mean? He can never no, like stand in the plaza. It's like, oh man, I gotta be upside Have down. Have we seen Wonder Woman do anything with Baron Winter in this series that I'm forgetting that she no, would know Winter's Gate Manor when in her dream? I'm telling you, it's the idea where she wakes up. She doesn't know she's in a dream yet. Her entire apartment and bedroom's on fire. Huh. Curious. I'm like, no, it's a little yeah, more I than know. curious. Might want to huh. call somebody that this whole thing. Oh, this is Winter's Gate Manor, but you, you're not Baron you're Winters. You're not Baron like, Winters. You're, you're Zatara. Yep. Yes, I am. Check yes. it out. My daughter, she's great. You're going to destroy all of us. Am I? Yeah. Oh, my. Yep. Yeah. Dreams are weird, aren't they? Wake and I, I love it, too. I love it when, yeah, I tried to tell her back when this all began, and then we're going to get a repeat of that. And, hey, by the way, the upside down man crash. Did I hear somebody call my name? Look at me. I'm upside down. Uh, we don't need you. Cersei's the bad guy Voldemort. now. He right. should not be named. Boom. He goes back out then after, you know, oh, you said my name. I'm going to disappear now because it's just a dream. And then she wakes up and the best is she calls Zatanna. Oh, my God. I got to tell you this. I can't right now. I'm fighting vampires. All right. We'll talk later. All right. We'll get back to the town. We'll we'll get together. This is where I thought, okay, though, we're there. This is what I need. This this middle section with the vampires, I'm I in. It. I, I'm telling you, I love it, and we I love two the actors. Yeah. with two new looks. This whole so thing going on. Cool. We had the rest of the Justice League dark fucking swamp thing making steaks out of them. The steak vampires. I love I'm that. Like, I love. I am that, all yeah. about all of and this. Even the with idea him, that it's even, Clary and the Witch yeah. Boy though kind of threw me off at the end. Yeah, but like, even, even with that, with the whole idea where Swamp Thing even mentions like, "Hey, they've salted the ground, made it profane." I'm like, "This yeah. is kind of what I want." And I wish that you did have this. I wish you had every issue. Had something like this. Yeah, it's a little goofy. It does lead to Clarion, so it is important with the whole deal Look, going I, down. I just started but going back fun. and having, like, reminiscing of Superman and Robin getting together and fighting vampires. So I was yeah, happy as hell fun. to see oh, this. Oh, I bit. know. I was actually going to bring that up. I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know who the, the, the hero was of that, Eric? God or the devil actually it was, was the right? devil the in that devil. story. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting for that. But yeah, so with this, I'm having some fun finally in this book. And you know, you don't have to always have fun, but I do enjoy this. I even like the the one joke about man, I don't want to turn into a you know a vampire and bite people, and then there's a joke thrown at Kirk and stuff like that. I really like this. I thought it was fun. It was kind of back to what I like. I the actually first really enjoyed issues. the idea too, where Bobo's throwing out all this movie related stuff. Like, look, you watch too many movies, Bobo, and like Kent Nelson's like, look magic has changed if he starts if if belief is high enough then this is what the new rules are going to be i'm like that's kind of cool i want to know more about this Mm -hmm. that's why there's no real puppet master because everybody knows those movies are bullshit you know and that's why they never do those uh but yeah so they're fighting the vampires but reggie you tell us what goes on from there when we go back to the oblivion bar oh yeah so they uh head back to the oblivion bar i gotta see this part here uh is this when the the team is Tracy thirteen Papa Midnight? Is there oh, with Wonder Woman and she's yeah. waiting for the Zatanna and the rest of the team to return so she can give that urgent information and Constantine's there having himself a drink and a smoke. Sitting there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I saw a talk. lot of this. I saw a lot of this as like, remember all these characters are in, you know, involved belong in this yeah. book, you know, just like little yeah, by little, just like kind of just bring them all in. We haven't seen Constantine in a little while and Tracy thirteen, I'm not sure if we've seen her since 
she, she did just send hangs her, out. She's she had her friends get absorbed I, by I the I did uh, like a little thing here where she does say eaters. that, you know, that she feels guilty about that. And, you know, even with Wonder Woman saying, you're just here because, you know, you love Bobo and you, you feel that you have to help him and things like See, that. See, I remember, I remember back in Superwoman when she started to show that she had like occult powers over the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and I would yeah. love to see something like that City get yeah, involved. I don't think, yeah, I don't think uh, that's happening here. I don't but know if yeah, that's going to happen. We barely have seen Tracy 13, but that would that would be a cool thing. Uh, but, yeah. of course, you know, if they're back at the Oblivion Bar. Why? They're always back at the Oblivion Bar. Yeah, These guys are a bunch of are. damn And even drunks. mentioning, like like you said, the big thing of, like, hey, anybody, if you don't remember, we got Blue Devil here. He's a statue. That's and right. I just wanted Lord to point Blue that out. Devil. Poor Blue Devil. We, we're going to find out where, where we can free you, Blue Devil, especially right when we need you. I think it'll happen. That's That's all it's going to be. Yeah, uh, but yeah, course. then you I'm see. Just, I'm getting pissed because I like, all right, Constantine hanging out. That's cool. Like, even him and Wonder Woman just interacting. I'm like, all right, we don't see a lot of that. But I'm like, we got Zatara now. We got John Constantine. They're all just talking in circles. I'm like, just come to the goddamn point. And everybody, like, Cersei's my problem right now. I'm like, yeah. why is it taking so long for Wonder Woman? I know she's not the world's greatest detective or anything like this, but for some reason, like, it's going to be somebody in the background who's always watching, but you don't think of her all the time. Cersei. Cersei. I love the idea too because it's a, it's a page turning deal and still junk. John's like, hey, love, want to smoke? And I'm like, why do I really want to see Wonder Woman smoking like a badass the next time? I really, but I knew this wasn't going to happen because hey, people would have flipped their lids. Oh, no, I'm yeah. telling you, I really wanted to see it. She's like, don't tell Batman. Don't tell oh, Steve he, Trevor. He would I told be so him I pissed. quit. Oh, yeah. I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. It would have been so funny. Yeah, you go back to the church. They were fighting the vampires, and they're just cleaning up. I'm like, really? We're going to spend time cleaning up? Why does the uh, Just League Dark sweep up after they're done? So I know that's it's what a I'm church. Saying. They're the like, only ones. On. You know, they are the they're the ones who are the nice team. They're, they're the they sweep up. Exactly. Yeah, they you know are. I mean? They're very polite. And, and do you think that by the steel? I mean, even the fact there's a cat there, Bobo goes up. It is Tico. It is the cat from Clarion. And the Why fact that he got scratched, I thought. I know. And the thing is, when they end up scratching, he gets scratched. I really thought that was going to be the big important thing. Somehow that was the Tico scratch kinda, is going to take over Bobo. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that, but then it just turns into it shouldn't be because then, you know, Tico goes back to Clarion and then Clarion ends up pretty much mind, you know, freaking uh, Kurt saying, you know, you're not worthy. You didn't remember me. You're going to do this. You're upset. You think that they hate you. All these things with him. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I am worthless. It's like he's drunk and goes <laughs> off. Papa and Midnight made the zombies, not Clarion. Yeah, really. The and I, I was like, Look, they're going to find out your secret. The only way for them not to find out your horrible, horrible secret. Oh, God, my terrible secret is for you to go and make a terrible terrible formula to show yeah. them what kind of monster you were like yeah. you're right little witch boy yeah i, know. I that love really it is too. like a ridiculous uh you know yeah. like i bet you're i, I just, bet you're too chicken to make a formula that would really show yeah, you how really, brutal right. you can be but, you, but, you but. are correct but my favorite <laughs> is is when tico comes back he's like hey tico you know they don't know that i'm a witch boy it's like guy kid there with a cat (laughs) i did like one thing in the art too that i really liked at this point was it's funny because you have this weird hairdo with them here that i'm yeah. not necessarily this hot with do i don't deal with yeah, it like, this, this like benedictine I don't like monk it. look of his i don't his know where this shadow came from. though 
is classic. He has the classic clarion with, with almost like the Wolverine hair behind him in the shadow. I'm like, all right, at least the shadow's on board. <laughs> Very uh, weird. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, he ends up getting Kirk and he's going to you know do that. But then they go off and that's where we're going to see on Montego Bay, Jamaica. Uh, where we have Papa Midnight and what ends up being the rest of this, you know, that's right. Cersei's getting her, her crew, and, her crew together, which is just, and, and it's and like, I, I, it really seems like a lame, it seems like a lame ass crew because Cersei supposedly has all the powers of what that Hecate used to have. And yeah. like, so, yeah, I know, and now I don't she's like got that. like, Papa Midnight, Jason Woodrow, and Solomon Grundy, like yeah. all people that have been beaten by Batman and, and, and Clary the Rich Boy, you know. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like bat, like Batman and Green Lantern could fuck these guys up. Eclipso is coming, baby. Oh yes. Yeah. Eclipso. Yeah. Well, uh, with this though, I want you to see where they're they're serving up the drinks. The guy with the uh the flowered shirt at the front that the looks like my you. uncle and i'll just leave that at that he looks oh, like yeah. that's what my uncle looked oh, like to beat the crowd but i, I like you. the little boy in the back who's coming up i, I don't you know do. what he's up to that's you yeah. look at him hey there he's actually 35 what's going on they may be <laughs> shrinking but yeah this is the whole deal yeah but solomon <laughs> grundy that looks awful i'm, I'm telling you i did well, i, I, I didn't understand like solomon grundy is a zombie papa benight is controlling him because he is a zombie why does he look like he's been rotting in the ground now for a long time? I'm telling yeah. you, this is a look you see sometimes with Solomon Grundy, but at this point, I'm like, I hate it. Please, just give me a more of a classic looking freaking yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gold here. Classic. yeah, that's what I need. But yeah, they're hanging loose. They're hanging there in Jamaica. They're having a good time. They're, you know, probably listening to some Beach Boys time. and stuff. And yeah. then, yeah, they're going to get a clip. So I think they went there actually to do the fire, the fire festival, but that fell apart. No, yeah. Yeah, that's, so now that, that's gonna, what, uh, yeah, they're going to go to that. Get a, get a clip, so they're going to do the next yeah, thing now. Like, oh, but yeah, so you got bad. that going on. But yeah, at the end, there's parts I like. I, well, I even the whole thing this. when we wrap around with the reveal of Eclipso being the next one of the just uh, the Legion of Doom Dark here, where we do have the moon motif from the beginning, and we show a little bit the idea that, oh, we are leading something. I had a cool little like bookend moment where we're talking about the moon and what it means to wind up knowing that it's going to be Eclipso, uh, Eclipso at the end. I'm like, that's right, true. You know, I kind of really dig that kind of storytelling <clears> you did here, James Dunham. And I, and yeah, and I'm hoping by the end they do actually have a real eclipse so I can stare at it, Eric, because they call me whiskers, they do. And I stare <laughs> into the Lunar eclipse. eclipse is fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. That's fine. All right. So you, you have that, and it's okay. I like the middle part a lot, and that was, you know, some exciting it's stuff. Fun. And I, I even like, even though the team is kind of lame, I did like that part too. It was just that beginning again with Wonder Woman. And then also just the shoving of Cersei has to be the big thing because I mean, you're I the think villain. You guys, are, you guys are more positive uh, on this than I am because I Probably. feel like mo- most of the book was left to more of, hey, remember all this stuff? Yeah, remember We're this. bringing it back again. Yeah. You know? well, that's, that's, that's the that weird is thing. Is, well, that's what he does all the time, especially it, in the first also, thing Also, with art, these like, Year of the Villain books, a lot of them are like, we've, we talked about last week how they're sort of standing in place. They're not really doing anything forward yeah. because they have to put in this like, yeah, we, go the, the Year of the, the Villain moment or whatever that Lex Luthor has to yeah. be involved in. So it, it is kind of putting a pause to things. But as an issue, I thought it was visually strong, and I did love the vampire part. That was pretty yeah. much... My favorite cool. part, but uh, I thought it was kind of dull. Like once again, just a lot of chit chat and not a lot of a lot of but, talking about and not showing. Yeah. You know, the worst part was it wasn't enough chit chat because we pretty much from the beginning of this issue had one goal: we got to tell Satana about the shit that's going down. We never got that. Never happening. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what happens all the time. That then you get the swerve and then you end up here. The the thing that you could up, just told you know, her on the phone for Christ's sake. The thing that up, her back they were fighting the vampires. vampires. No one, I mean, no one really, ever you know? does that, you know, in these no. stories. It's always got to be face the, to face. The thing is, there was too much at stake 
There was too much at <laughs> stake, Eric. It went all right over my joke. So you end up, though, where uh, we saw this, me and Eric saw in the Nightwing book. And I think that's what's happened with James Tynan here is that when you end up having this year of the villain, especially it kind of beginning proper in the book, right. uh, they are making the writers, some of them, like, okay, people are going to jump on. And I said, who's collecting just the year of the villain? I mean, I don't know anybody. who's. <laughs> really? I have to get them all. But they, they must think, like, okay, some people aren't reading just League Dark are going to show up for the year of the villain Dark Gifts. And when you do, we want you to hook them in by getting everybody up to speed with the characters and things like that. And you see this. There's only been a couple that really did that. Nightwing was one of them that me and Eric had spelled out. And then this one here uh, does that as well. But in a book that always seems to want to recap, always seems to want to just chit chat, always seems to want to kind of. And so I think that both of you are right where you're Reggie, you're saying they're just standing around talking and chit chat. And Eric's saying they're not saying enough. I just think there wasn't enough time to get to that point with Satan because you're so busy introducing these characters again talking about this and that and the, yeah even the thing with the upside down man just showing up with a cameo well, i'm here I don't, mind, I don't mind what james tynan's doing here like the idea of the year of the villain and cersei being this you know agent of lex Luthor at this point and having the legion of doom dark here this does feel like like even without that we would eventually got back to this point without it where we did have cersei pretty much being yeah. the big bad now yeah. the problem is you just have to say oh yeah upside down man he made a deal well, that's no, kind of that, bullshit, then this is the whatever. thing. Yeah, it's bullshit. You mark my words. By the end of this year, the villain, the upside down man's going to reveal that he was never down with that anyway, and we'll just go back to him. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, Cersei will be defeated. We yeah. go back to that. I just like here's upside down man. He just comes in. Hey, how you doing, buddy? And then he leaves. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He comes in upside down. I'm like, really? You can't Special just let that star go. Upside yeah, down, yeah. Man. I'm telling you, that's all this, and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna get us angry when it does because we're gonna go through all this stuff. It's gonna be almost like the witching hour again where all of a sudden that upside down man let's put a hold on him a minute while we deal with this but we'll get back and then it just comes i do back. think that this is kind of a cool arc though the idea of a, you know two dark magic teams like just squaring off against each other I'm like yeah. you know this could be really interesting well when they yeah. square off i'll i'll definitely it'll yeah. pique my interest but this is like just again what's gonna happen you know a lot of like yeah. get ready for the witching war oh, it's gonna be witchy here we go know. i love Here it too because whoa, you have boy. to come up with a different name the but still war. have the witching deal it's like we well we what should we call it witching hour two electric boogaloo nah you can't do that Witch, <laughs> witching fight no 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 that's not which boy strikes back no I'm no, a no. Witch hey, priest. hey hey, hey no. clarion shut up, friend, just shut your mouth hey yeah really i'm a priest eric shut him out. You know, okay i'm a priest witch no jim you shut up now uh we will call it the witching war is what we're gonna call oh my witchy and i want at the end sorry i taken. want at the end they're just like whoo man that war was witching that's all i need at the end that, yeah. that would be bobo will say that by the end and they're like oh witch please is what they'll say at points oh i need it all i really do stop witching at me you witch so there you go what did you give it reggie uh, again, you know, like I said, visually very strong, but the story was lacking. If I bought this, I would have been disappointed with what I bought. So I gave this a six out of 10. Yeah, I'm going seven. I'm not that much higher than you. I'm going seven. I really did like that, that middle part with the vampires and it, it meant nothing really. It was just it was to kind fun, of delay though. them off. But that's what I'm saying. That's where I see the Tynan. He has these characters. They are fun. You can have them fight vampires. This is nothing crazy in this book. This isn't as if a Tim Drake has teamed up with a Superman (laughs) to fight 
vampires. You don't. Amazing. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Amazing. This is just so you can have fun like this. And why doesn't he? You know, throw these fun parts in because when you have the fun, you can mix in character moments that make us more attached to the characters. This is something like a Tom Taylor. I always say he does it that way. When yeah. you think you're just having a lot of fun, where what you're doing is you're building a basis of really caring for the characters. So when something goes wrong, you do care about it. And didn't even realize that. Oh my god, I had these emotions for these characters. I think that you can do that. But I'm seven. What about you, Eric? I'm at a seven point five out of ten. I really enjoyed the art this Sires. issue, and I do love the idea of this story. Like you know, even though we have to throw the upside down man aside to say we're doing this, I like what we're doing for that whole thing. And ultimately, I had a good time with the vampire aspect and seeing the Just Like Dark do different things. I thought there were some silly choices, like the idea of like, well, I really got to tell Zatanna about this important information. Eh, it can wait. But yeah, overall, that can I, wait. I look forward to the next issue, and I had fun this one, but there could have been stronger for what they're doing here. All right. Well, Reggie, what is the next book on the docket? The next book is Batgirl number 38, written by Cecil Castellucci, art by Carmine Digian Domenico, colored by Jordi Belair, and uh, lettered by And World Design. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. I hate the Goonies, but I love Chunk. The terrible trio are a bunch of punks. to simply bland one issue or part. Then, And they've been in Batgirl since I broke my heart. But Lex said it's the year of the vill. He gives them Oracle. He has no chill. I think dead Lex will learn a lesson. That's like giving a baby an atomic weapon. Boom, huh? Yeah, uh, I actually uh, ended up messaging Eric, and I, I just ended up peeking at your score, Reggie, just to see. And yeah, I'm, 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 I'm down with you. Uh, yeah, I was bored in this issue. I was really yeah. bored. I thought that it was the way it was written. Not even just you know, oh, Jimmy doesn't like the words, but it was, it was, it had over narration <laughs> for what the the actual story was. I, I said I don't mind narration. If it's not just, you know, making me seem like I'm, you know, at a lesson or something or you're shoving exposition. You're trying to learn something, guys. Yeah, really. But this is this exposition is just nothing. It really doesn't go anywhere. And boy, there's a lot of characters just standing around doing nothing, talking. Uh, At points, you're even like Cecil Castellucci. It's a good thing we went to the gym with Jason Bard for our freaking cover story, huh? And that's what I'm saying. Cecil Castellucci will throw some things in that go nowhere. You're also where you are. She's referencing some things to kind of, you know, and she's not going full out recap, but even the point with Jason Bard and, and Barbara, you don't even get how she's writing that she even knows that Jason Bard had problems during the Batman Eternal and things that it seems a disconnect from what we got from the Marguerite Scott. It's just almost like it's just there. Uh, it just this whole thing seemed really odd. The idea that it was so pushed that she had to lose her money that now people are handing her dollar bills in the I know. subway because I'm stingy. Yeah. Because she's so, you know, down and out and then now yeah. she's got to, you know, fix her costume and she's got a stitch and, and all this. It's just it's too much. And and I think that what you're getting too with the barber stuff, especially is, is that's going to be just a downer. It's it's you're going to end up, you know, making your hero not be able to be a hero because of the idea she can't afford batarangs or her costume is ripped and things like that. Well, here's what you do there, woman. You 
you, you, you know, go and get a real job. That's not just a job that you are, you know, doing for nothing, because Ooh. I still think that she's pretty much volunteering for the most part of this deal. I, I don't ever remember her getting a paycheck. At I think first, it, it was sure a volunteer is, deal. I'm pretty sure it is so, a volunteer job. Yeah, well, well, then go get a job. Get a job is what I'm saying. I'm going to yell at her because if you need well, she's money She's not that one of your bad, kids. Take it easy. I know. My, well, there you go, Rafe. <laughs> Rafe is right now. He's at the Walmart. He's working it up. Actually, two kids at Walmart working right now Whoa. paying for their rent. And I told Logan, I don't care that you're 12. You go work at some diner right now. The rent is due. I told him. <laughs> I said, you can go through said, newspapers, not- Kenny. No, they don't. Adults do that, and they drive Probably around in yeah, cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And plus, who reads a newspaper? That takes too much. I said, listen, <laughs> who do you think you are, Jess? You better get the rent, and you better get it quick. It's what oh, you better my. do. I told <laughs> No, but I just the, the idea that you want to force this idea that she's poor, to what is that? Why are you doing that? What, I mean, what she's, is that she's in her benefit? costume, for God's sake, and this guy gives her What is her that going to benefit? Like- it, yeah. it really doesn't seem so. Now you also have the year of the villain, and you have this oracle that I guess will eventually get to some explanation. But everything I've seen and what was going on in you know New Fifty Two in the Rebirth or whatever, I have no idea what this. Oh, I'm you, this whole is. thing with this giant oracle robot AI, and it's come online now, and it seems to be as if this was something that Barbara Gordon used to use when she was Oracle. And for some reason, you know, Cecil Castle, she doesn't think that she's ever gone back to this Oracle thing since the new 52. I'm like, we, we just keep dealing with it. She went yeah, back to being Oracle during background, the birds of prey. Yes, we had constantly. two Oracles. I, I, think, I think it just happened like six or seven months ago, didn't it? That she yeah, fought, she fought a big happened. Oracle to end the yes, last like Batgirl was the arc. Deal. You know? yeah. It was, yeah, we had two Oracles. We had that in Batman, or, uh, you know, Batgirl birds of prey, Batgirl, Batgirl, birds of prey. Yeah. We, we ended up, Every step of the way, we ended up having a whole idea in the New 52 where it kind of got twisted and turned where there was an Oracle. There was the way it happened. It didn't like all these things. But this is all we ever get back to. Yeah. And, yeah. and the people that and now we have a fortress with a giant AI robot. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is that? People complain with the idea of, oh, man, you know, I see this. I want the you know, Oracle back. I wish that she was like Oracle before they changed it up We're again. A bunch of and that, that's. And that's yeah, that's fine sure. and dandy, but really, what I want is you know shit or get off the pot. If if you want Please. Oracle that bad, and that's the only thing you can figure out to do with Barbara, then just go back to it. Don't keep having to show up in every you, time. You have, and, oh my goodness! One, you have one shocking reveal of Oracle, and you play that hand, and if you fuck it up, yeah. which they did, yeah, that's which it. I'm you, 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 you can't. I feel keep we've done it three back. times now. Yeah, I think it's it has been about three times. Every time you go back, you're getting diminishing returns. It matters less and less. I'm like, well, it used to be like, oh, shit, you have Oracle. You have one of the most powerful network databases, you know, AI possible. That That's... If that fell into someone's hands, then, yeah, then and, that, and that even was that, huge. I'll even, now I'm I'll like, even ah, whatever. Yeah. She'll just like turn it off with a fucking her, her remote and control even, or something. Even when you you don't get an oracle in, we've even had stuff where a villain shows up. Which the, what was the art villain, Eric? That that showed up in, oh, in the uh, rebirth. Uh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, dagger, dagger types shows up, <laughs> and one of the big things was that is here's a painting of a wheelchair. Oh my god, that became that. You know, it wasn't an aura, but they keep going to that. Yeah, and it's just even there where you have then the terrible trail. Oh my oracle, that that kind of rings a bell. 
Bell? What's that? And it's just extended, and it just keeps going. Honestly, thank God they, it's the terrible trio, not the calculator again, because then, like, you didn't yeah, need really. anything before going into this whole goddamn yeah. thing, did <laughs> yeah, you? Because, no, yeah. But the thing is, I don't know if I'm not going around and looking hard enough, but nobody is talking about the biggest reveal in this entire book What when, you know, the Oracle AI goes online and it's trying to figure out what it is, where it can go, yeah. and looking at different things. It goes for well, one thing, it goes in the X-ray spectrum and then goes in infrared, but for some reason, those are reversed. They're actually the wrong spec, what they're talking about, yeah, the wrong are. panels for it. But when you look at, you know, the terrible trio with the X-ray specs, the, yeah. I don't see any head underneath these no. masks. No, again, we keep the, going back and forth. And this is something where you were are animal people. There Come are on. time. I know. There's times in this. And, and now, so it looks, they're at, yeah, you can say they're animals, but we've already spelled out that shark, shark I believe, died. is the is that, but the new shark is like That's the cousin, cousin of the vault. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I don't know about. I'm no, you know, animal world expert here, <laughs> but I don't know ever when there's a fox that's a cousin of a shark. Yeah, I, I've it, never it's seen so, this. something funny. Something funny is It's just me, ridiculous. Jim. I said that nobody can figure out, and I'm saying you really do see full mouths. Hey, eh? but these are animals, and I think uh, also, that nobody these, knows what's going on. They're supposed to be like the scions of wealthy families, but let me tell yeah. you, you're, if your head turns into a vulture head, you're pretty much going to be uh, expunged from your family. I don't care yeah, how much money you have, yeah, you're really. done with that that's shit. Really, so I know that's uh, the thing. Right, they, they've become, you know, once again, a a villain has become a crazy spooky it's, super and villain it's, it's weird nobody's talking it's, about it though but it keeps going back and forth where at points this where is the I, fucking we terrible trio that suck they, mm, they yeah like, they do these characters are not heads. really it's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah now they're yeah. deal actually i thought the big thing that i wish was different the idea and it may be the twist but the idea like i will go online it's small wonder to me also mm-hmm. with that i have to who is my enemy I'm going to go online. Here is my creator, Barbara Gordon. Why couldn't that be the cliffhanger? It's like, who is my my creator? And it's somebody else. Like, we could come up with somebody that it could be, and that would be the real. I'm just glad they didn't say Barbara Gordon. For some reason, she put her own fucking creator as Batgirl, thank you. Like, not Barbara Gordon. Yeah, and and that's ridiculous. Anyway, but I'm I'm saying what I would have liked is all of a sudden we have a twist of. Really, the year of the villain, the villain isn't necessarily Oracle. We've been fooled. We always think they go to Oracle, but it will be that person who did make this. And then you can come up with who it was. Riddler, yeah. you know, you could go down the line, whoever it would be. Uh, trickster. Somehow, you know? just got Mr. a lot of money, Oz. made a fortress, and Here's made an Oracle AI. Uh, you want to you just go Toy Master. There it is. He made this this Oracle. Toy He's man. playing around. He's the Toy Man. <laughs> that You're doing that. But that would be... And then all of a sudden, it's the twist. Oh, my God. I thought this was again they were dipping into the stupid well of oracle i just knocked over because i'm going with my hand you hear all this shit falling down uh, i would like this though where oh my god it isn't it's then and now we have somebody who is a- another threat to you know batgirl no it's just another bit of oracle that's gonna come and say and the real thing lex pushes in this is listen here and all the others are this idea of hey Guess what? Uh, you know, you're. You, I want you to be a villain. You want to go after Black Man, or you want to find Aquaman and get him for what he right, did. Right. This Oracle is so separated, kind of from that, that they have to have like this explanation by Lex. Like, listen, you, you were, you were powerful. You were, you were everything. You were beautiful, baby, and they took you <laughs> offline. They didn't want you. It's almost like it's not the offer; it's the explanation. Right. And, and then she ends up having to download something. You know, it's moth. just. 
for all this to yeah and, and then with in the meantime you end up having killer moth continuing to try to get lex luther's you know attention it, to see him but then it also is the idea that he really doesn't need that because it can be something else he but that's not interesting either it is so long that, that whole storyline between killer moth trying to get lex luther's uh it was attention so clever and, and, and fun and last Barbara issue just just going it on just and on about going. how Killer Moth kicked her ass. Ugh. It's like so. This is the this is the B plot that we're using just to kind of put a pin in everything and make sure. That and it was when me and Eric, what, you know, we're issue. talking about Batgirl, but the last issue, and we were actually very impressed that we thought, okay, Cecil Castellucci, we like Marguerite Scott a lot on the book, and you know, not a lot of people talked about Batgirl, but people seem to like her. Now she's gone. Cecil Castellucci jumps on. We we were a little wary because female furies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but we got a book where like. All right, there, there's some you know references to some older stuff that she gets. You're also having fun where the killer moth. That's hilarious that he wants to get like like offers. All right, I'm up in my game. I'm going to spend all my money. I'm going to do this. This issue makes it almost like the joke. It's like a Saturday Night Live skit that's now gone on five minutes too long. You, you're just waiting for it to end. It gets just ridiculous, and you're just like, boy, this. Well, keeps even the going, whole right? thing where Killer Moth has spent every bit of money he had to up his tech so he can get the attention of Lex Luthor, so he could be given an offer and be like, you know, an A list for like everybody else. Yeah. For it to go down where he gets his ass kicked, talking about it might be all worth it, be knowing that you know someone's going to be coming after the idea that he has this weird side bit where he's working with somebody else who's going yeah. after Batgirl as well. I'm like, well, are they working to try to get an offer as yeah, well? Because and that and seemed boy, to be your yeah. main motivation. That was, was the really main motivation, cool. and he wasn't saying that to anyone but himself at points. So this had to have been, you know what I mean? It was more exposition of himself. All right, I'm going to get Lex's offer now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to up my game. That That's not where all of a sudden there's a twist and you were working with somebody else and that didn't mean anything unless you're just completely crazy. And, and yeah, so yeah, have Killer Moth. You can only uh, guess that Firefly is the other one because those two, well, that's if one I shows up, the other one shows just up. I mean, they at always the end do. As he's being taken away, I pledge myself yeah. to the deal, even though I did not get the offer. Yeah, why I will are you work from the that? inside. Hear me, colleagues. I will be your inside man. Whatever yeah. you need, really? I am your willing partner. I'm like, the fuck is going on? <clears throat> yeah, there, man? what the hell are you talking about with that whole deal? And you, you couldn't and, have done all this while you're hanging out at your headquarters to say, look, if I get pinched later on after if my tech doesn't work, I'm going to work for you guys. Just like yeah. you know, stop yelling shit as you're being taken he, away. Even, give it away. Even the fun. Even the fun idea where you end up having Batgirl and a killer moth kind of break through the the skyline on the top of this tech expo Expo, and things like that, which could have led to some neat scenes, some fun with this new tech. You you end up where they're running around doing things. Nothing. Nothing happens there. Getting inside the self-lacing sneakers, right? And then they pick up up the hoverboard. hoverboard, I mean, yes, it's all there for it. It's like, whoa. And this would would have been a way. I'm telling you, you have Batgirl there. And she's, you know, a thing. But as she's going, she's like, it's almost like Homer at the candy expo. She's grabbing tech. Like, oh, that looks good. Oh, you'll do good. She's putting, oh, my, I'm poor now. I'm going to take this tech. Uh, But you you have this go on. And also the only thing that else I thought of and i i don't know that eric would think of this but he'll he'll kind of giggle i think batgirl shows up to me she's fighting she's fighting killer moth and you see that they're really going with this stitched up that she has repaired she she looks like bane when he ended up being the batman bane when he yeah. showed up that awfully <laughs> stitched out that's all i could think <laughs> of Arkham i told War you bane. i told you that it would make you laugh because we're like look at him with this little stitch no, it makes, me, it makes like, me laugh because that? nobody remembers that story yeah, but i'm telling you we're like, who stitched that up there bane? that actually upsets yeah. me a little bit too because i was really getting into that whole g will 
Will Wilson freaking uh, like uh, is it not G Will Wilson freaking uh, who who was on this book before us? Now I can't even remember. It was Marguerite Scott. Marguerite Scott. Scott. Marguerite we Scott. Thank you for something. Like, yeah, I really like that new costume. So the idea that we have this punk rock Batgirl who is just mismatching all the different old Bat costumes she had yeah. to this weird new. Oh one. my like, god. I what, really what's like gonna, that what last is it going to be like in in four more issues? Holy crap! I mean, I mean, I mean, she's just become a character now that has her costume changed. That's that's the unfortunate just, thing. Every writer time. comes on and changes everyone the costume. Gets, seems everyone like. gets to change the costume. I wish they would like change a, the idea that Oracle's the only thing they could ever bring up. I mean, at least they got past. I'm expecting it soon because Cecil Castellucci will find out what. That Usually, implant. Barbara invites guys home and then they become the villains because they sleep on her couch. No, All no. Right, I'll go with you that. got that. You got the implant that keeps her walking yeah, you got yeah. oracle these are the three big things that people are going to do and that's what you expect so to see come where, up in my is mind is that what we're going to have happen because we are really pushing the poor she's also not talking to her father what does happen if the implant goes bad she's not going to be able to afford to do anything to get well, that's that. when you so make maybe, up with your daddy no that's when you become oracle again oh, and that's, what that's where we're and then we going. had the falling out <laughs> yeah maybe we're going to go back you to make, like you with make this, up with bruce wayne you know what i'm talking with about with this ai oracle maybe this is the last step for her to become oracle again for a little i don't know i i have no idea i i wish that she was at the expo and she's like oh look at that a rocket power wheelchair i'm in and, and then we'll go from there but it's just the whole deal is just really not much going on. There's a lot of talk and a lot of exposition where I, I just want to get going. Batgirl has been fun. You have the terrible trio there. They're fun. We find out that they might actually be real animal heads. That's but even with that, you know, that's fun. You can have fun with these characters. You have Killer Moth, one of Eric's favorites. He always thinks he gets the short end of the stick. But you always. entered him into this with such a neat little clever deal and fun with the idea. Man, offers, ah, uh, that's it. It's, uh, you know, everything's coming up Killer Moth now. I'm going to spend all my money and go with this. And then you, you, you waste it in really what doesn't end up being anything. Even when Barbara goes out to take some people down so that Killer Moth can see her on the TV so that yeah. they can do this and that. It's so convoluted to get where you're going. Well, all along, this Oracle robot that we don't understand is just there uploading, downloading. I might kill you. I might Stopping, be RoboCop. I might do this. I'm shut down. That. Yeah, uh, it just it it's such a it, it was a slog to get. I know not, my not, creator now. Her I'm name giving, is Batgirl. Yes, I shall destroy her. I'm not going to give up on you know Cecil Castellucci because I did like that last issue and I thought that she had some fun things with it. This issue might just be because she's trying to set up and she's being thrown into a book. It is a weird deal to go with. You have a new run, a new writer. You know, not a new run, but a new writer comes in. And you're immediately forced to do a year of the villain. So that's really not your thing. Yeah. You also have like a bard that y you may not, you know, that's not your character. You have to get that voice oh, right you're away. you're picking up from a storyline yeah. that was left off. You want to have to yeah. do something Yeah, you it, also you have the terrible trio it. that was just there. And now right. you're continuing on that. Like nothing in this is new for Cecil Castellucci. And that might be one of the biggest problems with it. That might be a roadblock for it. So well, we'll even go, getting but, back to the whole poor thing. Now that's the back row of Burnside all over again. Yeah, and that seemed to be the one thing she wanted because it seemed like that Marguerite Scott all of a sudden had to force by the very end. You can usually tell what's going to be set up for the next deal where whatever's forced that last issue, and it was the takeover of Gordon Clean Energy. I still don't understand. She would have patents. She would have, like, she's really yeah. bad at business. She's really, really bad. Also, Alicia is one of her best friends that still is working there. I'm so shocked that they just didn't have, you Gordon's know, her come by handouts. and give her something. It what 
cleaning up, stuck. but she did you know, in the you have subway. Stock this thing, like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She still had stuck, but it had to be. T- it was so convoluted of a way that you were on top of the world, billionaire. The next day, a takeover happens, and you have nothing. That usually doesn't happen that's, that way. That's America. Now, that's how. It if is. you're gonna do that, you have to set that up, and it could have been set up because she wasn't paying attention, and it could have had some other things go. But it was just done, and now we're never gonna mention it again. Uh, but yeah, it's just this this whole force of being poor seems like that's going to be after this. We'll go with that. But yeah, I, I'm still going to give, like I said, I'm still going to give Cecil Castellucci, you know, a, a bit of a wide berth. But I'll also mention, I said this in the Slack, uh, the one time where I watched one of those, you know, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con panel, the Batman panel. And she was there. Cecil Castellucci was there talking about Batgirl. And she kept saying it like weird phrases like, well, you know. During my time with, you know, while I'm here for the year of the villain, she kept saying it in ways, and I can't even say like really get, but the way she was saying it really seemed to be putting the idea that she's only here. And what, when year of the villain's mm. done, she'll go off and somebody else will come on the book or to be canceled, you know, whatever it would be. I'd hope right. they continue being a background book. But it really seemed like everything she was talking about was just based on year of the villain. There was never a like, hey, after the year of the villain, I'm really going to explore this. Or I, I'm looking forward to that. It was always like, well, I'm here for Year of the Villain and I'll do this. And Year of the Villain is the thing I'm doing and I'll do this. It really seemed very finite, the idea that that's why she's here. And that might be the case. Uh, but we'll see. But yeah, this clearly they're having trouble with this book. Was a the bit way of a miss. And, shuffling and creators Mar- around. And maybe it was Marguerite Scott where she was doing because that seemed very sudden. Her going off yeah, story wise, like you're doing saying, yeah. Maybe she was like, "You're the villain. Screw that. I don't want to be involved in somebody else's story. I'm building. You already and Marguerite Scott had the problem of continuing stories that Ben Percy had, not even in Batgirl and Nightwing. Maybe she's like, I finally get to tell <laughs> my own story, and now you're forcing this and screw you. I'm out. I, I don't know how things work, but it just seems like this book never gets to breathe and have its own story, its own book, its own villains, its own thing. It's always tied into something else. And it's a shame because we really do like Batgirl. We, it's one of my yep. favorite heroes. And I really like when somebody gets her right. And at least she's not dumb here. That, that's before when, no. you know, the whole deal uh, where she was really struggling to even get she's anything just down right. and out. Yeah, yeah, she is down out, but aren't we all? She she was this whole time and in the especially rebirth, she was dying to make that money and she was dying to get the villains. She forgot how go. to live. She forgot how to live. And now she's <laughs> learning that. She's learning how it is to, you know, tighten the bootstraps and get there and do that vigilanteing and do it for free. Yeah, I don't know. Is this gonna lead to her charging people? That would be hilarious. Maybe. Uh, but what'd you give it, Reggie? They could just Venmo her the money, right? On the old yes. uh, computer yeah, apps on the old the, phone did, app. Did you know were, you, were you aware that have you ever taken an Uber? Reggie, I have, an I have taken an Uber. I, I don't what have an hell? Uber account, but I've taken him. What, what the hell is this nonsense that the Uber driver can have the nerve that they set it up that they can rate me? That's the, right. The, the, you know, the passenger. What the hell is that all about? I don't that, need to. It's like me going to stop McDonald's. Stop being an asshole. I'm telling you, I go to McDonald's. I'm like, I want I want a Big Mac. They're like, oh, what a jerk. Yeah. I'm going to give I'm like, really? You, you know what I'm not going to do anymore? I'm not going to go on the Uber. Go screw yourself. You're, you're I'm just, going to my just new saying one. that because you know, you know you would have 0.5 stars. That's why. Yeah, and you know that. why I would? Because I wouldn't say anything. I, I'd or let bathe. the guy drive me. Yeah. And I just say like, hey, take me. And really, uh, take me to the buffet. The guy would say, which one? I'm saying, really? 
It, just take me to a buffet. I, just I, so any I'm not buffet picking. will do. Just Come take on, me to man. a buffet. I, I really, I'm not going to tell uh, you your pick, buddy. And he's like, what an asshole. I just, I, I, when I heard that you could do that, that threw me off. It really threw me off that the Pazzi, I mean, you're the customer. The customer's always right, right? That's what I right. always heard. Yeah, well, you're rating me. How Customer's dare you? Customer's an asshole. Yeah, I guess so. I, right. I mean, I can get it if you ring and run. Is that the ding dong ditch? Can you do that with the Uber? Ding I mean, I, I assume that's that would. Although, no, if you have an account, no, that means you have a, a credit card ditch, attached you have an account, to it. They can yeah. they can arrest you anyway if you tried to ding dong. I think they would just Nonsense. charge you some maximum amount. But I'm uh, telling you, I go in and I'm there, and you know, what am I going to do that bad in the back seat of a guy's car? I mean, I could think of some Vomit. things. I go, yeah, but if I did that. Yeah, that that's part of the game, baby. That's your Uber game. You know, get used <laughs> you, to it. You start yelling hate speech at him. Yeah, I can. For example. And if I did, you know, that's and he kicks me out. He tells me to, you know, hit the pavement, buddy. I don't know. And maybe one person's hate speech is another person's freedom fighter. I don't know. Wow. Maybe the next guy likes that, that sort of thing. Maybe the next guy likes that. You know, he's that, awful and digs that's a, it. That's a very good hill to die on. I'm going to tell you right when, now. When you I end up you having the ratings, is it just a star rating or are they allowed to write a, a, a you know, a whole thing about it? Because now I it, think it's, it's going to be like, like a medical report. All the, all the everyone okay. just writes a little thing about you and, you know. So it's like an iTunes create. review for a podcast. <laughs> exactly, yes. so, so basically, you know, I can go and look at all those awful reviews that people have done on iTunes for us. And I realized that'll just go there so then is it one of these things that because if if it's me then i'm gonna go either way you know i'm a man of extremes i don't know if eric knows that but i am so really i'm either gonna want to get the best uber rating ever or the worst and i think that that it's almost like you know i i want to win i I don't know what you are doing right now because there's no reason for you ever to take an uber that's really what i'm wondering is is when is that gonna happen (laughs) it's gonna happen soon you you say that i've never gotten an uber okay so so there's no reason they have something called uber eats where uber drivers can go pick up Am I aware of this? For you. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That Ethan you know gets about. it every day. You, you think that I don't have a reason to take an Uber. Why does Ethan have to get Uber Eats? I'm making dinner. Next thing, there's a knock on the door, and I got McDonald's showing up, and, and it's Uber Eats. I don't even understand what's going on. I'm like, really? It's nonsense. Uh, you say that I would never have a reason to take an Uber. So you would say that in the last month, there would be no reason then for my wife. Uh, all my no, kids no, that live here, no that. reason. I said oh. there's no reason for you. Okay, because they, they take Ubers all the time. And, and really, know. when the guy shows up, the Uber shows up to take them, he, he may not find a parking space because our cars are parked out front. They just like <laughs> Ubers. That's all it is. And they like two things. Two things they love, the Uber and pissing me off. And and also, I, I see them. I'm like, where you got? Oh, we got an Uber <coughs> just in case you might need the car later. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm not going to need the car later. And they take the Uber, Eric. They took the Uber, Eric, here to Giant. That's the Uber the truck. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's two blocks away. I'm telling you, the guy probably. What is Tanya's like a- <laughs> rating? Do you, do you know what that is? What her rating is? Oh, who knows? She look is that so up. talkative. She's so talkative and nice to people that she shouldn't be, and then mean to somebody she should be nice to, like me. 
is yeah. the problem. She's right. like, oh, what's good? And really, if I'm an Uber driver and somebody gets in, oh, how long have you been an Uber driver? I'm like, listen, you better shut the One hell up. One star. And I'm telling you, your <laughs> yeah. star rating is plummeting, lady. <laughs> you don't I don't realize that. I hate chit chat. <laughs> yeah, really? Like, that's the thing. I, I'd have like a, a panel. I'm going to have no warning chit-chat. signs. No, that's what no I would do, chatting. too. Yeah. And some people would like that. You might be very popular with the social anxious crowd. Don't talk to me. I don't yeah, talk really. to you. Yeah. I'll take you where you need to go. That's it. Also, when, when the Uber comes, I've never I've never witnessed this, but if an Uber came here, I'd I'd automatically no I'd automatically get in the back seat because I'm used to like it being a cab type deal. And oh, I yeah, I'm not that, sitting in that front I seat. I hear Fuck that, that that's a no no. That they no, might give you a bad bullshit, Tanya bullshit. gets right in. Tanya asks if he can drive. Uh, I'm oh telling you, she, she, you need me to drive a little there. Give me, give me a little I don't break. know what do the courts say. Yeah, really. <laughs> they, they, for now, that's up in the air. And yeah. really, it, I, if you want to ask, no, she can't. But yes, yeah, she, I mean, she takes. They the would Uber. prefer. And that she was didn't, one of the things. Is how they. Put yeah, it, and after think. she wrecked the car, there was Uber City going on, and, and I would call <laughs> and I'd say, "Hey, like we, the car, our car actually got fixed from from Ethan opening the door and the door getting ripped off by a pole." Uh, and so I, I'm ready. I know when we have to go. And I'm like, I said, Derek, when we get home, I might leave a little early. I go to go pick up our car because it's done. So I, I'm on the way. I, I drop Eric off and I call her up and I say, hey, I'm almost home. Let's go get the car. Oh, no, no. I got it earlier today with an Uber. Like, really? Really? You oh, my God. Me. You are really killing me. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Back girl, people. Batgirl. That's what it's all about. Is yep. kicking there in, you baby. Go. It's what's going on right now. Uh, what did you get, Batgirl? Uh, right. You know, I felt the same way that you did that. Even though I thought the story was well told, I really had no problem with the sequentials of the art overall. It was just boring as heck. It was a lot of Batgirl internally monologuing yeah. about, you know, getting beaten up by Killer Moth and then a lot of preparation to, like, get his attention and get revenge. And in the end, it felt like this was a book that that I, I didn't even consider that it was affected by a new writer. Uh, I didn't realize that she was brand new to it. But uh, definitely You're the Villain. Again, just kind of put a spike yeah. in this and, and just cause it to not really have any forward momentum. Uh, but I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I know that you don't owe me anything, Reggie, but right. can you say real, like soft, not soft, but breathy, say that you like my sequentials. Can you say that? I, I, I really I like that. my sequentials. No, I wanted you to say my. <laughs> Nobody likes your sequentials, Jim. God damn. My sequentials. <laughs> Not Ooh. yours. We all know that you like your sequentials. Pull up, oh my. Pull up to my sequentials. Hey there. You know, you know no. what? <laughs> Stage 28 of the gonorrhea is having the sequentials. It's the sequentials. <laughs> I, I'm giving this a 6 out of 10. It seems to be a kind of a, a trend with me tonight on the podcast. These books are – they. Add, it's almost like a 6 out of 10 to me is there's something there. It's just not well developed. It, it's you know not fully there, but I'm gonna go six out of ten, hoping that Cecil Castellucci is just kind of handcuffed a, a little by this year of the villain stuff going on and stuff like that. That she can actually get to her story, at least kind of breathe. There, I think there's also with this you know Oracle thing going on, and also the stuff with the terrible trio with that, and also then going off with Killer Moth and Bar. I think there's too much going on in this issue yeah. where she's not really getting a chance to just sit back. And, and tell a story it's like everything's swirling around and has to go here to there and it ends up where the storytelling then has to be through this overarching narration that ends up then slowing down what could have been a you know a fun enough issue um but yeah i'm gonna go six what about you Eric? 
I'm going to go 6.3 out of 10 mm. because I want to be in the middle of this whole thing because I actually agree with both of you with the whole thing where I do enjoy the art in this issue. But like the thing this is, we are packing a lot of shit into this whole thing, but she's not even focusing on the big parts. Our big thing in the story is the Oracle AI standing there just trying to download some shit. I'm like, all right, that's some yeah, kind of boring. Yeah, and it's funny oh, because oh, all, yeah. Oh. Yeah, all, you're, all you're going toward is her seeing Batgirl, which is no shock. You know, there's that, but it takes long because it has to fit throughout that story. And it, it is just, it ends up being too long. And we find out that the terrible trio are actually animal splicers. Yeah. And that's crazy. And that's, uh, I'm telling you, the funny yeah, thing about that with Dr. us Moreau is we had talked about are. that and you guys had convinced me that they weren't before and i'm like i don't know and you were laughing and now i think i was right there you go and, and even at the point where you had during the art during marguerite scott with that you did have a black velvet look especially with shark where when you'd open his mouth you're like okay i can see what they're yeah, doing it's yeah. you know see through black velvet. you can do that and it's you know that and now it doesn't seem to be that it's so weird uh but and and with that i think that lex should have given them an offer because they are terrifying they are they are things of nightmares now uh but reggie what's the last book of your section the last book i will be talking about tonight is dial h for hero number six written by sam humphreys uh, art by Joe Quinones and Scott Hanna, colored by Jordan Gibson. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. We've tried them all, so what the hell? Here's introducing Super Miguel. He's probably got the same powers as Clark, but in this book, he's meant to spark all the super-powered folks on file who had the number and used the dial to solve the problems they that they must face and not use their powers to wreck the place. Boy! Yeah, there you go. Did you know, uh, you ever see that cameo, Reggie, where you can go and get famous people to leave you voicemails oh, I thought, and videos? I thought you meant the things? artist cameo. And I, yes, no, I, have I don't seen, mean cameo, I because everybody cameo. knows cameo. <laughs> uh, do you know that Flava Flav is on that, that we could actually, and, and I'm thinking... I might get you a message at some point, but I was yeah, trying to think who boy. it would be. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Me and Eric talked about it is, you know, they're just going to use their one catchphrase with the stuff. You know, oh, he yeah. might even yell bass to your face at one point. But yeah. Grandmaster Flash is on there as well and is very cheap. It's almost upsetting how cheap it is that I could get a message sent to you from Grandmaster Flash. And what does, it, he, it, what it does really, he say? Do you know? I don't know what he would say. Well, you get to have him say anything. I mean, I'm going to have him say Wheels of Steel somehow. I'm going to tell him that, you know, maybe do a little verse from New York, New York. There I don't go. know. But you can just have him say anything. You tell them what to say. And it just kind of sucks. That's, the whole that's sort of sad. weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very odd. Me and Eric had plans that we might get Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm just going to have a list of catchphrases that he can say, and then we're going to splice them out, and then I'm going to have him instead of Wrong Turn. There'll be stuff like Pistol Shrimp, stuff like that, that Wrong Turn yelled, but it'll be from... Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. Eric says I'm going to get sued somehow. So so I don't hmm. know if that's going to happen, but yeah. let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the issue here and this is where you ended up this was going to be the last issue and I believe that I even sent you this is something a bit of news in, in my mind that came when you were down when you were in your coma, uh, you know, hanging out with members of the Eagles, right, you know, right, having yep. drinks. That's right. And so what what ended up happening was that Dial H and Wonder Twins were announced that they were going to be extended to Maxi Series. They were six issue minis. They were going to get, you know, six more issues. And the thing that I said at that point 
you know, to throw shade at people like a Simon who loves the style age or <laughs> uh, my, my man, uh, Brett, who loves the Wonder Twins, is that the reason it happened is because they didn't tell a damn story in these first six. So they're like, oh, my, it's it wasn't actually a uh, a compliment They're taking the Naomi method. Yeah, it wasn't a compliment though of giving you oh it's, it's selling so well we'll extend it it was we we need a story here guys and I guess we're going to have to go. You know, it, it, I was joking. DC Obviously editorial they see something doesn't with care this. about story. No, well, what are you and they, but they about? see something with this because these books this and Wonder Twins they're not selling. They're not selling at all. So they must have something important I that mean, Brian Michael Bendis, the Wonder Comics, this is going to twist and turn into. This book visually is a delight. It's super colorful. I love Quinones' yeah. art style. I love how he's like delving into different styles of art to like you know show different characters and where they're where they're from you gotta do something there's no yeah, story well, that's, there the isn't, it looks that's great. exactly it. there's no the real story here it's just no. like i mean here here i am i i think i missed the last two issues and i kind of picked this up and it, it was like i was like i was like oh yeah i i, I figured out everything that's happening here as as yeah, far as i can because uh, good for you, because I don't know what the fuck's yeah, happening here. Yeah. We got different goddamn H styles well, where we don't know what the one does. Oh, you no. have to have an origin story for I, the uh, one. What the hell they're doing the, here? A lot of this I, is I, taken from that China Melville, uh, my, my Ville, yeah. whatever, however pronounce her name. That run, China Melville. A lot of that yeah. is taken. This is kind of like extending from that what she had set down as they're being operated. I remember that being a lot more coherent. It yeah, was a lot and not more even coherent. just coherent. Will, it also was clever. This this is fun jokey type deal but in my mind it's only been the same thing from the beginning and if you don't mind it then then i think you can get behind it and have fun but the idea of don't mind it well they're guaranteeing no, they're I, hoping beyond hope that you I, like it I'm because saying, the whole city's fucking I'm just saying the whole deal with this this whole dial <laughs> what are you the voice from god coming in out of nowhere the, the idea here of this whole series just seems like and and i'm told this by people where come on can't you just have fun Oh, man, it's the Wonder Twins, too, even though that's like social justice stuff. And I'm not even going into SJ. I mean, I'm talking issues in that. And I want the Wonder Twins. But with this, it's just the idea of, hey, can't you have fun? This is just fun. This is fun. And and by six issues, I I need something. There are books that are a lot of fun that also tell a story. Well, they they had a couple of heroes before, and now they have like – 50 yeah. heroes. And, that's, and with that's the, the oh, well, they're expa- he's explaining the dial. Oh, he's showing you the hero verse. I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit because it's nothing to me. It's just, it's there. And if you are going to have a book, like I'm telling There's you, four dials. Here's the deal. I, I used to read what was the Superior magazine, Cracked, uh, over Mac. <laughs> right. but, I, and I, I can go you. into that. And that's that's just too. a lot of goofy fun. I could do that because that's what it's supposed to be. That's don't just try what, to make this a story a, that you, because I, it's nothing. Me. That's it's more really proof that me. you guys are from the upside down. That you read crack. That's right. You, you played the Sega Master Cracked. System. It was yeah. like a whole different yeah. world over there. I didn't do that shit. Yeah, I did. I read both to <laughs> prove that I was the right one. Uh, yeah. So you go with this, and even with the the idea at the last issue was the you know I'm going to dial Metropolis, and then all of a sudden, then I'm like, I don't even know if there's any rules in this book ever. Fuck and no. and so what I thought at the beginning was going to be okay. Think of some characters that would be neat. You know, Lolo kick you. Oh my, I like that. Let me build something around that. There was never in my mind the story that led to these characters. There right. was never anything clever originally, about a character getting, showing up. They were up. all getting origin stories. That was their original. Yeah, we got in the monster first one, truck you know? and things. And that, but, it, even you had the idea that Miguel. Until we didn't. 
Miguel acted different than the others who did it. We didn't know. Everybody's using and the dial. And then it wasn't Nobody working for is. him because yeah, he, doesn't, just, he doesn't have an origin story, but it's still working for everybody else. He has to use a different dial to get his power. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to give yeah. me here, Sam Yeah, and Humphreys. so when you do this, when everybody in Metropolis, there's the fun moment. You're going to have that. Uh, and then you can go. And, and the problem, if, if you want to have a lot of fun. find out why she was Lolo kick you again? No, I just think it's because we've never seen that before, but now we do. There you go. And so she's there. Let's rock, Daddy-O. And, and you're going to do this. But when you have the fun of Metropolis, there, in my mind, what was going to happen? And we still might get a continuation. Who knows? I, I don't know how this book plays out. But in my mind, we were going to get what would be the Justice League of the H, the H League, the the right. whole deal where we're now going to have a almost like a doom justice war within this book where we're going to have the villains who did this, that. And now we're, we've led to something where, yeah, it's changing the rules and stuff like that. But boy, it'd be fun to go with that where you have all these characters to learn. But half of these characters just show up and, and you never get anything. They're real cool designs. One, you know, mm. obviously, as a Matt Groening deal that's really you know right in your face in the deal that that's kind of fun uh but all these things going on just are there and it doesn't it's it's a disjointed deal with trying to have fun and then trying to tell a story and i just think that most of the time they're trying to be funny and clever where i think it falls flat so it's not something that i like and and really i'm telling you right now and i've said it I do not like Sam Humphrey's writing at all. I think that he is well below. I never hear anybody say, what? Batman, Tom King, get that Sam Humphrey's. I don't even hear his mother saying that. Nobody is. I've never heard his. When I say to people, what about Sam Humphrey's? He's, you know, he's there at DC. He's exclusive. They're like, oh, I forgot all about him. And because he's just, it's just this and Harley end up just being just, Nothing. Yeah, really wow. nothing. I forgot. But tell us Harley. about this. That, yeah, yeah. That was tell, really yeah, because I was we like, gave up. I just I walked away from Harley over Sam yeah, Humphreys. Just, uh, you know, the things the things you're saying are absolutely true. This this is a beautiful looking book. I, I don't know if it's a beautiful, but it looks like a lot of fun as you flip through it, and it looks like there's a lot of wacky stuff happening. But it's kind of bereft of story. Or any actual well, aim even the fun stuff it. when you want to look at the whole like the visual aspect. I'm like, I'm looking at the thing where Lolo kick you looks up in the sky at all these people who have been transformed. I'm like, yeah. these are just amalgams of of action figures. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. Goliath from Gargoyles meets He Man, and then the one green bad guy from Silverhawks meets Roboto from He Man. Yeah. I'm like, and there's She-Ra to the right of that, and I'm like, what you already said. We ha- we have the main yeah. thing. It's Castle Grayskull with the you know with Thundercats, Thundercats Castle, like, yeah, and that's. You know, this is something that there's that also pink-haired anime girl, and there's three-eyed mask. There, there uh, is basically also yeah. There's also uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles that happen to be a rabbit. Maybe I there think that go. might be. No, I, you know, I, I even think that's even closer to freaking uh, that one character from Bob's Burgers. Maybe, yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah, you, you have all this. Then you have meat meat wad in the back there. I see. You, know, cool. you got all these guys and. Uh, there you go. It's they fun, are right? just generic, and it doesn't matter because you're not going to get anything about these goddamn no, characters. That's the entire metropolis to be the big backdrop of what you're doing here, while also giving us nothing except for the idea. Here's a blue tel, not blue. It's cyan telephone for you can dial. Now this one's a special phone. We don't have to have an origin until yeah. you. you it's, the other one's not going to work. Why? 
Well, because you don't yeah. have an origin. Well, what's that mean? It doesn't matter. Use the goddamn cyan one to get your fucking powers now. All right. Yeah. Boom. And, and even like Simon's like, if you don't like this panel, you know, I mean, it's the I'm dumpster, dumpster liar, liar and I cannot tell the truth. I'm like, that would be great if it meant something. If it if it ended up as something, it's just there to, oh, man, I thought of this joke or I heard this. I mean, I could come up with, you know, some things that would be just as, as stupid and just throw them out there because you don't have to explain it and they don't have to fit a story. You just end up throwing stuff out there. You know, just the idea of who answered, why, all these things are just left behind just to do this story. And really, all I can keep thinking of, I can only think that this was going to be the end of this six issues. Oh, yeah, it got sure. extended, but this would be the end. And the end is just basically, huh, today Metropolis, tomorrow the multiverse. And there's there's no story. I mean, just, well, the only I thing, that, the thing they, were, they were going to do is reveal the identity of Thunderbolt. And that's yeah. all they had to change, really, is just not reveal so his Robbie identity. Reed. Well, yeah, it seems like no. he's saying Sakamaji. I would think it is right. Robbie Reed as an yeah, older, it's, it's you know, the deal. It's his, it's his it is evil version of <clears throat> ones you missed. It's, it's nonsense. But, but, uh, yeah, but, so, but the core of right this, this one woman oh. power, she is just dressed as the macho man Randy Savage. <laughs> See, that's great. I, I'm down with that. That's sort Ooh, of a power yeah. in its way. Yeah, that is a power. It's powerful in, in making me fall in love with her. To me, the, the, most, the most important part of this book is that Miguel turns himself after, like, thinking about what inspires him and, no, you know, I guess Miguel. whatever. He turns into Super Miguel, which I, I like that. And, and the reason I like it is because any other company would have to use some kind of an amalgam or, like, some yeah. kind of, you know, like fake Miguel version of Superman. Well, and, well, and, and, but they got to actually, like, use the logo. And although I hate the design of his outfit. Like, why did it have to go that way? Weird, like white yeah, and, and uh i just and, uh, don't understand colors. the heroes because we're supposed to be plucking heroes <laughs> from different worlds or something you've never seen before no no you just gave miguel superman's powers well and you have that but that does happen where you get these you know a regular heroes deal that's fine but it, it really is not that but you great. become also, that I'm hero looking through now again remember I'm Jen looking with freaking, again. you know the flash yeah. suit on hell he's a fat yeah, flash the fat is amazing flash. it was great yes i'm looking now in in the one page uh, there's Squirrel Girl, just plain out Squirrel Girl. She's in there, so it's like, oh, look, they're grabbing the Marvel things. That's clever. I mean, it, it's nothing but Squirrel Girl there with squirrels with her. Uh, so it's just Chipmunk nonsense. Girl. It's just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, but even has her, you know, the way her mouth look. It's exact. Uh, let's just get out of town. It, it's <laughs> get just, out of town. You know, get out, get out of town, town with you. this. I just they have know, a Ghost I'm, Rider. I'm Rocket Oh yeah, Bethany. they do have a Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing, and you have. Pretty much what would be a Dundee Rex is like Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. I mean, really, is this what Dundee you want to do? Well, go Rex. I, I'd love get out of here. Go back to Marvel then, if that's what you want. I mean, is this your plea for help? Should we come and you know try to find yeah. you where you're tied up to the desk and made to write this? Because please, just do that then. Though I have to deal with that over there anyway, so don't do that either. Get, well, don't I, make maybe, a maybe Humphreys doesn't have do a do book it. lined up after this. He's staying like Marvel. Maybe, Come on, yeah. I can write yes, goofy this, books. They extended it. Pick I mean, this is where I think they extended this just for like, well, he's exclusive. He has to be on a couple books. Eh, just give him more of this stupid book. Yeah. <laughs> just let him go off. He doesn't bother us. He just does stupid shit over there. And, and where you do, where it ends up being with this like Squirrel Girl and the Ghost Rider stuff. That now you're getting to where this Wonder Comics because you ended up with Brian Michael Bendis doing this in Young Justice, where they're mentioning characters from the Marvel Universe. Please. 
you know, like I said, go go get their paychecks then. It just sucks. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like this book. I don't <clears> like <throat> it at all. This is the last time we're going to talk about it. Reggie, you can decide if you want to continue with I'll it probably on still the do reviews it on the site. site. I, I, I enjoyed thing. it. I enjoyed this book, although I do hear I all love of the your, art. The art's incredible. All of your pleas, but it, as, yeah. a, as a comics fan, it really tickled the hell out of me to see these characters, yeah. even though... To pay for it would be another story, so I should have thought yeah. of that before I yeah. gave it my lovely score. Well, what'd you give it? Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. I just after I read it, I was just in a real happy mood. No, I felt that's good. Fine. Uh, but you know, you're definitely... allowed to like books. I'm telling you, you and Simon, you can be wrong anytime you want. I mean, this is what <laughs> you can do here. No, yeah, everybody can like something for different reasons, whatever. I just think that it's a waste. I think this is a waste of great art a waste of a concept that you're just trying to be clever with these characters, but never having a story around it. And we're supposed to be so enthralled with your humorous take on the superheroing here that that would tide you over and not have a story. This whole idea of finding out the hero verse, I really don't care. And it never made me want to care. Oh, we found out that there's more fucking phones. Yeah, that's it. That's right. More dials out there, folks. Yep. Dial E go. for evil, if you recall. Dial, that was one dial. of the options. Yeah. E for ending is what I'm S doing. For you know, M for mad. I just, you got the just red phone. You got the cyan the phone. Nonsense. You got the yellow I phone. Says, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm giving it a, a four. That's all art. I'm not even going to give it an FU five. I don't even have the, you know, I the, will. the wherewithal. I knew you would. So that's why I'm going for. Uh, but the art's great. So I mean, think I the do art's enjoy great that. Because while it looks good, the artist it. didn't even take the, you know, like do anything that was clever for these characters. It's like, no, I'm uh, saying that the thing is, I do like an amalgam of he that. changes a couple things to make it look like a different type of comic, a different thing. And I always like that. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. If there's a script at points, he may just have in the script. Okay, make a couple characters up. Remember, I told you that clockwork guy and that guy in the armor, right. you know, the Iron Man guy I was telling you about in the Green <clears throat> Lantern deal. I, I don't know how much he's given. So to to do these characters, you, you really if you have a script that says, OK, this is going to be clockwork guy and he does this and in the story he's going to do that. Then you could start clevering it up because you have something to do. He's just throwing all these out there. And I do think you because even when you go to Kicklow, you know, Lolo Kicklow, all of a sudden the art's like, all right, here we go. We're going to have some things. Yeah, kick you. And uh, you you have some fun with that and go. But these others are just like, okay, let's throw 80 characters on here and not explain Super Miguel. Yeah, yeah. And the the, uh, Bart Simpson, you know, kind of, like you said, (laughs) it's more of the Bob's Burgers there. Uh, So, you know, there you go. No, I don't well, like this story. I'm telling you, I wanted to like yeah. this because I wanted to see what, you know, something they were going to do with the, the, the H dial and this whole thing. And then we're like, the hero verse. And by the end, I'm telling you, we ended the series on a cliffhanger. Well, I'm thank God it was extended because I'm like, there's other dials. I'm like, you took six issues to tell me nothing. Yeah. Miguel's road trip where he just became other heroes until he couldn't and then used a different phone and he could. The yeah. end. And it was just like, let's go to Central City and try to get Flash. Oh, he's not here. Let's go here. Oh, they're not there. Let's this go to like Metropolis. This felt like a DCYOU oh, six issue minute. This is the thing. You ruined it for me, Eric. This is the thing I was going to tell. This and, and Wonder Twins 
feel exactly like a DCYOU. There are no, there are no different. Naomi felt different. Young Justice feels different. This feels like a DCYOU, Batmite, Bizarro, and, and where we could have fun with those for a little, even if you liked it, they didn't like it. When it was old. done, when <clears throat> it's done, yeah, it gets old, and then you just end up leaving it behind. These you never are think about it again. <laughs> these definitely could have been DCYOU books because it has that whole feel of it, and some people like that, but yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this, so. And we're we're going to end one. up with, I'm telling you, we're going to end up with a podcast. We're like, yep, we don't do that, that, that. What are we talking about? Oh, we'll talk about Ubers. Yeah, I mean, people go. really get mad. Uh, but that's, Uber it. that's Reggie's books. Because in the meantime, you did review the terrifics on the site. That is that right. Is, so is let me, it's what, what did you time. give it on the it's site? You can, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mouth. I, I don't remember. What did I, what did I, uh, I think I gave it a four. I really can't remember. Yeah. I have to look, but I it, don't think it's one of my picks. We're never going to talk about the terrifics. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that yeah, one it's, is done. It's really, yeah. We, we were excited about Gene Luan Yang jumping on that too. And it's, it's just that just too there was bad nothing I was never for excited it. about the It's terrifics. almost like, yeah, he just doesn't have the recipe ingredients to make anything really work out. For the that the anyway, book has, so. I can, the, all the I'm going to say based is based on a parody. It's, yeah, really. it's spun out now into like totally just, it's incomprehensible as far as I'm concerned. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. That is so. true. But yeah, that's it. Now I'm depressed. I'm going to go. Are I'm you? Go and again? Go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm depressed again at these books. But, hey, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening to that. Thank you for joining us, Reggie. Thank you and all for having me in. join you. No problem. Can you say that I have sexy sequentials and a breathy voice? Can you do that right now? I have sexy sequentials. No, yeah, now you're messing up again, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Now I have to end. Since you're doing that, I have to say goodbye, Reggie. Goodbye, Reggie. Yes, it's the Orlando Zone. Oh, no, hang on. It's the Orlando Zone. Yes, that's what it is. Welcome uh, to this week's edition of the Orlando Zone. Uh, The good news is, fans of the Orlando Zone, who I think probably number in the single digits, uh, possibly the single digit, don't know, um... You'll be happy to know that there's more Orlando on its way. Uh, Gotham City Monsters is going to be released pretty soon. And, of course, the news has been announced that Stevie Boy, everybody's favorite writer of uh, well-meaning uh, but mostly silly nonsense, is taking over Wonder Woman full-time come November. So there's going to be a lot of Orlando on the uh, on the show so that that's that's exciting, isn't it? I think you'll find that it is deep down inside yourself. There's a little nugget of excitement uh, that wants to squee out and uh, make itself known. Uh, I'd keep a lid on that if I were you, but it's uh, it's up to you. You do what you want. At the end of the day, today we're going to be looking at the Martian Manhunter issue number eight. Uh, it is, of course, written by Steve Orlando. Uh, art is by Riley Rosmo and Ivan Placencia. Letters are by And World Design. Uh, the cover price is $3.99. It's published by DC Comics. And here's my intro from the site. Is this book hitting its stride? 
It's an interesting question, and one that any reviewer worth his salt should be able to answer. The short answer is, I think so, yes. But there remain nagging, unresolved doubts in my head which plague my mind like a swarm of nonsense-infected gnats, and I'm beginning to think that I can't see the wood for the trees. Those doubts are mostly about the overall story of the series and the time it's taken to get us to this point. Put bluntly, the creative team has dithered and dallied during times when a more direct approach might have been better. Uh, But what do I know? I'm just a reviewer at the end of the day. I'm probably missing something obvious. Hmm. Well, let's get on with issue eight, shall we? Issue eight is mostly a flashback issue. It is an issue uh, that deals almost exclusively, not quite, but almost exclusively uh, with Detective Diane Mead, with her past relationships with colleagues in Huma, Louisiana. Of course, now she's working in Middleton, Colorado, and her relationship with John Jones. Uh, This is the same John Jones that our Martian Manhunter of the title uh, he's taken over his uh, his form and identity and what have you. As an individual comic book goes, there's not really an awful lot wrong with this. Uh, it tells the story pretty well. Uh, we start off with a uh, an opening couple of pages detailing um, Mead's relationship with the female pathologist. Uh, in Louisiana. Now, we have met this woman before. I, I said in my review on the site, uh, I had not realized that, uh, and I should have, really. I really, really should have. I had not realized that that um, sort of quite extended sort of scene with her in issue five, I think it was, uh, was actually in Mead's past. Um I should have realized that. It is clearly labeled. Uh, I just didn't read it properly. Okay. Um, so I spent a little bit of this issue being, being confused and then, then things clicked with me and I realized what a doofus I am. So, uh, with all that said, uh, this issue opens with uh, a sort of continuation of that th- of that kind of relationship, an examination of that relationship, and looking at at some of the uh, the kind of problems uh, in that relationship. Um, there's a couple of things, I, I, just very minor things, I just want to point out on the first page, uh, which features um, which features kind of Mead driving with this girl, Mead. Uh, sort of working cases, you know, kind of visiting the pathology lab where this girl works uh, and then being in bed with her, uh, which, which is kind of the, the, the being in bed with her thing is, is kind of what I wanted to comment on really only because it's, it's nicely done, uh, except Mead's her is still in the same shape. Uh, that it, that it has been all this time, which is this, this remarkably bizarre kind of towering confection of, of her. 
And it suggests to me that she uses a hell of a lot of hairspray because even when she is a, she doesn't have a bedhead. She has a perfectly kind of, uh, a perfectly formed coiffure, as it were. And, uh, uh, it's just a bit weird to me. Uh, unlike her girlfriend who, uh, who sleeps in a bra and panties, uh, Mead sleeps in a vest top and, uh, and briefs and her socks for the, so for those of you who who like to know those kinds of things the second page is an interesting one and i had a, an interesting conversation with simon uh, in on slack about this um Simon's a, a a very knowledgeable guy about a variety of different things, and he's certainly more knowledgeable about sort of current controversies in the LGBT community um, than than I am. So this this kind of largely passed me by. But th- there's a there's a conversation here between Mead and uh, her girlfriend, which is about their relationship and about Mead's refusal to identify as gay. So it's not that she, you know, she's, she's not ashamed of her relationship with this pathologist. That's not what's happening here. She just feels uncomfortable with kind of being labeled and pigeonholed as, as that particular um, sort of sexual orientation. Uh, and what she says is, is quite interesting. Um, she says, the, the girlfriend says, how, how can people like you be sure there's not a man out there for you? You, you won't even identify strongly bisexual. And she says, it's not like, it doesn't work like that. I've told this is this is me. It doesn't work like that. I told you before. I don't want both. It's just people to me, and you're who I want. And the girl says in reply, "It just means you won't choose, and yet you want me to choose you." So, so that there's there's kind of a it's an interesting sort of philosophical, socio political kind of issue about how you. Uh, how how you kind of uh, identify and sort of pigeonhole sort of human sexuality and 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 the, 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 it's to be absolutely honest with you one of the things I, I like about this and and I, and I said this before um, and I and I said it again in in the review on the site I, I'm not a big fan of SJW comics I'm not a big fan of SJ of, of SJW preaching okay and then there's 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 a, there's a fair bit of that in comics at the moment you 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 kind of you know, you, you turn over the page in a superhero fight and somebody's espousing about, you know, abortion rights or, or whatever. Uh, and if it fits with the story, that's, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's when it appears to be shoehorned, when it appears to be, uh, to be taking a side in a, in a very kind of strident way. Um, that's when it becomes, a bit of a problem to me. That's not happening here. What's happening here is, is a conversation between two characters who clearly care about one another, have a different viewpoint about this particular issue, and they are talking about it. I, I, I think personally, we're probably expected to side with Mead. She is the more important character to the plot out of the two. Uh, but it's all handled in a very kind of organic way. And it's, it's very unusual to kind of say that about Orlando, but I think he gets, 
he gets the dialogue here absolutely right. That there's 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 a kind of um, there's a kind of openness and honesty a, a, about this, and that there's a there's a clear sense that that sort of Orlando is is wanting to kind of explore these issues, not not in terms of purely. Uh, kind of abstract political terms, but in terms of the way they affect human relationships. And I, I, I kind of like that. There's a, it is political, but the, but there's a kind of real grounding in the characters here. And, and, and they, they both have points. You know, you can, you can see the, the side of, of both arguments here. Um, and, uh, it's, it's fairly, fairly well written. It's, it's pretty compelling stuff. We shall move on. Um, basically, what happens is is that um, the two of them are called into uh, their boss's office, who basically says, "Look, you you've got to stop this relationship. It's unprofessional." The unspoken kind of <clears throat> because he kind of says, uh, "I don't need secrets in my precinct. Relationships between colleagues compromise their performance, and that's before we get to your." choices so 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 the the implication is that the fact that they're both women in this romantic relationship makes things worse for him on, on some level um so they're they're forced to choose and the bottom line is that the pathologist chooses her job and mead can't really handle that and quits and she seeks a transfer somewhere else. She gets turned down in a variety of places, and then she she winds up in Middleton. Bear in mind that she's kind of telling all this to John Johns, okay, in her um, in her apartment. Um, we then see kind of like a a sequence of images that that that, that show um, Meads developing friendship and relationship with uh, with Jones. They play, uh, they play racquetball together, or possibly squash. I don't know. I don't, never. I, it, I'm not sure. Actually, it looks a little bit like squash to me. Racquetball has uh, has bigger balls, doesn't it? <laughs> bigger balls, oh dear. I'm so infantile. <laughs> I really am. Right. Um. So John kind of. The John Jones character kind of comes across as a as a very kind of honest guy. Uh, conveniently for the story, he's not married. He has a, and I say conveniently because I because I think if if he was if he had prior attachments, this story just couldn't be told in 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 the same way. Um, the only attachment he has is to his mother. Uh, this is actually used against him um, by some cops later on who kind of criticise his performance and what have you. Um, it's when John is kind of is kind of drunk and uh, Mead takes her back to her place. There's no indication whatsoever that there's anything romantic taking place here, um, but she just wants to hang out with him, wants to talk, which is kind of unusual because she's kept very much to herself up until this point. Um, so she's cooking him uh she's cooking him very nice looking bacon on uh on fried bread. Uh it's very unhealthy but tasty probably. We'll get to the food in a minute incidentally. Food plays a big part in this story. Uh and they start talking and and basically um John kind of says look I know what happened in Humor and what happens is it's kind of really exaggerated dropping of the plate um and I said this in the review uh, firstly you've got uh, a big crash in sort of 
beige letters over over the top of the plate falling. Uh, secondly, um, Rosmo can draw many things well, uh, but I'm beginning to doubt his ability to draw food. Um, the the plate comes down and it it sort of bows upwards. I, I, I there's there's no sense that it it kind of breaks. But but it, it it kind of it kind of curved that curves upwards on either side like a I don't know like a smile if almost um, and obviously the, the the bacon and the and the, the bread go everywhere the bacon because it's kind of coming down with some impact and he wants to convey that uh, the bacon is it, the the outline of the bacon is kind of in in this little jagged kind of teeth or edges to to the outline of the bacon which ends up making it look a bit furry <laughs> which which obviously is a bit of a problem but never mind um so so then we have a kind of like an interesting kind of thing where john reveals that uh that he specifically requested mead uh as a partner and Mead kind of gets defensive about that and kind of says, oh, you know, don't expect anything. You know, what do you expect from me kind of thing? Do you want, you know, don't expect me to kind of suddenly open up and kind of, you know, thank you for, for, for what you've done and all this kind of stuff. And, and he kind of says, no, 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 look, he says, he says, I'm just happy for you to be whoever you are. Tell me whatever you want. If people have a, have a problem with that, then we'll fight them together. And he's just a good friend. That's, that's, that's all he's being. Um, uh, we then get like a, a kind of a nice double page spread sort of montage of, um, uh, of their professional life. Uh, there's some weird stuff goes, <laughs> there's some weird stuff goes on in, in this. Uh, one of the cases that they are investigating seems to involve, uh, a corpse on a dead horse strung up somewhere, which is, is very odd. Maybe they, they do odd things in Colorado. I, I don't know. Is Colorado that kind of a place and all that sort of, uh, uh, that rarefied, uh, maybe makes people do odd things. I don't know. Um, they also, there is a, there is a reference to the stag actually as well, which, which is a bit weird. Uh, that sort of Mead and, and John Jones are kind of, uh, John is, is holding up a mask that, that is, is the stag type mask and, and what have you. Uh, there's some interesting weird stuff going on there. Um, it's all basically to show that they're getting used to each other working together. Um, and then, um, we have the confrontation with, with John and, uh, one of his colleagues who kind of pokes fun at him looking after his, his mother and, and that kind of thing. And it's Mead who restrains him. So, so there's a, there's a kind of, um, mutual kind of looking out for each other going on here. Um, Mead is then kind of we we return to the present uh and it's John's turn to to drop food i I quite like the fact that they've kind of seemed to have adopted the iguana the iguana's kind of kind of in the picture. I kind of like that I like the iguana actually he's okay uh and it and it's the point where uh, again she's doing the same thing she's she's cooking she's cooking fried bacon and um so there's a nice bit of symmetry here because she is cooked bacon for for John. Now she's cooking it for the other John, uh, but this time it's it's John that that drops the the plate, uh, which um, doesn't break. 
on the on the table, but the the tomato <laughs> the tomatoes go everywhere, and so does the bacon. Uh, and the top piece of the bread looks uh, like it's twice the size of the bottom piece. Uh, somebody needs to just have a word with Rossmo and just say, look, you, you're doing a great job with the whole kind of kinetic side of of dropping food, but the food itself just looks a bit weird. You know what I'm saying? Just, just kind of, just kind of rein it in a bit there, uh, Riley. Uh, anyway, it, the thing that causes him to drop the plate is that me turns around and says, look, what you are is my partner. You know, even though you're an alien, even though you're kind of, you know, basically she's saying, look, the way you handle things, uh, last issue with the people traffickers who are tied to Chan and what have you. You know, you've you've proven yourself. You you are my partner. It's a nice enough moment. Um, we then get a little bit of Martian weirdness in the sense that that basically, if I'm reading this right, uh, John is kind of saying, "Look, uh, Chan has left sort of uh, psychic traces of himself in each of his victims, and that means that I can trace him." Uh, it also means that Chan knows that they're after him. And he talks a little bit about this uh, Manhunter's named this the Eye of something. Of Otina. All right, okay. Uh, for our god of law and hunting, it is the moment final pursuit begins. So there's a there's a kind of nice idea that, right, we're heading towards the, the kind of final stages of this story. Uh, which is good. <laughs> it's very, very good. Right. Um, the ending of the entire issue is Chan, uh, having completed his experiments on Ashley and they have a conversation about this. Ashley's very upset. Uh, and it's clear to me that she doesn't quite know exactly what's happened to her. It becomes very clear to us because she is in a bell jar and she has been physically changed to look like a Martian. So that is the end of issue eight. Now, here's the interesting thing. I knew we were heading for that. We, we, I, we've been heading for that since probably about issue five. So, so, so that I'm, I'm not at all surprised by that other than, other than getting a kind of, uh, a kind of a smug satisfaction of knowing that I was right about where we were heading. Right. I gave this book 6.5 and you might think, gosh, Jeremy, you've, you've said a lot of very positive things about this book. Why only 6.5? Well, first of all, 6.5 is not a bad score. Uh, the second thing is that the reason it's lower than perhaps it could be is that um, this is the seventh issue in a 12-part series. One of the problems I have had with... Uh, well, if I'm going to be honest, it's, it's a problem I have with comics full stop at the moment, is that um, there's a leisurely kind of approach to telling stories in comics at the moment, um, particularly stories that are maxi-series. One of the problems we, we've got with comics as a whole... And there are several com uh, problems we've got with comics as a whole, but one of the problems we've got is this notion of kind of the, 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 the inner life of the hero, the inner life of the main character is intrinsically interesting and somehow worthy of considerable uh, time and effort taken to excavate it and, uh, you know, sort of present it to the reader. I have some sympathy with with that. I, I I think you know it is better to have heroes with 
uh, psychological complexity rather than not. That's certainly true. I think you can go too far. Uh, what I said in my review is is that there, there are writers who kind of let it all hang out. They 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 um, they've they've done an awful lot. Uh, they've taken a lot awful lot of care in building characters, thinking about characters' motivations and what have you, and it's all there on the page. Um, the, which is, you know, which is fine up to a point. But the problem, of course, is that um, if you do that, then you, first of all, you, you keep nothing behind. And secondly, um, the chances are that you're going to slow down whatever story it is that you are telling. And although, yes, this is an exploration of Martian Manhunter's character, it's an explanation of his background and what have you. I understand that. I get that. Um, it is also, though, a detective story. Uh, it is also a story um, that is uh, dealing with uh, an alien who has been on Earth for many, many years, who has been experimenting on people and who needs to be stopped. And, and I feel like we are just going so slowly. By all means, you can explore Mead's past as much as you like. You can you can do whatever you want with this but but my personal preference is for stories that move a little bit more quickly than this so 6.5 is what i've given it i i think you know as far as an orlando book goes i think this is a perfectly good uh comic book it's the, there's nothing i i think to be honest that the last sort of three or four issues really have been have been very solid um and quite impressive and one, one of the things that has been good is we've kind of left the mars stuff behind which was sort of almost luridly excessive and uh and just a little bit it was a little bit too much uh at times in fact it was a little bit too much a lot of the time uh and we are now concentrating on earth which is fine However, instead of picking up, um, I mean, last issue was a little bit of a, a, uh, was, was, last issue was an exception. There was, it was a very action orientated issue, uh, and I thought it worked pretty well. Although having said that, by the end of the issue, that they weren't all that further, uh, on finding Chan as they were at the start of the issue, but be that as it may. The issue here is, is that, is that we haven't moved on virtually at all. And of course, issue, issue six was, was completely Mars centric. So, so you've had, it, 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 what I'm trying to say is it feels like this, uh, this story that we've been following has been going on for a very, very long time. And we're, we've not made as much progress as I would expect to have made in that time, if you see what I mean. So 6.5 is what I gave it. Um, you go on Comic Book Roundup, there are a lot of very positive reviews for this book, and that's fine. I can see why they would be. It's, it's, it's tightly plotted. Well, so sorry. It is, it is well told. It is reasonably well plotted. Um, you get a real feel for the characters, and the characters are engaging and interesting. Um, I, you know, in, in, Contrast to to some Orlando stuff in the past, there's very little wrong with the dialogue here. It works reasonably well. It flows fairly well. It's still a little bit too verbose at times, and he still takes a little bit too long to get to the point. But I but I can't really criticize his writing too much here. It's simply the the fact that this is now issue uh, eight of a uh, of a twelve issue mini uh, maxi series. 
we need to be a bit further on than where we are. And and my fear is, is that when we get to the last couple of issues, it's all going to be very rushed. It's all going to be very um, melodramatic. And there'll be lots of explanations flying around, uh, given through dialogue, uh, which won't make sense. And we'll be back to the Steve Orlando of the unexpected, which is not what I want. Uh, I could be wrong, and I will be more than happy to be proved wrong. We shall have to see. Anyway, that's it for now. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, if you want to talk to me, you can always drop me a line on Slack. If you're a member of the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop. And why wouldn't you be a member of the Get Fresh crew? It is absolutely the best fandom out there. Uh, but if you want to be a part of the Get Fresh crew, you know what to do. I need to join that Patreon. The Patreon is worth checking out. Uh, there's so much good stuff there. Um, and, uh, do check out the Patreon page. Um, if you want to follow me, you can do at door Jeremy on Twitter. Sadly, there's a lot of Brexit stuff on there at the moment because, you know, Brexit's blowing up in interesting and, uh, and terribly exciting ways. Um, but I do try and post a fair amount of comic stuff on there as well. You can also follow my WordPress blog, which is jddunsani.wordpress dot com and just put up an appreciation of Jenny Frison and her covers uh, this week and there'll be more of that kind of stuff over the next few weeks as well so do check that kind of stuff out if you are interested it remains for me to say I hope you have a great week I hope your comics are great I really hope they are um have a good week and I will see you next time bye bye Sup, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and uh, yeah, I'm back again, because Batman Beyond is back again, and I'm here to review issue 35 of the current run of Batman Beyond. And uh, yeah, so we're going to pretty much just dive right into it, because I'm all frazzled from certain uh, comic book news from uh, the day that this is being recorded. So yeah, uh, the story is written by Dan Jurgens. Um, the penciler is Rick Leonardi. Uh, the inker is uh, Andy Parks. And the colorist is Chris Sotomayor. And, uh, well, uh, that would have been very good to me. And as always, the, tre- the, uh, <laughs> the Trevor, the, uh, the letterer is Travis Lanham. Um, the variant cover with Batman standing, you know, kind of like setting up, blah, blah, blah. It- it's good. I really like it. Um, the eyes, people were pointing out, like, the eyes and the, you know, this version of the Beyond, or the Rebirth, it's not really the Rebirth, it's really the Future's End version of the Beyond that has the elongated eyes. Uh, it it almost seems like it was the old thing where they used to draw super, or no, Power Girls, uh, breasts slightly larger and larger to see how long it would take before anybody stopped them. It feels like they're drawing those eyes, like, longer and longer whenever they use that you know, style of cowl for the suit. Um, but I actually, as much as I like the variant, I really like the normal cover uh, a lot better. Whether it was just Bruce, just being like, sitting this here, like, Terry, get back here. And, and Terry's just walking in the bat suit without his cowl on, is walking. I was like, uh, I'm done playing by your rules, old man. And I, bl- and it's, it's, I, I really like it. Um, it's really fun and really comic booky, and it's great. Um, and then we get to the first page, which, um, as a reminder from last issue, because I am going somewhere with this, last time, uh, we ended last issue seeing Terry. Uh, but the page before that, it was, uh, Matt, 
uh, Melanie and Bruce in the cave, you know, watching through cameras in the facility of uh, False Faces Batman, uh, making an offer to split. And right here we, we jump back in, except that a couple things have changed. One, um, it seems like it's supposed to be like a second or two of past. Melanie is, is nowhere in the panel. Which, as it turns out, is fine, because we, we find out where she is. Um, but Matt is now on the other side of Bruce. And, uh, yeah, so we see from the monitor uh, Terry, and um, I, I would normally say it's false face, but they or not false face. Uh, I would say it's Split, but uh, I got to say the golden part of Split absolutely still has his, like, face reference lines on there. It's like, they did clean that up. It's, it's, the art this issue is... is <laughs> We don't have bad proportions, but it goes from really lazy to really, really good, and it's very jarring. Um, but yes, he's pretty much like, did you guys not – or the false face is Batman's like, did you guys not hear me? Did you get what I'm asking you? I'm saying join me. And at this point, uh, Matt, uh, who whose hairstyle changes because it's funny. Like through good portions of these, it looks like he has quite a bit of hair on his head. And then we go to the second panel of this issue, and it's like he only has hair on the very top of his head, and the rest of it looks like – shaven it's very inconsistent and he can he can just not do the art for matt here like he's just really really bad at it um and that's kind of a thing with this issue is that both matt and terry just look terrible every time we see their faces uh but Terry's like like did you hear that and bruce is just like quiet matt and i like that I'm very happy with Bruce being like, just like, just be quiet, child. Like, quiet, Matt. Um, and then we get more of Split being like, like, is this really happening? Like, is Batman asking to join us? The other part of Split is like, uh, don't believe him. Um, and then Matt seems to have not heard Bruce and Melanie talking in the, you know, last issue. Uh, when he's like, Matt's like, this is like the worst thing ever. This isn't Batman. And Bruce, who's scowling and has shadows all over his face, is like, it's an imposter. False face. Now, it seems like something like this, since we pretty much ended last time we saw these guys, so pretty much two pages ago in the trade, uh, we, we pretty much saw them, like, realize, people realize it's false face. Um, well, I, I read them back to back. Like, I decided, I, I read this, and I was like, there's problems with this. And then I read it, and I'm like, it's not really bad from a perspective of it doesn't flow, because it does a little bit. Uh, but it's at the it, it's at the sake of Matt looking like a complete moron, which, to be fair, ever since he put on that Robin costume, pretty much every single issue since then, Matt, his competency and intelligence has just been going down and down. Even though the suit is gone, it's just going down and down to the point where I no longer like his character. <laughs> Dan Jurgens made me like Matt getting pretty close to as much as I like you know, the normal version of Terry. Like I was loving his version of Matt leading him up to be Robin. And then the second he put on that costume, it's just been a, I would say a downward spiral, but it's, it's pretty, pretty steady, you know, like straight drop. That said, uh, I think that we've heard, heard Jim and Eric talk about a lot lately is how, you know, DC is too stubborn. They're like, Oh, it's too Marvel to do a, uh, to have just a recap page. So you'll have like, the first couple, you know, pages of a of any comic, obviously except for number one, that is like to recap the last issue, and it reads weird in trade, and it feels weird if you've been reading it consistently, and, and it really interrupts the flow of the story. And most of that is fair. However, despite the art problems on this page, I think that this is a fantastic recap page because this is the only one. This is the only recap page we get. 
After this, we move into action. We move into things happening. It is just this single one page where if this was the first Batman Beyond comic you picked up, you would be able to understand at least a good chunk of what was going on other than knowing that that was Matt without being told. Um, but no, you would have an idea of what's going on. Dan Jurgens, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This might not be his, this is not his book, but he is a fantastic writer and this is an example of it. This first page is probably the best DC, like, recap comic page, like, you know, integrating into part of the story that I have read in an extremely long time. It is it, from that perspective, fantastic. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Then we get to the next page, which is a two-page spread. Uh, and it's also the, the you know, the title page. Um, and it's uh, False Faces Terry jumping out of the way of both parts of Split as they attack. Um, and, and pretty much Split has come to the conclusion of, uh, or at least the golden part is like, yeah, no, he, he just wants to put us away. This is a trick. Take him out. And they both charge him. And, and he, you know, False Face jumps up and is like, moron. And he just, he throws what honestly looks like a, like a D bat, no, not a D bat, like a double A battery at them. And he's like, it's like, you, you want to do this? The, false face is like, you want to do this the hard way? Fine. Like, uh, I get that you, you guys are speed dibbons, uh, but this little toy will drop you. It's gas. Pretty much it's, it's a, like a quick little paralysis thing. It's for extreme crowd control, uh, or let, that's what he's guessing. And, and it does, it stops him for a second and pretty much, you know, False face just go, you know, goes back to the guys like, if you guys will just hold on for a second, like if, if you don't want, you know, uh, it, he's pretty much saying like, if you want to kill me when I'm done, you know, like, and we can dance again, like, fine, good luck trying. But I guarantee that's not what you want. You're, you're going to get something out of this. Um, and his false face is kind of like looking his wounds. Um, <laughs> And this is the interesting part. And this is an art thing. So pretty much he's like saying, he's like, you know, you guys are clearly after tech. We can help each other. I, uh, he's trying to basically false face. He's like, I, I like to play the long game. And in that game, all three of us can win. Um, uh, pretty much. Oh, how do, how do I put this? Um, I, I, yeah, no, I, I got this. Place. And then, uh, split kind of, you know, start talking. He's like, you know, what we need to get what we're after. Uh, these powers that we share, they're, they're tearing us apart. They're killing us. Um, our only hope is to get the, ne the necessary equipment as fast as we possibly can. Um, and so, and then, you know, false face is like, oh, okay, so we just need to get the goods and then you help me with what I want. Um, and then the gold part of false face is, or, um, then Caden, who's the gold part of false face is, or not false face, um, Ah, split is pretty much like Adam, who's the the silver one, is like he's playing us, and the other one's like, uh, you know what? Like maybe we should hear him out. This could be our chance. So we see that false face throughout this page. He has land. He's he's still obviously in the beyond costume. He's landed. He's retracted the wings. Then we then we see kind of the damage from outside. We cut back in, and not only is a uh, <laughs> not only has a false face redeployed the wings for some reason and i can't stress this enough how strange it is just at the weirdest times batman will have his wings out or not have his wings out but not only does he have his wings out here um they're coming out of his head i i i wish i could i wish i was kidding but and i'll be happy to put like put this in the slack but, uh, yeah, it's the, the wings are partially coming out of his, his back all the way up to his head. 
And I'm like, a professional artist, a professional celebrated artist did this and saw absolutely no problem with it. An editor looked at this and had absolutely no problem with this. Many people looked at this before it went out to print. And nobody had a problem with this. Then again, why should I be surprised? They were fine with Matt having, like, two left hands and looking like a mongoloid. And and whatever happened to his arm and shoulder and a couple issues back. But yes, we get a flashback. And, uh, well, I'm fine with a flashback being a different art style. It was very kind of, I'd almost say, it, it, not impressionistic, but uh, it's very expressive. But it, it's also kind of kind of screwy and lazy and kind of like watercolor and smudge which which has charms in it in some panels but then other panels it just it makes me cringe but pretty much we find out that uh when these you know when you know split was born uh only one baby came out something was wrong and and the mother didn't survive and the father um did his best but he was he was you know underemployed overworked and he could barely feed his son who just could just was just eating like crazy and also growing like crazy and in fact uh to the point where then one day just the baby split into two babies and uh he realized as his face disappeared and i will once again put this in slack to the point where i'm like is this an alien um not only did he realize that the, the, the you know there was a shadow twin especially uh specifically adam was the shadow twin um they couldn't control their speed and they couldn't control when they split um and uh so the father took them to uh powers uh, to, to see about, you know, uh, he turned him over to Powers Technology. And, and this is where the continuity gets a little bit confusing. And by confusing, I mean Dan Jurgen's use of terminology because he's been so specific before. Like, th- that's been something this arc that I've mentioned a couple times that, he, that Dan Jurgen's hasn't been using the correct terminology for, uh, uh, Powers Technology. Uh, and Wayne Industries, and then when they were combined into Wayne Powers. He's been a stickler about that up until this arc. So it it, it almost seems like he was just like, ah, I don't care. Whatever. Um, so he brings him there, um, and they start doing tests on him. And of course, Powers wanted to, you know, take advantage of this a- as his face just kind of like melts a bit. Um, and then, so we have a, we have a scientist there, a brown haired, brown mustached scientist, uh, who's like, you know, these are children, Mr. Powers, we shouldn't. And the guy says, enough, McGinnis. This is a reference to the fact that, uh, Terry McGinnis's father worked at, uh, Wayne Powers. In fact, uh, he was killed by the hit squad from, you know, Mr. Powers. I'm talking the show here for this point. Um, because, <laughs> He was given a, uh, a, you know, some information, some specs for a, <laughs> a biological weapon. Um, and the doctor who gave Warren McGinnis the, by, at that point, terminally, uh, terminally infected doctor who was, you know, in the process of dying and gave this to Warren just to try to, you know, get out of the way, um, uh, was named Mr. Tully. Mr. Tully would have been a perfect person to use here if you were trying to say that, oh, imply that, oh, this is perhaps the, the reason he was killed because of this research. Like this, you know, switching up that little bit of it. Um, you know, oh, it was, he was doing these super experiments on these children and that, and that, you know, something happened there. That would be fine. That's a fairly minor change. But this seems to be implying that, like, this is perhaps why Warren was killed. Also, it's curious that his his hair is a uh, brown, nearly black even, considering how Warren is a redhead. 
In fact, that was kind of the, 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 the very subtle joke in the hint um, very early on that something was weird, despite the fact that both um, Terry and Max or Matt were both Warren and uh, uh, Mary McGinnis's uh, biological children. It's the fact that both of their parents were redheads and neither of them were. In fact, they were both uh, like black or dark, dark brown hair, which is, of course, the, the reference, the very subtle reference that this might have something else and that it's in fact, uh, you know, Bruce is their father. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's very strange that they would use that and to the point where it's like, it's, it, it almost comes off across as lazy because it's like, oh, torturing these children wasn't enough, but, uh, you know, I guess biological weapons is worse, but whatever. Um, so after uh, Split has finished telling their backstory, that's when False Face realizes these these as they as they as Split merges back together that this is causing them to age rapidly, and we find out that they're only uh, about six years old. And this is a really interesting piece of information because so with all my like. <sighs> timeline stuff i've done for this and been asked to explain the timeline uh and then plus all the stuff that's happened since you know uh the brother i wore ended and all that other stuff i had a guess of how much time had passed since um like terry got the suit to when um uh you know when uh what was it uh the joker or the the last arc began and that was roughly six years maybe a little less so uh, I I, t- I choose to take this as vindication <laughs> until further notice. So that made me feel good. Um, but yes. So uh, at this point, False Face says, "Like you know what? I can help you. This I know the smartest guy ever. Uh, a man who you know has more tech than you can imagine, wired into every computer in the world. He can help you." And Split is like, "Like why would you help us? Why would he help us?" He's like, "Like I said, you help me, I help you." Um, and at this point, Matt is like. Like, you, you hear what he's saying, Mr. Wayne? Like, false face, like, he, he wants to bring him to the Batcave. Like, and, and Bruce is just like, yeah, I know. Like, he hopes to exploit, like, he hopes to exploit them, just like Powers did. He probably plans for me to help them. I they get other stuff from me. And then at this point, this is where Melanie comes back in. She's like, you know, for false face, uh, having two bodies would be, uh, the ultimate. And then we get just a blank panel, or just, we just get a, a, it's a black area with with a like a, a white oval with a cyan glow around it, which is just very strange because I don't know what it's supposed to represent because it certainly doesn't represent anything on uh, the ten costume. Um, and then we see that both Matt or Matt and uh, Bruce turn around, and Bruce is like, "No, I won't allow it." And Matt is like, "My face is just a mold because apparently I'm, you know, Clayface, and but a bad Clayface who can't seem to hold his face because, oh my God, what is happening to his face?" Uh, and we see that yes, Melanie's in the uh, ten costume, but it is this universe's ten costume. Which uh, I'll be honest, when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, so they've redesigned the costume." And then I looked back, and I realized, yes, they have. They took away all the parts that made it look like a machine. They left the weird extra hearts on it, but uh, it no longer looks like she's a robot. So, kudos to the art. There, I said it. Like, good job. That was a good job. I hated when she looked like a robot. And pretty much, uh, Melanie is like, you know, you don't control me, Bruce. Like, I fought Batman as part of the Royal Flush game. Uh, and I can do it again, especially, you know, with this phony who doesn't know how to use the suit properly. To which I have to say, 
uh, no, this, that would be the first time we've seen that the phony doesn't know how to use the suit, because he's been using it far better this arc than Terry has, who's just been constantly screwing up. And only one of those times, the very first time he fought Split, uh, was it legitimate, where it was like, we didn't realize this guy was a speedster. It, it could split. But after that, as soon as he knew that, he shouldn't have had problems. Like, he, he ugh, there's no excuse at that point. Um, and Bruce is pretty much, you know, like, like you, you may be experienced, like, fighting Batman, but uh, not Batman and a speedster. Um, and, and Matt's like, you know, especially one who can split into two. And I'm like, shut up, Matt. Uh, sorry for my extra commentary there. Uh, and Bruce just pulls out an extra Beyond Belt, um, specifically uh, the one from the... Uh, the previous costume. So this would be the one from, um, uh, oh, let's see, because he's technically using the prototype now, though it's been rebuilt. So this is technically the belt from the Future's End version of the costume that Tim rebuilt. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Bruce is just like, you, like, you fought him often enough to know, like, where all the compartments are. And Tenna's like, awesome, thank you. I'll put it to good use. And I'm like, you fought him once, like, you, you fought him, like, twice, maybe three times. And I'm talking about, like, individual fights, not, like, just episodes. Like, maybe three times in the original series. Like, you two did not fight nearly often that often as you seem to talk about um but as she's flying off on her card uh she activates her comm links uh and pretty much says like you guys can trust me i got this and, and matt has just lost all like look on his face like it just it, it look now he's a plastic like doll with an you know a j <sighs> not jason um not a jar uh, skewed, a skewed mouth. It, it's very weird for his angle. And he's like, what about Terry? Like, he's lost on the city. Who knows where he is? And Bruce is like, I, like the, yes, that is very true, which is why we need to take care of this guy really, really fa fast, uh, which is exactly why I need to go make a special call. Um, and then we get back to Terry. Uh, and, and I'm going to remind you where we were with Terry last issue. Uh, the guy that he found, who, you know, false face had just uh, beat up. Um, Killed uh, the owner or killed the uh, waitress at this like little diner. Um, knocked out Terry, killed the waitress, put the gun in his hand, uh, and the police were on their way. Now we find him across town being woken up by some police. And uh, this seems to be implying that a, a, a long enough time has passed that Terry has gone to sleep. Now I see him, we see him with his uh, uh, eyes open, but we see like the, the light baton like next to his head and they're like rise and shine uh bright eyes and it's pretty much something where they're just like yeah wake up vagrant um and they're tr they treat it and even Terry kind of acts as if he's just you know woken up which means it's like so either he ran off and then went to bed for like or like to sleep for like f two minutes and then woke up there's just timeline problems here um and this police officer is just like uh you don't look so good got a name uh and terry whose face is just constantly morphing into other people's faces um is like, yeah, sure thing. I just, I don't remember. And the guy's like, right. So, uh, who are you hiding from, kid? Um, <laughs> and this police officer is very aggressive. Um, but I suppose this is Gotham. So he holds up this little device, um, and just f uses facial recognition on him. And is just like, to see if you have any warrants. And I'm just like, okay, just whatever. Um, at this point, um, Terry looks like a mongoloid. His face, I mean. And then they're like, oh, 
awesome, we got this guy, and it's the same picture of Terry from, like, the first issue of this arc, where he's posing, like, like it seems like he's posing with, like, part of the Beyond suit on, but you only see the, the head part. It's, just, it's a picture of Terry we've seen several times that should not be the one on file, like, at any point. Like, uh, it, it's just, it's absolutely positively that it's the one on file uh, is kind of a problem. <laughs> And it makes me question a lot of things. Um, and they, they see that he has a uh, that he is wanted for murder. At this point, um, the police just tell him to get on his knees, uh, hands behind your head, and and Terry's just like you know like like you know please hear me out. Like I, I didn't kill the woman. And then uh, to to the credit, one of the police officers is like, who said it was a woman? Um, and then Terry's like, I'm innocent. And the other one's like, you're gonna. You're gonna need serious dental work when I'm done with you. And it's like Terry's. I mean, his, his arm is up. His his arm is up. Like he's just like, hey, like like the guy's like bringing his arm over to like smack him. And Terry's like, no, I didn't do it. And, and then they're just like, I'm gonna just beat you. And it's just like, I'm sorry, what happened here? Like I feel like this is not okay. Um, but yes, and then Terry, you know. And this part feels very natural for Dan Jurgens since he's writing Rick Grace and stuff right now. As you have the guy with amnesia who you, who is a very good martial artist, just instinctively takes them out, and it's just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Great, because this is not a current trick that you've done uh, for a while now. <laughs> uh, but yes, so uh, he beats them up. Uh, he beats up both of the, uh, police officers, uh, gets away. Um, and then we get to a page where he pretty much, he's like, he dodges gunfire as one of the guys like burn him, um, dodges two things of gunfire. And as we go through this, the art gets progressively worse. So it's actually a really good panel of, um, him jumping over the police officer, uh, and grabbing the, uh, yeah. And grabbing the guys, but no, he has the baton already. Um, and then as he as he rolls out of the way, throws the baton, knocks the gun out of the other police officer's hand, and kicks him in the face, um, knocking the, the second guy out, and then running away, the art just degrades as far as, like, the Terry's face, where it goes from him actually looking not terrible to uh, yeah, a little bit loose art, but it's supposed to be an action scene. It gets the job done as far as the motion, uh, to him having just what almost looks like a second mouth, but that's just because we've emphasized his gigantic, like, protruding chin like to such a degree that it, it, it's jarring and then as he kicks the guy um we see that his not only is his leg not pivoting and how he's holding himself is is not how you do that kick and it, it just that just that pose just how he is just physically looks painful um his chin is now like from the bottom of the chin to the the you know the the ridge in it to the top of the lips or like then from there the dip in the chin to the top of the lips are about the same distance and it's confusing to look at. And I'll, I'd be lying if I said it didn't look like he had a big lip the first time I looked at it. And he's like, I can't trust anyone as he runs away. Um, and then we cut back over to uh, Batman who is flying despite his fact that his wings are coming out um, from his lower back this time. And they're protruding in ways that I just, I don't make a lot of sense. Um, and then the double and then split merge and they're running. Um, and, you know, False Face is just mocking Bruce saying, like, we're coming for you. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and Split is like, who, who are you talking to? Um, and then Split keeps, you know, just, 
like mocking the mocking them pretty much being like oh you know the the old guy who's gonna fix you and open some doorways for me and, and matt is just like like no way imposter you never get uh you never get uh split speed at which point you know false face is like kid you, you're gonna be the first one i could and then he's just hit by a, three batterings um which is which is interesting because in the beyond suit there really aren't batterings stored in the in the belt. They're stored in the arm, so that it, for them to easy come out and throw them. But you know, whatever. It's fair enough. There might be backups in there. Uh, but then Ten just flies in and just clobbers, just du- like double fist, like smash the back of his head, clobbers, um, false face, knocking him down. And she's pretty much like, like. I'm how like because he's like how and it's like I'm how uh you know I used to roll you know, I used to fly with the Royal Flush Gang uh yeah and, and you you think you got the juice to be Batman like please you don't have half a skill uh you don't have the skill false face and then as she's she's coming in to to finish it up because she is wearing the Beyond Belt and she's like uh. You know some of the belt's capabilities, uh, but I know all of them, and I know that's bull. You have not been dating him that long, uh, and all the other pathos and mythos that you seem to be trying to force your jurgens falls flat if you've been reading up to this point. Um, and she throws some explosive pellets. Uh, he, he realizes that the uh, false face realizes what they are, but can't get out of the way in time. And then Split basically, you know, uh, intercepts them and is like, "Oh, they're probably, you know." Uh, was it, uh, probably keyed, uh, to optical detonation, uh, that signals when they're close to something. And he obviously he uses super speed, throws them at 10, uh, blows her up. Uh, she gets knocked away. Her hand melts, uh, as she falls. She lands on the ground. Her hands are back. And, uh, you know, false face is like, nice work, boys. Like, she took her best shot, but she came up short. Uh, I guess you weren't up to speed, sweetheart. Um, and then he's pretty much... False face is pretty much like, yeah, now kill her. Like, shred her. And false... Or in a split is like, I'm sorry, what? And and both parts of split are, like, not entirely happy with this idea. Um, And uh, and Matt, Matt, whose pelvis has seemed to have gone up into his chest cavity, uh, because we're back at the cave, is like, oh, we gotta do something, Mr. Wayne. And Bruce is just like, uh, if my calls, my call plays off, uh, Melanie will be fine. And then we have somebody else who's just in the room, who's come into the room, and because we hear a foosh. Um, and he's like, long time no see, Bruce. And, and Matt, whose face has lost all features except for just generic eyes, a nose, a mouth, and an overemphasized chin. Uh, but every other part of it is just blank and lifeless, and it's kind of unsettling um we see a person who's vibrating with bioelectricity around them um but we can see that they have hair so it's a little bit interesting and then bruce is like uh what's hap uh you know what happened uh or what eh, i'm screwing this up uh that's what happens uh because because the person said you know it's been a long time Bruce responds, that's what happens uh, when you freeze to talk to a man. And the person responds, and like, you know, after uh, what went down between us, uh, you, you can't possibly, you know, blame me. Uh, Bruce is like, that's ancient history. Melanie needs you now. And the guy just runs away in a speedster whoosh. Um, and Matt, who is, once again, lost features in a different way of his face, is like, was that really him? And Bruce is like, yes. And uh, cut back over to False Face. And he's like, what are you waiting for? And uh, 
uh, Caden is pretty much like, we have to do this, Adam. Like, uh, if, uh, you know, I don't want to die. Like, and Adam's like, no, don't do it. Like, both parts of false face, not really happy with this plan right now. Um, and then we see uh, a speedster has come in and, you know, saved them or saved Melanie. And the speedster is like, you know, uh, false face is like, who? And the speedster is like, you know, someone who knows a thing or two about speed. And then false face is like, oh no, we're screwed. Um, and Split is like, is it possible? Is that who I think it is? It's like the person who we see is appears to be Barry Allen with a uh, white hair, white uh, mustache, beard, um, uh, a suit with with cut off arms and and, and no um, mask. Is like if you mean Flash, then yes. Uh, and then the next issue is uh, Speed definitely kills. And so what this tells me, based on the you know our pattern of uh, how Dan Jurgens does this is that uh, is that I will stammer more. No, uh, that apparently he's the guy writing Flash next. I guess maybe has that been announced? It feels like it might be that because last time last arc he had Dick Grayson in it, and it seemed to be like his warm up for for jumping on the gray, you know, the Nightwing book. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic cliffhanger. Overall, while this issue has a lot of problems, I'll be honest, more of the problems than not are the art. Like, there's there, there's some writing problems here, but this other stuff, I mean, like, the first page is fantastic. The, the setup at the end is fantastic. You have no idea how happy I am that Dan Jorgens isn't using uh, Danica Williams, who is the beyond uh, uh, Flash. Uh, in the animated universe, she's the second Flash. Uh, in Earth 12 and Earth 50, I believe, uh, she is the current Flash. Um, and I'm really happy that she's apparently only staying on the uh, uh, Earth 12, which is the Beyond Earth, and uh, the crazy version of her on Earth 50, which is the Justice Lords Earth, because I don't want her getting screwed up in, you know, a version of her on Earth uh, Zero. I would rather not have a version of her than for it to get screwed up. I want her to stay super awesome. But yes, so that's the issue. And I gotta say, when I was going into this one, I was expecting the worst. And there are some bad writing parts here. There are some things that make no sense. And there's some really bad art here. But I gotta say, after reading it, I can't bring myself to say that I hate it. This might be the best. This is absolutely my favorite uh, issue of this run or of this arc with without a doubt um yeah no i'm it's weird for me to be talking positive about this book like i'm not really sure how to process that which is kind of sad and uh yeah so you know what you know what i'm gonna give this a seven two this is a 7-2. Honestly, you could read this issue, understand pretty much what's going on. It doesn't hiccup with the other ones too much. And uh, and yeah, you, you had a great opening, uh, great closing that I'm, I'm legitimately excited for next month's issue. And, uh, and, and yeah, so a 7-2. Uh, I know that uh, Eric gave it lower on the site. And I'm calling him out here. He praised the art, which I just, I can't bring myself to do uh, because of how inconsistent it is, especially with faces for most of the characters. Uh, and the most horrifying thing of this was uh, when I got to the end of it, 
Um, and I saw the Brian Michael Bendis stuff for, uh, you know, the, the future is now stuff and that there's Batman Beyond included in it. And I was, uh, well, I can't say I took it well. Anyways, uh, everybody have a good month and I will talk to you next month. Bye. Welcome to Sexy Time with the Coffee Hunter. Today, you'll be listening to a scene from Sword of the Atom, a miniseries from 1983. Ray Palmer is the Atom. His wife is successful attorney, Jean Mulhern. They have been married for years, but the tension is built to their marriage and culminates in Ray catching Jean in the arms of another man. Ray has confronted Jean. How could you do this to us? All that blather about working late and I swallowed it. I feel like a fool. Gene, I've been thinking. Maybe we've gotten too used to each other. Maybe we've been taking each other for granted. It happens sometimes in marriage. And sometimes all that's needed is a rest, a short vacation, a part. back for the end of the podcast we have two more books eric and then a, a crazy twist the doomsday clock will be out next week so all those delays next for at week. least issue 11 it'll be next week so the delays are over but we have two books here one more to go after yeah, that yeah, baby. really one more to go five six years maybe who knows See you in december i've basically doomsday. been told that he has really given up any care of when it comes out so dc has done the same but uh, we're not here to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about two books and it's up to you dealer's choice, which you do first because they're both your books. Right. So you get to pick. I have an idea what I would pick, but what is the first book we're going to talk about this section? Freedom Fighters number eight That's written it. by Robert Venditti with art by Eddie Barrows, Jack Herbert, Eber Ferreira, Adriano Lucas, and, and world design. Mr. Design. Oh, that Mrs. Design. <laughs> oh, that Mrs. Design. <laughs> Mar- she did it to him, didn't she? You've done it again. She did. 
Marcus Robbins, the black condor, is going home, but sadly, home is a slave camp in Detroit, so obviously it's not going to be a fun trip. And to add to the whole not fun feeling, he's going in with Doll Woman, who's been replaced by a plastic man in disguise. So obviously, things are going to work out for our heroes in the next phase of their plan. Yeah, and so you go into this. We did know they were going back to Detroit. Uh, this is one of those... Get that plastic man formula. Yeah, this is one of those uh, kind of a feels thing. You get the idea because what up until now we've heard, and everybody knows Detroit's an awful place anyway. Uh, you know, Manship sure and Bobby might any may, timeline. may disagree, but hey, the only place that's worse in any timeline might be Cleveland or Baltimore. Um, but yeah, they're going back and you, you did have... You know, Black Condor keeps saying over and over, like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. It's awful. And, uh-uh. I'm, and really, if I'm going to go back there, I'm going back to free everyone. I'm not just going to sneak in, grab this formula and skedaddle and leave these people there. And you kind of end up, you know, in a twist and, and a way kind of ends up that that's how it looks like it's going to have to go anyway, where he's going to have to try to fight his know. way I'm out. I'm starting to think he might not come out in. at he all. He may not. The whole thing, when you... When, when you have all of the plastic men show up at the end, he reveals he's black on. I'm like, you really went in here undergunned. You're doing the wrong thing, Marcus. Is this get the plastic man formula and get and out? Even with the whole yeah. idea of getting the plastic man formula, I am a little upset about the idea of the next phase of the Freedom Fighters plan. And I'm like, it seems like Cachet and the rest of them, like the idea is we're going to get this plastic man formula, which I thought they're going to somehow reverse engineer yeah, yeah. to stop all to this stop stuff. Them. But the idea is we're going to turn Uncle Sam, the spirit of '76, the, the, yeah. the idea of America, and turn him into a plastic man themselves. It's like, crazy. I don't think I agree with this whole plan. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty crazy. Uh, the what they want to do, and that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Uh, you do have yeah. Joe Rock, though, Eric of the Rock Brothers. Hall Joe Rock. Joe Rock. He's there. Uh, what you're going to get in this, I mean, legitimately, is going to be what ended up where the Nazis took over. They ended up and pretty much brought slavery back, even if it's not just, it's everybody, you know, the Americans were slaves. It's very pushed with this whole deal. Uh, It does work out well how it is. I think that maybe it was a little too heavy handed at points and maybe went a little too long, Uh, but I did like it. I got some feels for it. And where I got the feels though was when you have, you know, his mom and dad, Black Condor's mom and dad, and yeah. you know Marcus Robbins. We're going to call him. Oh, Marcus, and you have all this going on here. You even have you know the the nanny or whatever you, the birthing helper. You know, bring. Oh man, here you go. And uh, the wet nurse, maybe I I don't know. But when, yeah. when you're doing all this stuff, I do love when you have that flashback of seeing Black Condor making the wings and, and getting those together. Even though you don't see it exactly, you, that's the thing. Is that actually I'd, I'd rather have seen that because the whole thing where he, you know he has been working on this wing so he can fly away so because he is a you know engineer genius at this point it's just like all right marcus here's those wings fly away i'm like oh no i just i just like i didn't care about making because i think even he's like yeah you know how to do things and you have at one point he's got the harness he gives it to him i did like though the idea and again it's a very bit of slavery symbolism of flying free be free and fly off and i thought that it really was good the way it was played out where his dad sees him fly and that's all he need he's going to fight off the rats he's even as his son gets to escape and fly and just the idea that he's flying up into the sky i i thought that that was a really really good visual there where i was thrown off like i already said i think that some of this stuff went on a little too long we we know that the nazis are horrible that was one of the things 
things that we said was an easy setup for the book so you can go on with this. I did like seeing Marcus and, and his background because he's been yelling about going back to Detroit. So you want to have the idea that when he gets there, like he said, I'm not going to go back and just grab a formula. I'm going to free everyone. Now he's kind of dialed it back because he sees what he has to do until he gets there. So that was well played out, whatever. But I do think we already kind of knew this stuff. You know what I mean? We knew that everything was horrible. I would have liked to see a little more of what happened to his mom and dad after he's kind of told, oh, we haven't seen him, whatever. Uh, but as you're going on, you well, want even when we have Marcus Robbins go back, you know, the whole thing, he's going to go in disguise. He's going to you yeah. know blend in with the rest of the labor crew, groups and stuff like that. And they're all forced to wear a yellow tag yeah. in their ear. And like he even has one that he can put on. The but trotting, he doesn't you know, do blend it. In, and he refuses to yeah, do that. I'm like, yeah, so I'm sitting why here, I'm are like, you doing this? You're not. You're not going about yeah. this right, Marcus. Yeah, I know you're angry. I know you. This is the worst and, place you and ever I want to be. And I know that the tag place. is the slavery tag, but when you're going to yeah. stop this, but you know, again, this is a guy who's got some strong convictions and a guy who doesn't. So he, oh, I know. But really, but the, once the you don't put that tag on, on of- you're you're screwing yourself. You really are, and it just and then he's recognized out of nowhere that many years later, I thought was a little forced as well. Uh, but go on. What were you going to say? I'm saying the worst part is I'm reading this issue and knowing that from what we saw at the cliffhanger of last issue, that dull woman is a plastic yeah. man in disguise and she's right there with him. It's like, so I'm just waiting for yeah, you're waiting this entire for issue just, just to yeah, fall the apart fall. because I'm like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm like, all right, nothing is going to work okay. out here. And Marcus is not helping anything along the way. I'm like, what are you doing? You want to you hear the funniest reason why that wasn't a problem for me? Uh, mainly because Eric, I don't feel good at all. And I was struggling all day. So when I start reading this, I, I'm going and doll woman, she's not acting strange. Right. So I start thinking, no. Uh, so I start thinking to myself, Oh man, this is what Eric was telling me. He said that doll woman didn't act strange and didn't end up being plastic. So I'm ending up reading it as if I thought it was the <laughs> other way. And it actually served me well because I'm there. And all of a sudden it actually became a shock, something that wouldn't be a shock. And that's where you have problems with this. See, is, I wish we didn't have yes, that cliffhanger the problem. That where they it really that. was bad. It was awful. And we kind of thought it would be already. But when you go to this, the, the cliffhanger of, huh, they thought they got away. Look at me. I'm the plastic man doll woman. Ha ha ha. That wasn't a great cliffhanger. When you go to this, the great cliffhanger or the great reveal here is, hey, Black Condor, you thought that I was the, oh, oh my God, no, I'm a plastic man. Oh, and then you're like, holy crap. And then it makes everything else before this even better. And that would have been, that would have raised my score right there. And you're right. As you read this, you're waiting for crazy stuff to happen. Now, where I think that Black Condor is a bit of a maroon and should have realized this, and I don't know if it's played out well enough, but why is Black Condor going back to get the formula? And I, I'll tell you, that was just, he's going back because he knows Detroit. He was there. He yeah. knows every nook and, and cranny. When Doll Woman's like, here's where the streets are, right there. Black Condor even says, listen, I know my, this is my turf. You know, he should have known right there something was wrong because he's only there because he knows the place can blend in. She's there because she's small. It was really weird for her to try to say, let's go here. And like I said, he does say, hey, I'm from here. And and how it read to me was more of a recap for us to know, oh, he, I remember he was from Detroit. Instead of that, though, he should have been like, 
Why are you showing me this? The whole plan is based on the idea that I know where we are. I know where we're going. You're the one. You know, that's nonsense. And I thought that he maybe that was a little weird and he should have been like, you know, at least like, why would you do this? The plan involves this deal. Now, while we're going on with this issue, you end up where he's recognized with the lady who helped give birth to him. She's like, yeah. oh, my God, I never forget. You know, it is a term. It's and I can't remember what it is right now. I, it's almost like a wet nurse right. type deal. But yeah. Uh, and she's like, Marcus Robbins. All right. And she ends up saving his butt because he doesn't have that tag. I did think that possibly the ratsy guard there, the guy guarding them and doing all this stuff, he's a little lenient for being the bad guy and being what appears to be an asshole, because I would say, if you don't have that tag, you are coming with me. I'm going to take you somewhere and giving you the tag and figure out what's going on. Not, hey, you give him the tag, it's on you, I'll do this, I'll do that. But I did love the idea that as it's going through this, the spreading of the, you know, the black condor myth and the idea that these people are working with the hope. He's and got they, a way. Almost He's now like fighting the for the freedoms yeah. and stuff like that. And, and may come back to, to free us. But even, even without that, I love the idea that these people are working and just it's good enough for them to get through the day to know that one of the people from Detroit ended up being the black condor and going off. And I thought that was really well done and it really got me happy. Uh, but then when you go, and he ends up deciding, you know, I can't sit here and watch what's going on. I'm looking at these and it's such a disjointed thing where he is seeing what appears to be multiple things. But one looks like, you know, he's remembering the past and seeing the oh, now. Yeah, he's remembering. And we had that before where we saw that before when we first started learning and about I, I Marcus Robbins and what he, he went through. I think that where he is and what's going on, I don't think it played out as well here. I think it was a little confusing. Oh, no, it actually took me a second to yeah. realize as well. And, and, and I did remember me all off. the stuff. So when you have this going on, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, because that's the what happened to me. Is Marcus Robbins you know getting like you know told that he's like it's slow and that his dad getting beat up yeah. for it well we still have the same thing going on that he's watching now so but when it's played on both sides like that i'm like wait what happened here yeah, oh, I, I get you I this get took it me now. a second to get yeah, on board did, and that's the same with me and then i was thinking like boy you had a lot of wrenches there i like that i like that suit he has on with those wrenches around the thing but i did like the idea once i realized what it was and that was kind of the the biggest faux pas to me as i'm reading i'm like What's going on? Is he thinking all these from before? He's seeing that, seeing this. But you do see the guy that he already was, you know, having a bit of a problem with and realizes that the atrocities that he left and, uh, you know, the freedom. Now he's come back and it hasn't changed at all while he is, you know, this big hero. He hasn't been. But this is what he was saying all along. So you're waiting for this moment anyway. And like you said, anything that he does, you're waiting for doll woman to be just like, oh, look at me. I'm a plastic man. Um, But I do like when you just a little teeny bit when you do have that flashback of like your son's slow and all you oh he was slow because he was making his wings i thought that was a really cool thing like his dad was taking a beating for him to be able to get those wings and things like that uh he goes and grabs well, even that when we before, i don't know if that was the reason that he was slow i, I think know, he it was just, just seems, slow at getting yeah, the wrenches out i actually just think that maybe he was busy you know his mind was on something else because even his dad said how great he was with making things and doing stuff like that i think that maybe he was a little slow just because his mind was always on this other stuff. That's how I played it. He's Made a, a dreamer, little Marcus. He is a dreamer. A beautiful dreamer. He ends up then is like, all right, 
you want to get me, give it a shot. And he full out. And, and this is where I also just, I know that you want to have the way to in and out and all that stuff, but you know, underneath your work garb that you're, you know, you, you have all the black, anybody who just would go and unbutton your shirt, they'd know who you are. There's a really thing where he didn't really want to go that undercover. He exposed himself. Everybody loves it. I mean, he exposes himself. Everybody's like, it's black oh condor. My. They're all fired up. He then shows that he was paying attention as a kid as well, where when he made his uniform and stuff like that, he ended up knowing exactly what the weapons were back in the day when he was in Detroit. So a lot of his things in his weapon and his costume, I mean, are based on repelling things. Oh, that he's they're taser give resistant him. with his yeah. wings and stuff like and that. And I he like that because that's what he would have known at that point. That that yeah. would be the thing. He's been tased so many times that he wants to, you know, get something with that. That's awesome. But that's where... Yeah, there's the shoe drops, the other, you know, the other foot drops where it's like, oh, you know, you think you have a doll woman. No, no, it was him. But even at this point, you're like, well, what were you doing all this time waiting for all this? I mean, the, the poor guard that is almost dead now, all these things going on. Plus, you are inspiring the people around when he says I'm Black Condor and they see it. Yeah, you may be killing him in front of these people. But I think you would have been better served as the Ratsy since you knew every step of the way for somebody to just come and grab him and taking him out and then kill him underground and stuff like that. It just and now you weird. have all the other slaves that are going to back you know, up Black Spartacus. Condor up on his fight against the, the, yeah. like, the freaking slave runners yeah, and here and freaking done. the plastic men. Yeah, that's yeah. all you've done. You, you could have avoided all of this because you knew where he was going every step of the way and you waited for him to get so mad to become Black Condor, inspire everyone to fight back. I guess they were bored. They needed a fight uh even the rats he said i mean even the plastic men are like oh my we're in big trouble there's a lot of people there and i don't know i, I really have let them have wrenches Things to fall apart though right away when like you know Sissy came out, Miss Sissy came out and said, "Oh, he's yeah. Yellow Eighteen, which was his original tag number." I figured they'd run that. That's an escape yeah, slave right through. there, like the whole. And, and, and it's like, what and is not only that, run really it through and like, slave driver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That guy seems like he's just not. He's supposed to be the worst of the worst, but yet he's very lenient. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> make sure he gets the tag. I said, but I'm tired. You know, even. Even the I've deal been so where slave driving all day, I don't, I don't want to do number, this stuff anymore. Yes, really, I'm, I'm leaning against. I saw you lean against the post. That you end up with the idea that that number, it, it, they know it's, it, they know it's Black Condor. Yeah. Pretty much because he flew off. I mean, this would be the number that you've been looking for. And the, oh man, what was that? What was that number you said? Oh man, you better get him a tag later. I'm not going to run that. I'm lazy. I'm one of them lazy ratsies. I don't Yo, like doing 18? a lot of work. Yeah, that checks out. That's yeah. a number and a yeah. color. Yeah, I, I heard a color and a number there. I think that that's something. Wait a minute. I, I heard yellow 18. That was something at one bang. I don't yeah, like that. Was, Let's that get was a long time this. ago. That was like and, seven and you know years what ago. Also, what do I know? Uh, also, you know, there was that regulation where you're not allowed to have any of these slave workers have like wrenches and things of their own so that they can fight back with. Yeah, I thought that was a little too much. I had to keep giving them wrenches and keeping track of these things. It's a lot of work for one ratsy to do. I, I'm busy working on my Broadway play that that I'm doing that I hope will be a hit. Well, maybe uh, off Broadway. I don't want to think too well, highly of myself right away. I, well, you know, the thing is, is that I I think that I have something a little better than off. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, everybody's there with weapons. You guys are realists. In reach, and just everybody has weapons. Just 
you know, part of their uniforms here that they're yeah, going to chains, with. wrenches, screwdrivers, chains, hammers, wrenches, all over. Uh, hammer went right into right into a plastic man's head. Uh, you know, things like that. You know, one of the guys looks back there. He's got a broom. He's not going to be that you know powerful with that, but he'll be able to clean up afterwards. At least you got that. Uh, one guy has a bandana on. He's probably a badass. You can tell sure that is. that guy bandana. Uh, the one guy with the chain, I don't know. Looks like Luke Cage to me. He looks really pissed too. So I, I'd pretty much. Be be worried about him but yeah they're they're all going to attack and yeah the plastic men are worried because there's so many of them and they're armed and they're inspired by uh black condor which this never should have happened <laughs> this should have never have gotten this far uh but it did uh but really all in all i did like this it's just a problem too. there's some major problems the major problem of you already had the twist that we're just waiting to get back to. Of you take Dull away one. the you took away you, the climax the entire time. You're just yeah. waiting for it to happen at this just point. Just like which, you, you do with chess every night, right? That's what you do. Take away the climax. But yeah, that you're right. And you told me this, and I was too dumb to remember. But you you know that anything they do will fail until it doesn't here. Um, but the other thing is, and we kind of went by because it's just thrown out there in one panel, pretty much. Which giant the they want to turn? No, they want to turn. Uh, you know, what's his, uh, the him Uncle into Sam? a plastic man? Uncle Sam. I, I couldn't remember. I was going to say some weird name. Oh, that's the weird part. That was almost yeah, like Uncle a weird Sam is a plastic because man. Because a giant man looking at it for the underground complex where yeah. you know human bomb is being kept. Like, All right, yeah, we're yeah. Break in there when uh, Black Condor and Badal are going to get back because we're going to use that plastic man formula. And don't worry, Uncle Sam, you go be a plastic man. He doesn't look like he's all about this plate. I'm like, maybe talk to the spirit no, of 76 about weird. this first. Yeah. And, and even then he's like, well, that's not going to be easy. You know, maybe we should have rescued bomb first, then sent black condor, like get everybody here to yeah. get, but, and that makes sense. And so are we supposed to think that maybe they're plastic men too? I, I don't understand. I don't know why he's got weird you would ideas be turning about him win. into a plastic man. It's now like the opposite of what you want to do. And we thought, like you said, they were going to get the formula so that they had a way to destroy the plastic men. And, and really up at this point, when Uncle Sam is full Uncle Sam, those plastic men aren't really that much of a threat to him anymore. When he's all everybody inspired, he's pretty big on fighting them back. I don't know why he has to, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. They, they, he's done, you know, he's gone toe to toe with them. And it's just weird. Uh, but yeah, so with that, I still do like the art. I still like this series. I think this was a down issue. What did you get? So do I. I end up giving a 7.5 out of 10, even though I love the art. It's just that I knew the the twist already by the time I opened this book. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And the idea of the Plastic Man Uncle Sam really threw me off for everything we've been through so far. But I still enjoy this series. I hope that doesn't happen. But I like Marcus Robbins. I like going back to Detroit for him, yeah, you know, like rallying up the troops here and getting everybody together. It's just I knew a lot of this already from the flashbacks that we already saw of Marcus. And it was just I expect more because of how much I love this series. But still, it's yeah, still I'm good. It's still really good. 7.5 out of 10. I'm giving it a Six eight. This is this is definitely the uh, my biggest down issue of the series. I think that it was down, but you know some of the things will end up paying off. I do like seeing Black Condor going back to Detroit, and like it, it's one of those things. Like he's you know two birds with one stone. He was going back. He wanted to free everybody, Homeward but he bound. agreed the to not go journey. that way. He yeah, and he said, I, I'll, "Okay, I'll, I'll dial that back now. Eventually, we'll get back to that." But while I'm there, we'll get the formula. And the rats, he's forced his hand to get to a point where, you know, he may free everyone and they're going to fight. And if they do, 
this definitely ups the ante for Uncle Sam. This is going to be where people are going to oh, hear about feed this. Off of this. Gonna, num, 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 yeah, num. yeah. And that's where I think that maybe what they're talking about of turning a plastic man, hopefully this is one of those where, oh my God, Cache, look at this. Get you know, the hell out of here. Nobody cares about of, yeah, you. I'm really, not doing yeah. this. I'm more powerful now. Why am I stepping back? So let's not do that. Instead, let's kind of get a thing where we can make a formula that, uh, you know, takes them out instead of becoming one. So yeah, I did like it still, but it was a down issue. But we have one last issue. And what is that, Eric? That is Red Hood Outlaw number 37, written by Scott Liddell, with art by Kenneth Roqueford, Steve Furchow, and Troy Pateri. Jason Todd is responsible for training the next generation of supervillains, and man, is his class weird as hell. I do enjoy this new status quo for our main character, but sadly, you barely get him here beyond kicking the shit out of a bunch of strange kids, and the kids in general aren't really well defined in my mind. Thankfully, though, the cliffhanger shows that Doomed will be joining the team, and I never thought we'd be seeing Riser again. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. And I don't think a lot of people even know him at the end with Doom. No. Nope. Uh, this is a weird book to me. I, I don't understand what happened. I, I, and I, I'm telling you, this is where I started reading this issue. I don't feel good. I've mentioned it a couple of times. And I'm reading this and my head is spinning about what this issue is and how you're going. And, and through this whole run of Red Hood and the Outlaws, then to Outlaw and things like that, you end up with, you know, a pretty easily defined book. You know, right. sometimes we thought it went too far. You know, you ended up with a story lasting too long going. So we, we end up seeing Artemis and Zorro and the annual. That it looks like they're going to come back. Then you throw in the offer for Jason Todd. We want to do this. And then all of a sudden we did get a, you know, there's even what they say as a prelude in this a little, but we already got a little bit that confused me then. And I told you, like, I don't know what the hell is going on well, with even this our, thing. Our prelude all for of the sudden, whole this, thing where this we is had- just weird. Where we have Jason Todd going to the block, which is in the center of the earth being run by Shea Veritas, who was working yeah. for the DEO before. It's just one of these characters that Scott Liddell yeah. likes to use. And it's the idea that we have Shea Veritas, you know, really an undefined character. Her lab is stuck here. She can't leave the center of the earth or the block as it is for this whole laboratory scene. But she's yeah. all concerned about the science of it. Yes, Jason Todd is going to be training the next generation of supervillains, but these are just metahuman kids. And that's all she cares about. Whether they go good or evil, that's, that's not the science that she cares about. It's pretty much their genes yeah. and what they can do. So I'm like, all right, Shea Veritas, you're here. You don't really do much for the story except for give us a location. No. But when you deal with the kids, when we've had them in the classroom, when you have, you know, Babe in Arms, which I think is just the weirdest character in this whole goddamn book. Where, yeah, but you have Cloud, funny. Cloud Nine, DNA, DNA, and Devour. But like this Babe in Arms, this toddler genius that's held by a zombie mother. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. The Mombi. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what her the powers mombie. are beyond being a genius. But when you have a toddler sitting there in the barracks, like the, the dorm rooms with all the other ones thinking about how hot Red Hood it is, I'm like, yeah. Like, are you like a thirty? Are you like yeah, an eighteen-year-old kid trapped you. in a toddler's body as a genius? I don't know, I don't know what you like, are. Like Father Time and sh- in the yeah. uh, you know Frankenstein age in a shade deal. I don't know. And you know, is that where you see the mombi and the ba- and they're kind of you know the one is five hundred years old, the baby is two years old, but they're actually a combined age of three hundred. I don't know because we don't know where I think that this book is odd. It's just the idea that if you were reading Red Hood and the Outlaws six issues ago, three issues ago, five, and you go into this, you you really gonna think that you're reading a different book. 
And as of now, the only real explanation is, hey, you know, I took this offer from Luther to train these next phase of supervillains because I was afraid that maybe some bad, you know, Joker might train them or things like that. But does Lex go around and just keep offering these kids up to everybody until somebody takes the offer? It's just very forcing. And to me, what this is, and and I don't know why people would be excited if if they think the same thing. This is just like Scott Liddell's Teen Titans from the New Fifty Two. That's all it reminds With less me of. Less likable characters it's, in my it's, mind. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is everybody hated that Scott Liddell Teen Titans, and now you have it worse. I mean, I'm telling you, my head cannot wrap around the concept that this is the same book that we have been reading because it's such a throw in deal of, oh, what? You're the villain. Well, that's cool. That gives me an opportunity to kind of make it an X-Men Teen Titans book. Boom. And it happens. I don't really, besides the idea that Jason Todd's there so that these people, these kids and, and mombies end up not being full out super it's just it's not enough for me to be believable i know you have to have a suspension of disbelief in, in these things that we're reading here but i just it ends up feeling very much you know the machinations of editorial saying you know nobody's buying the stuff here how about we try one last ditch effort where we make the book a teen titans type book with jason todd as the leader let's try that and i'm like boy this this book really Change directions too sure quick and too much well, more than any the other of these. Too. You're all the of a sudden, villain. we have. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that Just we had so the casino weird. thing. Now we're jumping to this. It's always like, all right, let's see what's gonna like something's gonna stick yeah, this time. And, and you know, here's the thing though: the casino. At least he was going back to Gotham where he shot Penguin to take over Penguin's things, and it was because Smarty Pants, Bizarro, and Artemis had had left and gone through a portal. You had some things, and he was in Gotham. Here he's at the center of the earth, teaching these kids that I have no idea who they are i'm not very interested in them either we're seeing some powers we're seeing them talk to each other but we don't get enough of me saying to you like boy i really love that dna I'll i mean like you, that D- he turns DNA, into I tentacles actually, i actually find dna kind of confusing too because even in the barracks scene like dna underneath the cloak and the freaking face mask that it wears it's all wrapped up like a mummy, but then you also have the mommy who's holding on a to mommy, you know, a mommy, babe a baby. in arms, who's also wrapped up. I'm like, well, that's kind of confusing if you're just going to have two wrapped up then characters. You have cloud then you have, nine. Cloud nine is my I, mind. It's the most it couldn't tell you. It can turn into clouds. It does some ice stuff, maybe with some weather bits. I'm like, but when you have Devour there who is eating stuff the entire time, like bullets, but then transforms I, his, yeah. his arm into a gun, but also uses his mouth as a teleportation means for other people. I'm like, I, I don't understand that character. I just know that he yeah, wants to I take over either. the world one day. All right. Yeah, and that's what they're going to do. And so the whole idea of Jason Todd trying to make them so that they're not bad, well, he isn't really doing that yet. He's pretty much saying, you think you're badasses? Well, try to kill me. So then we get to see Powers. Then he goes off, talks to Shea Veritas. Then he goes back to uh, you know the kids again and, and all this stuff. And and really, I like I said, I just – the direction change in this book is way more. If, and I know not a lot of people read Red Hood, but not a lot of people read like a Nightwing either. You get a Rick Grayson Nightwing with the Nightwing squad, everybody's losing their shit over that. This is definitely more of a change in a book than I've ever seen. And I don't think it's interesting at all. It makes me think, when is this just going to end? I mean, it's a year of the villain thing. What are you going to do when when you end up having Bizarro and Artemis show back up? Oh, man, you shouldn't do this. Okay. Which I, I mean, I don't really think in my mind part. I should be invested in these kids. 
even uh, Bizarro because, and Artemis like you said, Quanto, you because we saw them in the uh, annual before where they actually found the quantum door that they wound up in that yeah. weird, you know, parallel universe. So they went back through that. But the problem is, I thought that was going to get them back home to us and stuff like that. Turns yeah. out they are in the forces of solitude that Smarty Pants Bizarro made, but that is stuck in a quantum dimension outside of my. So with uh, Artemis yeah. Grace and Bizarro not being genius level freaking Smarty Pants at this point, I have no idea how any of them are ever going to get back yeah. home. I don't know. Unless they somehow you know, just call up a maybe, door and say home, but they're not yeah, doing I that. I actually just thought out. that we were going to have something by this point that maybe you would have had, you know, something with the year of the villain where you would have already had Artemis and Bizarro had come back and then Lex goes and offers Bizarro, uh, you know, an offer. And then you kind of play with that or whatever. Uh, or, you know, Jason is given the offer that he has to kill the two when they cut, but they're just stuck in limbo. You know, and like you said, I think that they are kind of put in that so that they can't get out. Yeah. That they're there and, even and the we're going to have to wait to see what happens. At the end of that scene where Rosaro says that he remembers somebody like in the whole thing. I'm like, it's, it's alluding back to Ma Gun in the bottle in his room. But even if you get Ma Gun out of the bottle, that doesn't really help your current situation. You're still stuck in the quantum like you know, dimension they're in. Yeah, uh, I would definitely think that the way that they're going to get out somehow will uh, resolve or uh, revolve around, you know, Mombi and the baby, the genius baby. I do think that too. they're going to end up doing something and figuring out and wanting to help Jason and then going and doing that. Somehow they'll get some idea of where they are and that'll be there because I just don't understand why these kids are in this book. Well, I even really the don't. kids, because in the annual, we had the whole thing where that cold open for it, where Jason asked one of the kids yeah. of the school if Bizarro and Artemis are dead and he can't find him but that was vessel i don't him. see i don't see vessel as yeah, a part of this I class here so i'm like what happened well, to that you know, kid? they didn't need vessels he's on vacation he, he went home his parents called him back i i don't know but yeah that was a big thing that you would have liked to have seen and yeah. that's what i'm saying then kid you have that with the dead? Yeah. i do think that these you know these kids and maybe vessel will show up out of nowhere now we're gonna have doom uh i think that Doomed. jason's gonna end up yeah jason's gonna end up getting them to help him out eventually get Artemis and Bizarro back, especially since we saw, you know, Artemis and Bizarro in this issue. I was actually shocked that we did get that little bit, you know, showing that he wants to remind you that they're going to be coming back soon in my mind, but also that they're stuck in things. Um, but yeah, at the end of this, I'm like, usually we go with the idea of knowing the names, if that's the case. And I kind of do know the names, yeah. but I'm not interested in these characters. I'm not interested in well, not interesting. Or, or Cloud Nine. They're just things. And I Babe think and it's arms. because they're just thrown into this book. And it doesn't even really make sense. It, it just, and you're getting the art with Kenneth Roquefort that is very reminiscent in my mind when I see it, especially with something like this, of the Teen Titans in the New 52. He did a bunch of issues with that that you hated. I ended up I'm taking over. I'm not a fan of K-Rock's art. So it's just, yeah, you don't like K-Rock. I like K-Rock. But it just ends up where before I thought that Scott Liddell was doing a thing where a lot of people appreciate it. Hey, he's the only one that's continuing that New 52 continuity that did transfer over into Rebirth. It wasn't a reboot. It was a rebirth. And that so he was throwing things and it was kind of cool with the idea of, man, he's really throwing things in for people like me and you. He does have that at the end with Doomed. That's yeah. one of his deals as well. But other than that, it's like, boy, you're really going out of the way to just make this book what you used to do. Because, like I said, it feels like his Teen Titans, and I did not like that book. So overall, I didn't like this. I think that the direction is nowhere. I, I don't get it. 
You know, I'm like Tom Cruise or uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. I, I just don't guy. get it, but I do like seeing Doom. But Doom ends up, he looks a little feral from the he last time. He looks a little weird. I, like, I thought Riser was like getting a handle people on his going powers on. the last time I saw him in the Teen Titans. It looks like he might have reverted back. Maybe they're going to do something with possibly the source wall energy, Eric, that has made him wacky. I Maybe. don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But yeah, he, he looks a little feral. I do like the art. But overall, I thought that this is and continues to be because if you remember in the annual, I didn't even like that little tiny cold opening. I was confused and just didn't seem interested, you know, or that didn't seem interesting to me. So I'm continuing that. I, I just don't know See, that I, I liked the idea of this new status quo because the idea of Jason Todd teaching young supervillains stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? That sounds kind of cool to me. It's just that I need more out of these kids right away, for, especially for a first yeah, introduction just, issue like this. And it really just killed me. K-Rock. I give the benefit of the doubt. I personally am not a fan. I know there are a lot of fans out there. So I actually adjusted my score just a little bit because I don't personally like it, but I know that's just my own freaking bias yeah. bringing me down. But I gave it a 6.3 out of 10. I just need more going forward with this new status quo because I do find it interesting. I just didn't like this first issue of it that much. Yeah, I'm at a 5.5. Five. I don't find it interesting at all. And it also gets me the idea, as we always do, and I, I know – uh, that Anthony Jackson loves it and he loves Red Hood. And why I don't like this is the continuation. All right, there's Jason. He's the bad guy. He's always the bad. Oh, he got an offer to get the supervillains of the future. And yeah, he wants to kind of swerve them away from that. But it's still, it's still the same old thing, even though this is wacky and out of nowhere. But it's still, up. Oh, Jason's always the bad guy, the bad guy, the bad guy, and go on. Maybe this was a chance where you could have had something with the year of the villain where we actually have a villain go after Jason instead of Jason always being a villain in his own book. And I, I just, it, it's tiresome to me now. And anti-hero. this seems very forced. This seems, I don't even think he is an anti-hero anymore, especially just, he's nothing really. It's back and forth. I, I don't get it. And so with this, I just, I don't get it. So this feels like a mini series, not a continuation of a run that had nothing to do with this stuff. And it's just forced in by year of the villain. And it just, it seems like it's, you're going backwards with the character, not going forward. And then it just feels like that awful teen Titans run that I didn't like. So yeah, I'm going to be, I was a little under you, but what is your book of the week? My book of the week is justice league. That was mine as well. Justice League was my book as well. And I couldn't remember what deal, number it was. Maybe it'll be, it was 30. Yeah, okay. maybe that'll be our book of the week next week as well, because it's maybe. coming out again. It's, it's, crazy. it's you know, coming out each week. It's crazy. Uh, but here are the books that we're going to talk about next week. Uh, with that, two of them will be on the Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and Do join it. up to hear that a bunch of other shows get all of the weird science stuff uh but here they are batman teenage mutant ninja turtles three number five. Oh my that that, that title just gets me every time every time uh, that'll be me and brandon talking about that batman versus Raish al ghul number one i'll have to talk oh, yeah. to reggie we'll probably be talking about that who knows oh yeah i guarantee you that will oh i guarantee you that we picked for the patreon spotlight because they people will know i'll lose my mind with that but reggie garbage deathstroke number 47 is something that you will be reviewing on the sure site. Will. We'll be talking about deceased. A good day to die. Number one. Got to get the story a in there somewhere. Spin-off deal. Yeah. Doomsday clock. Number 11. Oh my. 
It's coming out, man. Sure is. It's verified. It will be coming out. We also have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number one. We're not sure <gasps> if we're going to be talking about that. We're not. I may be reviewing it, and if I don't like it, it's not going to be on there. So we'll see how that goes. Just League number 31 that we talked about. Legion of Superheroes Millennium, Eric. Millennium. The number one. Millennium. The TV show that was kind one. of like a spinoff of the X-Files? Was the beginning of that people on a plane? I no, kind of remember. remember a plane involved in that show. Yeah, and we're going to find out what hero will traverse the uh, yeah, immortal deal and be immortal and tell everybody the you story. Wanna... It's nonsense. Lo- Lois Lane, the, the uh, character, he had announced that there was going to be a character, a oh, female character. Right. That, and they leaked it. I can say who yeah. it is now. It's not this. I, I didn't even read the issue. They said it's Rose and Thorn is who it All is. Right. And that sounds ridiculous. Bendis being he Bendis. only knows the characters that he Does he know de- him? dealt with. Does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Lois Lane, number three. That'll be Simon talking about that. Supergirl, number 33. That book was pushed back till next week. So we'll see why that was. Some Legion Superior stuff, probably, huh? 10. Huh? Uh, maybe. And the Green Lantern, number 11. That we'll be talking with Reggie it's about. 12-issue of Maxi, right? Morrison joint. Right? Uh, 12 issue, then a break with another mini in between them back to another 12 issue. I don't like that book. So that's what you get. So we'll see how that is. We don't like a lot going on now. I'm sure people are well aware of that, but we'll see if things pick up. Every week is a new week. Every week is the possibility of us loving every book. This week I thought was Not a that down and it, it got me pretty depressed. Well, we'll see. Sometimes the books, they'll surprise you, <laughs> as they say in Australia. Uh, maybe we'll read Weird one saying. of these that we don't ever like and, and we end up like, oh my, working harder, hardly working book. Yeah, where's Zippy? But that that is it, Eric. Everybody, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Like I said, one last plug. Uh, Since you're going to be listening to this, and it will be the beginning of September, I believe, is the next month. Uh, You can join up on the Patreon, and you won't be charged until the beginning of October. So you can go and check it out all through September. See if you like what we got. And if we don't, you can quit. But if you do, you can keep going on and on and on. Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. Week. And we'll see weird. you in seven. See you in seven.